It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's November 26, 2015, and it's time for my private audio call. And tonight, um, yeah, I was going to just have open mic and uh, everybody uh, participate and tell us what you're thankful for and like that or not thankful for. But um, we can do that for a little while. But uh, then I, I've got a surprise guest coming on. Carl was is going to be coming on. He's got some interesting news, uh, an ordeal that has taken place, I guess. When did it take place, Gus? Uh, the, the, um, I'm not sure about all the events, but on Tuesday, the police showed up at Carl's house to arrest uh, his mom's husband, um, stepdad. I don't know how Carl refers to him. but um, So that, that happened on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, um, that might have happened on Monday. But uh, Monday or Tuesday, they they arrested uh, Frank. And then on um, the next day, they came and took the kids. So it's in the uh, newspaper. If you go to the the links I gave you. uh, Yeah, I saw it. I read it. Yeah, read them online. I mean, read them on the air. I'm I'm in the kitchen now. I'm not trying to. If I. Do I still have it up? Let me see here. The, uh, the, uh, it's not the Liberty Beacon. I've got so many things open on my computer. This is ridiculous. Uh, well, I have to go back to the link because I think I uh, closed it out. Let me find it. Hold on a second. There oh, it is. well, I put, I put, I put the uh, link right in the chat, right into the uh, talk sheet chat. Oh, okay, because I just went back to the Skype where you put it there. Okay. Okay, and it reads, uh, Waynesboro man faces sex porn charges. That's awful. Good grief. You know, that's terrible. Yes, it is. That's just, oh. Happens all all the time. And he admitted to it. Jeez. I bet, does Carl, like, want to kill this guy or what? I'm going to let him fill you in and all that. All right, it says here, okay, the link is to thenewsleader.com. The new, oh, I'm sorry, it's not the, it's just newsleader, N-E-W-S-L-E-A-D-E-R.com, newsleader.com. And uh, I guess if you type in there, uh, look for it. Uh, what's his name? His name is what? Uh, Frank, or, Frank Russo. Frank Russo, yeah, R-U-S-S-O. But I'll read the article, and it says, Waynesboro, a Waynesboro man is behind bars amid allegations he molested a young girl and took illicit pictures of her, the Augusta <laughs> County Sheriff's Office said. Well, I want to choke him, you know. He just looks like, oh, God. 
it continues to say, the suspect has already confessed to sexually abusing the girl, court records show. The sheriff's office investigator said Child Protective Services notified authorities last week that a 12-year-old girl came forward with allegations that Frank Rousseau, 65, had been molesting her for several years. Investigator Michael Rohn of the Sheriff's Office said that that the girl underwent a forensics interview and he said Rousseau also was questioned. Rohn said authorities believe the alleged abuse took place for a number of years. That's in quotes. Uh, A search warrant filed in Augusta County Circuit Court shows that Rousseau voluntarily gave authorities a digital camera containing a memory card. Rousseau also reportedly confessed to sexually abusing the girl and also admitted to taking photos of the child. Rousseau is charged with aggravated assault, I'm sorry, aggravated sexual battery and producing child pornography. He is being held at Middle River Regional Jail. That's all it says. Yeah. Oh, that, what a creep. That's his mom's husband? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, the cops, uh, just a side note, the, uh, the the man, the officer, Michael Rowan, that's the same guy. Remember Pell talking about uh, how he had gone to court for, um, for going backwards in his Camaro? Remember that story? Baby. Had gone backwards through the neighborhood, through a stop sign, and this guy was a cop at the time. Uh, He's the cop that tried to prosecute Carl for that driving offense oh back in, uh, in 2007. Small world, huh? Yeah, a very small world. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, oh, my God. Oh. I forgot what the name of the county is that they're in, but he works for the sheriff's department. And... Uh, what else was on there that I gave you? It was, oh, the CPS. A link to resource? Yeah, the Shenandoah, uh, Shenandoah Valley CPS. That's the other link I gave there. And it was the uh, whoever the lady is that's in charge of that place. She's the Resourcefamily.org, that one? Yep, yep, that's it. Welcome, we are the Resource Families of Shenandoah Valley Social Services. Agency mission and uh, the, wow. Yeah, it's it's a uh, you know my uh, when I got married, my ex-wife told me that uh, she suspected her ex-husband of molesting my oldest daughter. I ended up um, I ended up adopting her because of of everything that you know was going on. And she was, I think. I think she was two years old, a year and a half when we started dating. And by the time, uh, by the time she was two and a half, you know, she had the police involved. She had counseling going on. So oh I got God. more familiar with the kind of stuff that can happen there. And then uh, when, when geez. we split up, when her and I split up in 2002, I got wind through a friend that, uh, somebody was talking about me molesting that same daughter. And, I, I put that fire out real quick. You know, I demanded an, I, not an investigation, but I, I demanded that she, uh, the guardian at light, and question her and find out what the heck was going on because I wasn't, 
I seen my ex-wife do that to her uh, first husband, and I didn't want. Yeah, I I knew what she was capable of, mm. and I didn't want to take any chances. So that didn't last very long. It lasted maybe you know a week, but uh, it was scary. Yeah. yeah. They they just allege stuff, and you never know where it's going to lead. Mm. No, I didn't. I didn't know where that was going to go. I didn't know anything like that, like I know now. I just mm-hmm. knew enough to not let it, you know, ferment and turn into something. Mm-hmm. It, it turns out, that, you know, after uh, the guy in that light him checked into it, she told me that it was actually her biological father that she had been talking to, uh, talking about to this other person, but the other person didn't know that it wasn't me. So, I mean, this, you know, stuff can get out of hand pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's scary, too, you know. That'll ruin, that's a life killer. <laughs> That'll ruin your life, that kind of uh Well, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's bad enough being in jail, but, you know, being in jail as a child molester, that's... Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine a lot of people that are in jail um, had their life messed up because of oh, that yeah. kind of a circumstance. You know, when they were kids, and you know, I imagine there's plenty of those. You know, uh, people that have gone through that kind of, a, of an experience. So, yeah, there's no sympathy whatsoever. You know, that, that's uh, the, the fact that these people only get four or five years in, in prison and then they get out is ridiculous. Yeah, really. Lafan here is asking, um, was that Carl's stepdad? Did he raise him? No, Carl was uh, 18 when 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 um, when Mary met Frank, and okay. uh, I think she had already she may have already moved to Virginia. I'm not sure about that, mm. but uh, the uh, Carl Carl was already out of the house by then. Yeah, but didn't he? She had the kids, right? Uh, yeah, the, the kids have been with uh, Carl's mom yeah. and uh, for a number of years. And Carl, um, that's where Carl is now. He uh, mm-hmm. he's been setting up a place. She's got she's got a farm. She's got quite a bit of acreage. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was there when he was talking to his mom back in April. I had gone down because uh, his sister Karen had asked me to go check on him. Because he wasn't uh, he wasn't feeling good at all. He was sick as a dog. But uh, you know, a few days later, he got back on his feet. And one of the things we did is to talk with his mom about uh, him taking up a spot in the back and setting up a, a place to live so he can be closer to the kids. Yeah. And uh, that's what he's been doing since April. She must be livid. He's not happy. No, oh. not at all. Oh, who, she probably wants be? to kill him, you know. I know. It's Oh my god. It's just oh, that's so horrendous. You know, when I was a when I was a girl, they they you, they didn't talk about things like that. It was hushed up. It was shameful. You didn't, you know. Uh-huh. You didn't bring it up. You didn't air those things, you know. It wasn't general uh, information. It was something that you hushed up and Somebody would move away or whatever. Today, 
it's good. It's out. In the, I mean, I guess it's good. It's out in the open. I, I just, uh, I'm glad that she came forward. What, what prompted her to finally come forward with the information? Do you know? I think, I think there was somebody at school who overheard her having a conversation with, uh, with another girl. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I heard something about that, but I don't remember what it was. Wow. That sounds like probably <clears throat> a likely scenario on how it would happen. Yeah, and that might be what I, you know, I might be just thinking about, you know, along those lines of what typically happens. I, I don't know if I actually heard something or not, but... Uh, well, I guess we'll find out as soon as Carl gets here. Well, you know, what happens is uh, a lot of a lot of times with, with kids, you know, if, if, you, if you've been around your kids and haven't really had anybody uh, watch your kid for, you know, until he's two or three or four years old and uh, or she, whatever... And, uh, I mean, you know their behavior very, very well. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, it's very easy to tell if something happens because their behavior changes drastically. Oh. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's traumatizing to a kid. Sure. You know, for, it's not enough to be with a stranger, but what about, you know, when, when something happens and, and the kid can, you know, he doesn't even know the words to describe what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, when stuff like this happens, you have a, a real serious behavior change, and, and adults who are close enough can pick up on that. They know, what, you know, they know there's something wrong. So mm-hmm. she's been going to the same school for a long time. Uh, you know, chances are one of the one of the teachers probably asked her, you know, is everything okay? You know, she. Yeah. yeah I, I remember one time I was at Home Depot and I, I ran into my aunt. And uh, I said, hey, how you doing, you know? And she says, oh, we're going to lose the house. And she had a meltdown right there at Home Depot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm sure for, for a 12-year-old girl who's going through some kind of trauma, uh, you know, if somebody says, are you okay, she'd probably have a meltdown. Yeah, if she's at that point, sure. Yeah, I mean, you can only take so much. <clears throat> I know, and in the article it said she had been doing it for well, the cops said, quote, unquote, quite a few years. Yeah, well, he confessed to something. I don't, you know, I haven't seen the confession, but. I mean, how long? I mean, she's 12 years old. Yeah. That's sick. Oh, man. Oh, God, and he's so creepy looking. I just want to choke him. Oh. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> You want to talk for a while, or does anybody have a question, or does anybody want to uh, tell us what they're thankful for? That's what I wanted to talk about today, what we're thankful for, even if it's, you know, being alive. I'm thankful for that, breathing and (laughs) still here. You know, all my friends are passing away and leaving me. Not cool at all. No, my... my, uh... I've got uh, my dad is the my dad's the second youngest of twenty kids. There wow. was uh, there was uh, two of them that were two of the twenty were born and passed away before they were a year old. The other three were miscarriages. So oh. 20, 20, 20 pregnancies. So I've wow. got my dad's got my dad's got nephews that are older than he is, and uh, <laughs> so it's a really really big family. And okay. <laughs> yes, I've got. I think I was. I was number. 
I think I was cousin number 68 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just mm-hmm. first cousins. I think there's 70, well over 70 of us. No, I was probably more around 64. So I was 60-something. But I'm the oldest in my family of four. And then my dad's younger brother had three kids. So that you know, the total ended up over, uh, you know, well over 70. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, every week there's somebody who's sick or dying or, you know, so you got to take advantage of having those relationships while you can and keep in touch and let everybody know how how awesome how awesome it is to to have them still around. Now, I, I'm I'm extremely grateful for the relationship I've got with Carl. You know, I've learned so much, and you know he's changed my thinking a lot. Yeah. It's been Me amazing. Too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else want to share what they're thankful for? Just press star eight. Otherwise, go ahead, please, guys, continue. Well, there's, uh, you know, the other thing is, is all the people that call me up and ask me to help them out, you know, uh, when I have time and I can do that, that, that's great because it causes me to think about things that I would never be forced to think about. You know, mm-hmm. why, why would I be thinking about property taxes if I don't own land? Or why would I be thinking about a traffic ticket if it's not mine? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think about traffic tickets almost every week because somebody's asking me about them or property taxes or, or something else. So yeah, I'm grateful for all the people that I do have a chance to help out because it gives me a whole lot of insight into what's actually going on in the world. Um, there, there's a, you know, there's, there's a guy I was just talking to, I don't know, maybe a half hour before the show started. He's got uh, a pig farm and it's, a, it's an organic place. And the government's, you know, giving him a hard time. You know, so, you know, helping him sort out his issues. uh, Or, you know, another lady up in Canada, she's got a bunch of horses that were taken away two years ago. And uh, they've stolen all her property, taken everything she's got, won't give the horses back, sold them. And the only thing, the only charge that stuck was... uh, there was a charge that she had not let her dog out of the house for a number of years. How the heck did they know if the dog has been out of the house or not? You know, and if the, if the dog's healthy, what difference does it make if he's in the house, out of the house? You know, so they took all her horses because, because the dog supposedly had not been out of the house. So, you know, it, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's because of, uh, you know, people like that to get a hold of me that I'm able to, to see such a, a bigger view of the world and what's going on out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it does. Two, they say two heads are better than one. Right? Well, <laughs> we have a whole bunch the, of heads to bounce things off of. It's a wonderful thing. Look at all the people you talk to and all the scenarios and situations that you deal with and, and how, many, um, you know, how many different experiences you get some insight into. Right. And... And what a benefit it is to to get a get that much of a of a bigger broader view of life. It's wonderful. I feel privileged. It's pretty cool. Yeah. California has their hand up. Let's see what California has to say. Go ahead. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, hi. How are you doing? Uh, Fine. Thank you. How are you? Good. I've been listening to your calls for a long time. Oh, good. Uh, never called in on this particular call before. Oh. 
But uh, I kind of wanted to share some information and some some uh, techniques that I use to approach these bills and taxes and things. Okay. Um, and uh, I, Carl Lentz has a lot of good insights, but so does Mark Stevens and Kurt Collenbach and uh, I mean, oh, yeah. goes on. I've had them all on. Yeah, the only the only thing I have left of Jerry Kane is that 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 day long interview that that day long seminar that he did. Yeah, and uh, he has a lot of good points. And the one thing that that stuck with the, the what I'm what I'm doing, I'm doing kind of the Doug Riddle thing of sending back remittances. Hmm. And my How's goal is working out. It's working out real good, and that's what I wanted to share with some information that that I use and. Hey, please do other people can use because um, I'm trying to put this into practical application. How do you get these people to stop doing what they're doing? No, nobody can seem to, this just goes on and on and on and nobody seems to be able to get, get a real good grip on how to put a stop to this nonsense. Well, we just need more numbers, more people doing it. That's all. That will put a stop to it, but you know, until that happens, there's, they have there's more a, employees than we have people trying they, to stop it. Well, there's the the thing is here's here's what's confused me for many many years because I've been studying this full time since 2006, and it's it's been a very confusing road to go down because once I think I've straightened things out and figured it out, I'm back to square one again, and nothing works again. And I've I've finally come up with what I think is the ultimate solution. Of course, everybody has their solution. The uh, the thing is to stop recognizing these people as as the fictional characters that they identify themselves as. And everybody has a different approach to this. Mark Stevens talks about it. Carl Lentz talks about it. A lot of people talk about the fact that these are just men and women wearing costumes. But then in the next sentence. They go back to saying, well, here's what you say to a policeman, and here's what you say to an attorney, and here's what you say to a tax collector. And that's what confused me, was once you discover, it's kind of like the old Mark Twain saying, people stumble across the truth, and then they pick themselves up and dust themselves off and continue on as if nothing ever happened. Well, once you discover that the truth is these people are not the characters that they claim to be, why would you go right back to calling them a policeman or a, or a tax assessor. So this is what's confused me for many years is you can't go even Carl was talking about this the other day the fact that you can't you can't go back to calling these people policemen because they're not policemen. If a guy says I'm a policeman, I I correct them. Well, I have people calling me all the time. I talk to people all the time. And this this is a psychological problem that people have. People don't really understand that they're not the character that they're playing in society. Yeah, that's what Carl says. He goes, you're not a policeman. You're a man. You're a policeman eight hours a day, but you're a man all the rest right. of the time. I have right. people calling me up saying, I'm a, constru- I'm, a, uh, I'm a construction worker. I'm a general contractor. And I say, no, what you actually meant to say was the opposite. I'm not a construction worker, but I play the role of a construction worker in society. That's what you meant to say. And they say, no, no, no. I am a, I can prove it. I have the paperwork right here. And I've had so many conversations with people to where they insist. 
it's like someone acting on stage. It's like someone playing Luke Skywalker on stage, and he says, I am Luke Skywalker. Well, he's not lying because he's acting. But when he steps down off the stage and I say, well, that was a good performance, who are you really? And he says, I'm Luke Skywalker. And I say, well, no, you're not Luke Skywalker. But I can see that you're playing the role of Luke Skywalker. If he tells me at that point, no, I really am Luke Skywalker in real life, now I'm questioning his sanity. What, what is well, don't, don't question his sanity. What, what if he's telling the truth? What if his mama called him Luke Skywalker when he was born? Well, the point, the point is, when somebody says, I'm a bank teller, or I'm a grocery store clerk, or I'm a secretary, and I point out, no, what you meant to say is that the opposite of being a secretary is not being a secretary. No one's mother gave birth to a secretary. It doesn't say on the birth certificate, this day a baby policeman was born, and everybody knows that. Well, that's, that's because you're, you're, you're making the assumption that you know what a policeman is. A policeman is a person in law. Well, actually, in legalese, and uh, you know, a policeman could be could be anything. It could be whatever you define it to be, and you know, people name their kids weird stuff. So until you have proof that uh, their mom did not call them policeman Smith. Wait a minute. So, so you're saying that if someone dresses up as Santa Claus and claims to be Santa Claus, no, no, no. I, I can, I I can. there could, totally, I agree with what you're saying. You're, you're. I mean, I I agree with 98% of what you're saying. I'm just saying that there's, you got to go one step further and confirm that they are. You know, yeah, you do question their their sanity if they're saying I'm Santa Claus. Okay, that that that's fine. But yeah, you know, when you when you're talking about legalese, anything could be, anybody could be anything in legalese. It's it's legal land. No, well, I don't. Ha- I don't have a problem with saying I'm a baker or I'm a, a shoe shoe salesman or I'm a plumber. I don't have a problem with people playing roles in society. But when I say, but excuse me, you're not a baker, but you are playing the role of a baker in society, and they insist, no, I am a baker in real life. It's at that point that they're committing fraud. Fraud is the one thing that stops contracts, legal legal contracts. Fraud will stop the contract. Now, there's there's innocent misrepresentation, there's negligent misrepresentation, and there's fraudulent misrepresentation. If I stop somebody and say, excuse me, you're, you, you meant to say that you're not a security guard. The opposite of being a security guard is not being a security guard. But you're telling me that you are a security guard. Are you acting and pretending and role-playing? And all the people that I've talked to say, no, I'm not. This is who I am in real life. Really, so your mother gave birth to a security guard? So the only reason you're a security guard, and in other words, people demonstrate that they're qualified to play a particular role in society. This seems to be a blind spot with people. It's a, okay. Listen, the, you know, what, you, what you're talking about is a person, and there's a difference between a person and a man. And well, when you're, well, hold let's, on, let's, hold on, hold on. If you're, and I, it's not that I disagree with you, but let me give you a scenario that doesn't fit into your mold. All right, you're. You're, you're walking down the street, and a kid walks up and says, hey, what's your name? Are you going to say, come on, you remember me. I'm Uncle Joey, okay, because that's a person. That's a person within your family, within your citizen, your citizenship, okay? You're part of that family. So, uh, you know, that's a person, all right? And, and were you born Uncle Charlie? No, because, 
Yeah, well, you might have. Been. I mean, if your if your nieces and nephews are older than you, you might have born. You might have been born an uncle. So, you know, I know what you're saying, but uh, well, the, let's well, not here. let's not lose track of the fact that you know a, a man can be a person. Well, wait uh, a minute. A man a man could claim to be an actor too. On stage, an actor plays many different roles. In society, a person plays many different roles. Now, a man can say, "I'm a person." In society, or a man could say, "I'm an actor." Carl, I'll be right back. All right. Hey, Carl. Hello. Carl. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? Hello, are you still there? Hello?
Okay, I'm back. What happened? Uh, where? What happened to? Uh, where's Gus? Where's? Where's? What happened? I've gone two minutes. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. Can you hear me okay? I mean, is, uh, <laughs> unmute Carl. Oh, what is, did he get, oh, no, he's, he's not even on the phone. Everybody seems to have been, well, no, there's people still on here. Uh, I don't know what happened. Well, no, there's people Go, go ahead, add an 88 bell. <laughs> I don't see Carl on here. I see him on the chat, but I don't know what happened to his phone connection. I'm trying to mute. Hello. Hey. Go ahead. This is how I stepped out, came back, and everything was dead till you got back. I I don't know what's. Well, I know I was, there's like a lot of people got knocked off or something. I don't know I what happened. I was looking on, on my talk show and I saw Gus and Carl listed uh, over on the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah, they both got disconnected. Gus is on here on the chat. I see him, but... Uh, <laughs> I guess you have to talk to him on chat and get him back on the phone. That was really weird. Yeah. I, um, hmm. Weird for me um, because I, I, I left and I come back and... There wasn't anything happening, so I called back in. Yeah, I'm saying call back in, but, uh, well, hopefully they'll, okay, we're calling back in now. Gus said they're calling back in now, so. I'm going to mute How weird. Oh, there's Carl. Okay, thanks, Al. Carl, you've been unmuted. Oh, you're muted again. (laughs) There, you've been unmuted. Carl. What is a, what's a muted look like? Huh? What? You said you said you muted again. I said, what does a muted look like? It's a, it's a circle with a line going through it. Oh, you look like a muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, what did I miss? Did you have, uh, did you say anything yet or what? Did you just get well, knocked off or what? I've said anything since I've been born or <laughs> Did you tell the story? What's happening? What's going on with your stepfather and the kids, and what's going on? Oh, not, not much. Pretty quiet down here. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us uh, about what's going on. Oh, wow, what's going on? You mean, you mean invade Iraq again or something? Huh? I said we invade Iraq or something? I mean, what's no, going about on? your I stepdad, Frank Russo. Oh. And your oh. daughter and him, you know, you, we are waiting for you to tell us what's going on. Oh, no, there's not much going on. <laughs> okay, then should we just call the, the call off and I'll just go finish making my turkey. Oh, is that what you're making? Hey, what are you making turkey for? My son. He talked me into it, so oh. I wasn't going to do it, but. Yeah, no, where's <laughs> Gus? Didn't Gus tell you? I thought Gus already said everything. Eric, uh, no, he didn't. He, we've been waiting for you to talk about it. 
Oh, I thought Gus told you guys everything that was going on. I just was no, busy. no, he referred us to the article, the news oh. article, and uh, I read it. And uh, yeah, Grandpa just for you. yeah, no, it's no big deal. Grandpa just uh, punished a kid and uh, and just threw all her cats out of the house because uh, she was sneaking them in at night and then uh, yelled at her in front of her boyfriend and she said Grandpa touched her and that's all she wrote. It's pretty simple, man. Grandpa goes down. Because, um, you know, a kid says, uh, he touched, when a kid gets mad, they know nowadays all they have to do is say, Grandpa touched you, and Grandpa goes to jail. But I thought they said that he had admitted to it. No. What <laughs> What happened was Frank called me up, and he said, uh, you know, call it, they want to investigate what's mm-hmm. going on. I said, Frank, if they had something, they wouldn't investigate it. They'd say, is your name Frank Russo? They'd say yes, and they put handcuffs on you and lock you away because they'd have proof of evidence or something. So if they want to investigate, obviously they have no evidence or proof on you, so they want to um, investigate. So uh, um, so my place here, well, I live right next to him, and uh, he said, uh, oh, I, I, I videotaped everything. And the policeman said to me, um, you'll call Lance. I said, of course I'm Mike. He said, you know who I am. He said, you know, uh, he's the officer that I talk about all the time with the traffic court going in reverse and going through stop signs. And That's Michael Rome. He's the same police officer. So uh, my little brother, Frankie, didn't believe the story that I tell you guys all the time. So we went down to the police uh, sheriff's department about, I don't know, four or five months ago. And they asked if Michael was in. And Michael was in. So my little brother got to meet Michael, and we were talking about it. And my brother was like, oh, damn. That's really the guy, and the story's real. I said, yeah, I thought it was. He says, but I don't know, Carl, it's kind of hard to believe. I said, yeah, I know. No big deal. Nobody ever believes me. So uh, uh, I said to him, I said, damn. I said, I started to videotape it, but I got the receptionist going back and get but the phone, I must have hit something and died. I said, oh, well, that would have been a great interview on videotape. I said, oh, well. I said, when Gus gets down here one day, I'll ask the officer if he reminds me of videotaping him again. And uh, like how I did it in court. So it's great because I did do that again. And I videotaped everything again uh, the other day. When I got a chance to meet him again, so that was great. So I'm sending all the uh, video up to Gus. So I said to him, you know, I explained to him again. We explained the story about driving reverse and all that stuff. I said, Mike, you still don't know how I did it, do you? And he's still, he's trying to learn. I can see Michael's trying to learn what I did, but he's still inhabited and legal. So uh, he came up and he said, there's a, we have a, a report of an accident with uh, your granddaughter. Like you want to jump in a car and come down to the station and uh, give me, uh, so he'll file a report. I said, which granddaughter? He says, your granddaughter. I said, granddaughter where? And then I saw that it said, uh, one of my daughter's name, Colette, on the, on the fold. I said, are you talking about Colette? He's like, yeah, your granddaughter. I said, it really looks old. <laughs> so that's my daughter. I said, the, the granddaughters, well, the granddaughters are actually older, and they live in North Carolina. I said, uh, so who, what are you looking for here? 
Who are you talk? Who are you looking for? She said, "Well, it says the Colette said her grandfather, uh, uh, you know, I forgot the actual uh, in, the indecent liberties they call it." I go, um, let me take a guess. Did she file this report about three weeks ago? And he said, uh, let me say, he said, yes, yeah, she did. And I said, hmm, well, Grandpa, uh, she was smuggling cats in the house into her bedroom through the window. And they thought there was a whole bunch of squirrels running in the house. So my mom, you know, I said to Frank, hey, there's all the squirrels. Like, rent must be running in that kid's room. You know, find out what's going on. And there were cats. Well, my mom thought a whole bunch of, she left the window open and a whole bunch of squirrels ran in. <laughs> so they kind of freaked out a little bit, you know, that all the cats were in the house. So... My grandpa, you know, threw the cats out and locked the window and said, that's it, no more cats in the house. And then uh, a couple of days later, it was, it was Halloween, and she yelled in front of her boyfriend, but they were chasing, like, the chickens around. And uh, I said, so let me guess, Mike, it happened a little bit after uh, Halloween, huh? He was like, November 4th. And I said, how long has it been going on? He said, for years. I said, uh-huh. Really? I said, um, <clears throat> the only problem is, is Frank... Uh, has one, two, three, four kids. He's never hit his kids. Um, I have two of his brothers and sisters live here with me now. I said, I've never seen Frank hit anybody. And uh, got grandkids, a lot of grandkids. I've never seen him hit anybody. I've never seen him hit my mom. I said, the ability from that man not to hit my mom in 30-something years is a miracle. I said, because I don't know if I could not hit my mom in 35 years. I said, she's a handful. I said, hmm. I said, are you sure you got the right guy? I said, are you sure it's not my brother, Frankie? Are you sure it's Frank Russo and not Frankie Russo? And he's like, yeah, it's Frank Russo. I said, hmm. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I said, okay. But you could tell me the rest of the story. So he just started telling me the story. I said, you know, honestly, I said, Mike, do you have any kind of proof or anything? And he said, well, uh, she said that Grandpa took pictures and everything. And like I said, it's it's never the kid says anything. Well, when these two guys do these interviews, the policeman, oh, no, not the policeman, the ladies always say to the girl, it's okay, honey, you could tell me, did Grandpa take pictures? And the kid just shakes the head yes, like, okay, the kid indicated yes. I mean, I'd love to see the interview with her. You know, if the lady's just giving her leading questions or the kid's just saying, oh, yeah. And then, and then we did this, and then we did that, that this, this, this. I said to um, Mike, I said, the only problem with all your stories is um, I felt kind of funny back in like 1988, 89, because my little brother, Frank, he was probably about 18 at the time. He comes to me and he says, uh, Carl, can you drive me down to the local pharmacy? And I said, why? He said, well, dad's got a little bit of a problem and uh, he wants to uh, hang out with mom tonight, so we got to go get him some Viagra. And I don't hear this shit. Somebody needs Viagra to bang my mom. So I'm like, uh, okay, but you really didn't have to tell me. And your dad really didn't have to tell you what he, he needed to pick up. Because I really don't want to hear that he uh, really can't get hard no more because he's got diabetes. I don't really want to hear this. So this was almost 30 years ago. I said to the cops that we had to pick this guy up some stuff because he, uh, I said, so are you saying this any kind of penetration? He said, no, no penetration. I said, yeah, because um, uh, he can't. There's, like, nothing there. I said, so what are we talking about again, Mike? He says, well, indecent liberties. I said, hmm, really? 
um, if there's nothing there and you're talking to her dad and her dad realizes, you know what, honestly, it's happened three weeks ago because she got punished for bringing the cats in. Mm, Mike, there's nothing there. He's like, well, you know, in decent liberties. I said, dude, I don't give a damn what you're saying. I said, the only thing I give a shit about is did he, did he fucking nail it? No. Okay, honestly, then, I really don't give a damn what you people say is an indecent liberty. I said, because I'm telling you, man, I know this guy for 30 years, and he ain't never touched anybody in anger. And I said, and he said, he said, well, you know, this isn't about sex, this is about anger. I said, uh, pal, let me tell you one more time. He could put his chilling on the witness stand, and they're all going to say, dad never touched me. Dad never punched me. Dad never smacked me, pulled my hair, slapped me, spanked me. No. I said, buddy, you ain't going to get a conviction if you're thinking it's going to be an anger thing. He said, well, she said they took pictures. Oh, great, great. So you got the pictures? He said, no. I said, buddy, I don't know what the hell you're still doing in my driveway. This makes no sense. What you tell me? That's like saying the neighbor kicked a cat off the porch, and the girl comes to me and says, daddy, this man uh, touched me. I was like, are you sure you're not just bitching that the man kicked your cat off the porch? No, Daddy, go kick that man. He touched me. He gave me indecent liberties. Really? Hmm. Did he, did he, did he bang you? No. Did he bend you over? Hmm. No. Um, but, but he touched you and took pictures, huh? Yeah, yeah, Daddy. Go kill him. I said, are you sure you're not just pissed that he kicked your cat off his porch and you saw his, your cat go flying in the air? No, Daddy, I'm telling you the truth. You know, kill that man. Mm, yeah, well, honey bunch, uh, I can't really kill him because uh, it's your word against his word. And honestly, there's no cuts, bruises. Um, uh, honey, I'm, I don't tell you. Come back when you got something for me to work with. But right now, you know, you're on a fiction expedition. You're on uh, speculation and conjecture. Honestly, it's still 50-50. Let me go ask him if he says no. There's nothing I can really do. I'm not going to scare him to death or commit extortion to make him say he did it. And that's the way I play it. I said to Mike, I said, Mike, there's nothing you can do. So he says, well, I got to do my job. I said, Mike, you can do your job all you want. And I said, but I'm telling you. And the man says, no, it's no. So Frank went to talk to the guy on Saturday. <clears throat> and uh, Frank came back around 9 o'clock and talked to me. I said, so what happened? He says, well, the man made me an offer. He said to me, if I just said I did it, that he would uh, just give me um, counseling and they'd work with me, and uh, they'd let me go back to work on Monday. But if I say I didn't do it, he says he's going to book me, he's going to arrest me, and he's going to I'm going to sit at least five months in jail until uh, trial. He says, Carl, I can't afford to be away from this farm that long, and uh, i got to get back on the road. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. I said, he, I said, you know what you need to do? Just tell him this. Just tell him, look, my hearing's not so good anymore, so let me just write this down so I get it crystal clear. Because I think you just said to me, if I do this, this will happen. If I do that, that'll happen. I said, just take a piece of paper and write it down. And I said, if you're smart, you bring a cell phone camera or a recording device and stick it in your pocket. And then I said, oh, yeah, before you go, I said, uh, go, to the, uh, go to the bonds across the street and call Dr. Bond. I said, work out a deal with Dr. Bond before you go in there. That way, Dr. Bond, if you do get arrested, I said, Dr. Bond already knew who you are, and you're a pretty decent guy, but it's a lot easier talking about bail bondsmen. Before you go, you're in handcuffs and wearing an arms jumpsuit. I said, it's a lot easier to convince the bail bondsman that you're a pretty good guy. Because once he sees you're in an orange jumpsuit, he's not going to really think you're a very good guy. So I told my little brother all this. 
uh, Frank Rousseau, and I call him my little brother Frankie, so you guys can keep up with the story. Because if I said Frank and Frank, you guys wouldn't make more sense. That's confusing as shit. So let's go on my little brother Frankie. Just calls him Frankie, but Frank. So let's go on Frankie. So Frankie, uh, he is all this. And he tells me when he gets back home and his dad's in handcuffs, whatever, I said to him, Frankie, what happened on the way up there? He was telling dad to pull into the into the uh, mail bondsman. And he's like, I ain't got time for that. We got, I got to get back on the road. He says, I got time for that. I got stuff to do on the farm. I ain't got time for this. He said, well, why'd you ask Carl? He's just going to do whatever the hell you want. He's like, well, you know, I just want to get this over with. He says, I'm just going to go in there. And I'm just going to say, you know what? I didn't do it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And, uh, I'm going to go from there. So uh, he went back in there, and the policeman said the same thing. Then Michael Rohn said the same thing. And when he said that to him, Michael said, um, look, I told you if you told the truth and you work with me and you admit it, we'll let you go home. If you don't, you know, you're going to go to trial. We're going to keep you here. You're going to be in a paper, and, you know, and um, you're going to get arrested. So he said, let me call up my wife. So he called up my mom. And my mom is a, a Bill O'Reilly fan. She doesn't believe any cops would ever do anything wrong. Cops would lie. She is a 100%, you know, uh, silent majority, rich and Nixon Republican. She's fine. And, uh, <laughs> and she said, Frank, Frank, I need you out here on the farm. You know, just do whatever the hell they tell you to do to get your ass back down here. You can't afford to lose more time. Just get your ass back down here as fast as you can. We got a lot to do today. Like you know, winter's coming. That's why I keep telling people all the time, winter's coming, man. I got you know, I got time for no screwing around, answering phone calls today. You know, so I said, man, winter's coming. Right now, we're getting a very mild winter here on the East Coast. So, man, I'm doing as much as I can. So uh, he said to the police officer, he said, okay, what do you want from me? He said, just admit that you did it, and we'll get you counseling, and you can go home. He says, okay, fine. I, I did everything you said. He said, you did this? He said, yes. He said, this? Yes. You did this? Yes. He, and on February the 2nd, 2013, he said this? Yes. And on March 12th, 2013, you did that? Yes. And on March uh, 19th, you know, 2011, at 6.00 p.m., you did this? Yes. Then on August, you know, the 14th of 2012, you did this? Yes. I said, and Mike told me that after a while, just to make, make a joke about this. I said, Mike, I can't tell you what I had last night, uh, last, you know, yesterday for lunch. I can't tell you if I was wearing socks on my feet two, three days ago or not. I, I, don't, I don't freaking remember. You try and tell me that you asked this man about all these crazy dates for the last nine years. I said, look at how he says, well, he corroborated her story. I said, corroborated her story. Hmm. I said, watch this, Mike. I do a radio show. Okay. And somebody asked me for advice, and I start giving them advice. And sometimes it's 30 seconds, maybe a minute long. And as soon as I get done saying it, I say, I don't know what the I just I can't corroborate what I just said. Don't ask me to repeat what I just said because I'm not going to remember what I said. But is somebody watching this board? Yeah. How? What time is it? Three hours and 12 minutes, Call. Okay, buddy. Here you are. Go back to three hours and 10 minutes. And just rec- write down everything I said because it's great. I said, but don't ask me to repeat it because I can't freaking remember it. I said, I'm good, but I can't remember everything I just said. So I said, you're trying to tell me some 65-year-old and a 13-year-old girl, well, you're saying it's been going on for years, so, so she was 10 years old, 
You're trying to say that there was corroborate. You're saying that their stories were the same? Really? I said, there's no freaking way in the world I could be standing like in a, in a parking lot somewhere. Somebody, we watch a car get hit with another car, and my story's going to be the same as the guy who's standing right next to me across the street. His account of what happened is going to be different than mine. So you're telling me that for some magical reason, a uh, 10, 11-year-old story matches a 65-year-old guy's? Come on. Just stop. I said, there's got to be a little bit of a variation or a little bit of a difference, Mike. I said, you know how stupid you people sound when you say this corroboration? I said, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. I said, there's got to be a variation. There's got to be a little. He said, nope, everything I said to him, he agreed with. I said, Mike, you want to go home? He said, he said, you told him that he could go home. I said, Mike, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, these people actually believe the police. I said, my mom can't believe that policemen are allowed to lie. So later on at the police station, he said to my mom, he said, look, I'm protected by fate, state and federal law. I'm allowed to lie. See, because a little later on, because then he was a Saturday, and a, um, a police detective came up to meet me, and he, he helped me do some plumbing on Saturday and Sunday, him and his friend. And uh, so the uh, detective's up here on uh, helping me. And uh, so it's funny. Like I said, I don't mind. If the police could come up here and talk to me, I don't care. And if they want to help me, if they want to talk to me, guess what? They're going to help me do plumbing. Well, they're going to help me do uh, moving bales of hay, which they help me do. They're going to, they're going to go to work. Just because you're a cop and you want to talk to me, don't think we're going to keep uh, not moving around here. You want to you want to talk to me? Let's talk. But you're going to I'm going to put your ass to work. Sounds pretty funny. So uh, the guy's like, "Well, I'm, I'm retired now." I said, "Oh, come on." Once a detective, always a detective. Once a, he flipped his badge, he said, "Yeah, you know." He said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Uh huh." You know, you're a detective. Great. I said, "Well, still, you know what?" That's fine. If you're a detective, in my mind, you're always a detective. Don't tell me, well, I'm not a detective no more. I said, oh, please. Once a liar, always a liar. <laughs> and he actually told that to my mom. The detective said that when Frank was being arrested. He, uh, my mom came. I said to my mom, come down here and talk to these guys who are in my back, in, the, in your backyard, like in by my house. I said, as soon as they drove Frank away. I said, yeah, there's a man. There's a detective right here. He said, well, I was, was a detective. I said, yeah, 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 was a detective. Well, the detectives so show, you know, like your badge, like gold star. There you go. He's a detective. I said, uh, I said, hey, tell my mom, are you guys allowed to lie? He says, oh, yeah, we lie all the time. He says, we get a lot of pedophiles all the time. We get a lot of people who are drunk. We get a lot of, you know, people who drive a car. We lie all the time. And then we could lie on a witness stand. And we could lie and a judge could lie and prosecute a lot. Everybody lie. I said to him, tell my mom why. Because we're not lying to a man. We're lying to a drunk, or we're lying to a pedophile, or we're lying to a pine cone. We're not lying to a man. We can't lie to a man. But we can lie to a drunk. We can lie to a pedophile. We can lie to a defendant. We can lie. Because we're not lying to a man. We're not causing harm to a man. And I said, see how this works, Mom? See the magic? See the beauty in their game? They didn't lie to Frank, the man. It didn't wasn't man on man. A policeman told a story to a, 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 a potential pedophile, but that's not a man. He told a pedophile whatever he wanted to say because a pedophile isn't a man. I said, the beauty of this is, and my mom still didn't get it. She was like, you fuckers don't get the joke, do you? You really don't get it. You, you can't be this stupid. I said, I can't believe you and my mom. 
And the guy was funny. He whipped up this notebook. He's like, look, I hand wrote transcripts, thousands of pages of everything your son said. This guy's fucking amazing. Like, he's figuring this damn piece of the puzzle out that nobody can understand. They said, what? What piece of the puzzle? It said, simple. A policeman could lie. And when the policeman told my mom later on, after he, she met this detective friend of mine, she went up and talked to him. says, is it true? Like, my, my, my son has a friend down there who's a detective. And the detective just said that we lie like fucking crazy. And there's nothing you people can do about it. Is he telling the truth? He said, Mike said, yeah, we're protecting the state and federal law. That's right, because a policeman can lie to uh, somebody who's not paying their taxes, a taxpayer or a citizen or a resident or a pedophile or a drunk or a driver. They can lie all the time. Or a drug dealer, they can lie. Because they're not talking to a fucking man. They're not causing harm to man. It's an actor. It's a character in a play. It's a. It's not real. You people think that you're a defendant means that you're flesh and blood. Oh, you people can't be that fucking stupid. And that's what pisses me off when I talk to you people all the time. And I got to, like, bang your heads through the wall. I said, are you people still using stupid words? Like plaintiff, defendant, cop, judge. Are you people still using these stupid words when you talk to me? And that's why I just disappear for, like, years. And I say, you know what? Am I the only one who sees this? They could do whatever they want. Why? Because they're a they. They could do whatever they want to a drunk driver. Why? Because it's not a man. A dog could be a drunk driver. A monkey could be a chimpanzee being a drunk driver. That doesn't make you a man. So it's a drunk driver. So it could be a monkey driving a fucking, you know, a clown mobile. I don't care. A drunk driver. What was it, a monkey? And it's the same thing with Mike the cop said that when he uh, pulled out of the driveway. Uh, Gus uploaded the uh, video onto YouTube or wherever. And I said that the police officer, he knows who I am. And he says, I got him on video two, three days ago. He said, yes, call. I study your YouTube videos and yes, call. You know, I remember, you know, you beat me in court and I can't, still can't figure out what the fuck you did. He says, I'm still trying to figure it out, how that all went down. I said, that's okay. He said, but call, I know you're a good man. That I do know. He said, I do know that. I said, he's like, I see you on YouTube and I know you go all over the world and you help people. And yeah, I seen that black lady on your website that you went up to D.C. not too long ago to help her get back up, kid. I said, but um, he said, you know, I still can't figure out what you did. I said, but he knows this. He says, you know, I know you do good work. So I said to him, uh, but Mike, you you know, when he was leaving Saturday, I told uh, Grandpa, because Grandpa was obviously, everybody was upset, you know. Grandma was upset. You know, uh, Grandpa was upset. My daughter, she wasn't. She was upset. She was laughing. So uh, I knew, I knew, I knew she did it. I knew she just, you know, talked to some girls in school and said, hey, look, just say Grandpa touched you and Grandpa goes away and you can bring all the cats in your house now for the rest of your life. Grandpa's not allowed to come home until you're 18. So I know what, I know what that little monster did. So it's so funny because when I talked to them a little later on, the police and people like that, I was actually sticking up for Grandpa. And I talked to the guy maybe once every year or two. I don't really talk to the guy. I never went out and had a beer with the guy. I sat down and watched the TV show with the guy. I never had, like, no deep thoughts with the guy. He just got married my mom. That's all. You know, I don't, like, walk around going swings on going to park. He's only a couple of years older than me. He, he's only, I wouldn't even call him like he was, like, my brother. No, he wasn't. He was just some guy I married my mom. You know, I, went, I worked with him sometimes at built greenhouses with him. Welded with him, but 
you know, just like I'd weld with any guy. You know, so you want to come to weld do some welding today? Yeah, sure, I'll weld. So we go weld. But it's not going to talk about, oh, let's talk about your mama, let's talk about... No, let's fucking weld and get our damn job done. Here's some money. Now, thanks, you need my help. Frank, call me again. I'll do some more welding for you. That's all. No deep thoughts. No hugaboos. Never. I don't even know if I ever shook the man's hand. So that's what I'm saying. Some guy that married a mom. So I got no, like, love for this guy. Like, oh, boy, I got to do whatever I can. So grandpa, grandpa my ass. He's just some guy I do welding work for sometimes. Or he'd come down and help me do some welding. But I knew the kid was just full of shit. <laughs> so it was so funny. I said that to somebody later on. I said a lot of people later on. When I went down to the newspaper people. Because I said to them, I said, do you have any idea, you know, what you people are looking at? You know, do you have any idea of the liability you people are looking at right now? But I asked Mike the cop when he was in the driveway and he was pulling out. I said, you do have photos, right? And he said, yes. He says, you got video? He said, yes. You got the proof? He said, yes. He says, and I'll come back in a little while to show you folks. I said, okay, I'll give you this. I said, um, I said that's fine. And uh, it's like, got, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, you have to do what you've got to do, Mike. That's fine. No problem. I said, I'll give you like three days. I said, I'll, I said, I'll be done in three days. Then, you know, within three days. He says, no, no, no. I said, I'll come back. I said, yeah, sure you will. I'm, sh- I'm sure you will. So uh, I heard him talking to my mom on the phone then. And uh, when I walked to my mom's about an hour later, and uh, I, I heard her talking. I said, give me the phone. Who are you talking to? He's like, Mike, the cop. I said, hey, Mike, got a question for you. You said you got the photos. Yeah, you got his camera. You got his cell phone, all this good stuff. Yeah, you got the pictures. He's like, well, I'm working on that, but how is that relevant? I said, no, 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 no. what do you mean, how is that relevant? You said he admitted uh, to producing child pornography. He he admitted to producing it. I said, I'm sure he also admitted to nailing Jesus Christ and the second shoot on the grassy knoll and, you know, in uh, Daly Plaza in uh, November 1963. And I'm sure he uh, said he raped Mother Teresa a few times, too. I said, I'm sure he swears he's Napoleon. I said, whatever you told him to swear to and admit to, I'm sure he did. I said, I know Frank. He's that dumb. And my mom's that dumb. They they both watch Bill O'Reilly. They think Bill O'Reilly is, is is a great American hero. I said, he's a clown. I said, he just says the cops never lie and da-da-da. I said, he, he, he's just, he said, these people are just that dumb. They really believe policemen don't lie. I said, Frank is a big Roman guy. I mean, solid like a block. I mean, this guy's a monster. I mean, still 65. He's, he's, his forms are like your thighs, man. He's, he's, he's still got some serious strength on him. And uh, I've never seen this guy hit anybody in anger. This guy has no police record. This guy's got no, uh, like, misdemeanor or felonies. As this guy's had a squeaky clean life, and my mom drives him like a fucking mule. And I said that to the police. I said, I don't know how he talk. I don't. I don't know how he has snapped my mom in half. The, the way she pushes this poor guy. I said, he hasn't had a vacation in 33 years. I said, this is ridiculous. I said, this guy works like you know. I you know. Ah, this guy's amazing. The work he does. I said. Um, I said no. I said you know. I told. I said look. You guys told me the majority of girls tell the truth. Okay. So 51% of the girls say 10,000 girls report this every year. 5,001 girls tell the truth. 4,999 lie. Guess what? 10,000 men go to jail. Every single man goes to jail, whether or not the girl lies or not. So you're saying, okay, the majority of the girls don't lie. 
Okay, I believe you. 51% they do, say they do. Okay, 49% they don't. The only problem is 100% of the men go to jail. And what happens to the 100% of the men who go to jail? Their lives get destroyed. And so, so this was a really good man, and I know my daughter. Because when she came out of foster care, the very first Christmas they came back here, was, they came back in September, October, okay? And I noticed that at foster care, I was allowed to visit her maybe once every three or four months for an hour or two. And this kid used to do some stupid, black, grinding, grumpy, humpy, dumpy, stupid, shaking her butt dance. And I was like, uh, who's teaching my kid to do that? And it's also where we just tell her to stop. I said, no, 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 I, stop it, don't stop. Who's teaching her to do that? And I, I was like, I want to know. Who's teaching my kid how to do whatever, grind, a hump, a bump? What the hell is this? What are you, what are you teaching my kid? And it's so funny, Angela. I wasn't here for the first Christmas, but my brother told me the other day, he says, man, you know, a couple of months after she got here, your brother was here, your sister-in-law was here, mom was here, dad was here, you know, your, your sister was here. He said, her kids were there. You know what? He, she said, you know what your daughter did? She stripped down to all her fucking clothes, started running around the Christmas tree, and started doing some humpty dumping grinding with no clothes on, like, she, she, like this was natural to her. He said, Carl, after I seen her do that, I didn't talk to anybody in his house for a year. He said, I ran in my house, locked the door in my bedroom. I ran to work. I didn't talk to mom, dad. I didn't talk to nobody for a year. He said, I don't know nothing. She said, mom walked her upstairs, explained that you can't strip your clothes down. You can't be doing Humpty Dumpty nonsense like that. Not here. So whoever had her in foster care, and that that creep, man, he pissed me off because every time he dropped my daughter off to visit, he kissed her on her lips. And I'm going to get that guy. He works at a used car dealer in Birmingham. I want to get that guy. I'm just waiting for the kid to get old enough that they won't come after me or come after her for clocking this guy because that guy's going to be missing a pair of lips when I catch him. I know where he works. So I'll get that guy. I ain't never forgot about that because it creeped me out. And then my brother told me for the first time the other day, he said, look, there's something wrong with that kid. I don't know what the hell they did to her foster care, but I'm telling him. You know, she did that nonsense on Christmas Day in front of everybody. I said, why did somebody tell me? And he's like, well, Paul, nobody will find you. I said, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Nobody heard from me for seven years. So that's what I said to the cop, too. I said, look, ha-ha. I said, Mike, ha-ha, you can't get me. He says, why? I said, I haven't touched any of my children in 10 years. I haven't kissed them. I haven't hugged them. I told Jonathan and Jesse uh, just the other day. I said, Jonathan, I've been back in, right next to them about, oh, 200 feet, 300 feet. I haven't touched my kids. I haven't sat down and ate a sandwich with them. I haven't sat down and ate a hamburger with them. I haven't patted them on the head. I haven't shook their hand. And Jonathan said, well, it takes time to get, no, I ain't touching them until they're 18. There's no way I'm going to jail. I ain't going, I, no way. I said, there's no way after the kids come out of the foster care, that they don't learn some tricks. I said, there is no damn way. I said, I ain't, I ain't going near my kids. He said, well, it takes some time to get adjusted. I said, bullshit. And I said, ha ha, Mike, you can't arrest me. Ha 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 ha. You can't touch me. I said, I, you could say anything you want. Ha ha. You could say, well, daddy, uh, maybe we'll come after to investigate you too. I said, go fuck yourself. I said, I haven't touched my kids. I've been back in their lives for seven months. I haven't hugged them and I haven't kissed them. If I told people that on my show, you guys would say, oh, Carl, you're an evil bastard. You, you got to kiss your kids. You got to hug them. You got to, yeah, right, and go to jail like grandpa. 
anybody any money because he was nice enough and decent enough to take care of my kids while I was learning this law shit. And he provided a roof overhead and safety and protection for her. There's never been one bruise on that kid ever. Nobody's ever hit that kid in this house. It ain't never happened. I said, but yet when she gets pissed off at Grandpa, she said, Grandpa touched me. Did she say Grandpa raped him? No, of course not, because he can't get his dick up. She don't know that. But they investigated her. They took it down to get her to see if she was still a virgin. Yeah, she's still a virgin. So obviously, guess what? They can't charge Grandpa with rape, can they? No. Oh, but you better believe they would have if they could have. So I said to Mike, so you got the photos? He said, yes. I said, look, Mike, if you got the photos, if you got video, I'll weave the rope. I'll get ready to hang Grandpa. But you ain't going to use my tool, my property, my car, my donkey, anything that I possess and I have and I've got control of it to hurt an innocent man. You're not going to, you're not going to, this ain't going to be a lynch mob. He's innocent until proven guilty. Right now it's 50-50, buddy. She said yes, he said no. He said he admitted it. I said, oh, don't fuck with me, Mike. I know you promised him the moon and the stars and the sun. And this stupid clown was dumb enough to not go in there with a recording device and didn't tell you to put it in writing. I told him to make sure you put any deal that this man has in writing. But Frank's so busy. He works six days a week. He comes home one day. He's got to take care of this freaking farm. I said that he just was in too much of a damn hurry to take this serious. He couldn't believe you people would actually be crazy enough to even charge him with something like this. It was ridiculous to him. What would have a guilty man done, Mike? The guilty man would have stayed in his tractor trailer and ran like hell. I said, Frank came down there three times to talk to you people. If he was guilty and he said the same man, the heat is on, I want to get busted for being a child pornographer, a producer, he would have left. I said, he's got friends who own a marina down in Florida. He's got a friend that's throwing pot out of Colorado. He's got friends back in New York. I said, man, he, he doesn't uh, have to deal with you people. He could have said, hell, you know what? F this. I'm out of here. This is again crazy. This is again scary. He came talk to you three times. Three times. And all three, he kept telling I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know what the hell he got to talk about. And the child kept saying, look, we got the photos. We got them. We got the video. He's like, you do? You do? He's like, yeah. Well, then you do. What do you want me to tell you? If you've got video, if you got pictures, then you do. He says, well, you admit it? I said, look, if you're telling me you got it, you got them. I'm going to tell you, you don't got them. And that's what I tell people all the time. If you think you see 9,000 space aliens tap dancing on my eyebrow, I'm not going to stand here and argue. If that's what you see, is that what you see? Well, then that's what it is. You got 9,000 space aliens in my eyes. Fine. Now what's your point? I can't tell you what you could believe, and you better not try to convince me what I believe. You believe what you want to believe, and I'm just going to say, oh, I believe I have videos, and you doing your daughter. Well, good. If that's what you believe you've got, that's what you got. Well, you tell me that's what you got. Well, you tell me that's what you got. Yeah, well, then that's what you got. You got video of me doing my daughter. That's fine. So like I said, it's like, oh, so you're admitting you have it. What do you mean? No, I'm admitting you have it. I'm not admitting I have it. I'm admitting you have it. Yeah, did you say you had it? Yeah, well, then you got it. You have it, then you have it. I mean, I'm standing here and argue all day, day. I got to go to work. I ain't got time for this stupid shit. So it's just funny how, uh, like I said, how cops talk to you. you know. It, but it sounds like you're admitting that you did it. So I said to Mike, I said, look, Mike, I, I'll make this crystal clear. I said, if you got the pictures, you got the video like you say you do, just show us and we're behind you 100%. How's that? I said, because I told my, uh, I said, let's call my sister. My mom's standing right here because I told all the women in my family. I said, look, if you're raped or you're molested by a guy, press charges, have the policeman arrest him so there's no doubt about it. You would do a DNA test, make sure it's the right guy. As soon as you find out it's the right guy, reverse your story and say you wanted it. You, you, that was a boyfriend. Or, oh, that's right. I did. I told him it's okay. 
to do this. And you let the policeman let him go. And when they let him go, they're going to let him go out like the back door. I'm going to be waiting out behind the police department, and I'm going to get this clown. And he's going to be pounding on the door to get back in the police department when he sees what I'm going to do to him. I said, but this is how I handle it, Mike. I handle it on the street. I said, you think I'm going to have a guy rape my sister, rape my mom, sit and watch Oprah Winfrey for a year or two, get three hots in a cot, and then come back out and do it again as somebody else's sister? <laughs> no, Mike, that's not how. I'm from New York City. We don't, we don't play like that. You let the guy on the street, I'll take care of him. The, the, the family will take care of him. We, we got people. We're okay. We don't need the police. Believe me, you, you let that man go. We're not pressing charges. I guarantee the guy will be screaming, press charges, press charges. Don't let me out in the street. No, 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 buddy. No, he'll be okay. Just come on out. Just, just, it's okay. No, 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 no charges. You know, he knows what the hell's going to happen to him. So like I said, Mike, I said, if you got pictures of somebody molesting my kid, I said, let me tell you what, Sergeant. And we were in his office at the time. Somebody, he's an investigator. And the Sergeant said, let me tell you what. And I got video of all this. I got, I, man, I don't know how many hours of video I got of recording me and talking to the cops. There's some golden stuff. My little brother said, man, Carl, I've never seen anybody talk to cops like you do without getting tased. He said, man, Carl, these guys, you like spanking, you know, like you're, they were your kid. He says, Carl, man, he says, i never seen nobody control, you know, policemen like you do. He said, this is crazy what you did. I said, no. I said, look, they're not scared of me. They're confused. They don't know anymore if they're the good guy or the bad guy anymore. They're confused. They're trying to figure this out, too. They, they don't know where to go. They're protected. I said, Mike, look, you're protected as a policeman under state and federal laws. That is 100% true. But you're not protected under the common law. When you are a man and you deceive another man, you are still liable for harm, injury, loss to that man. And I said, it's these stupid people that listen to my radio show keep saying, the cop lied to me. No, the cop lied to a driver or a drunk or a jaywalker or a bank robber or a drug dealer, you've got to get them as a man lying to another man or de deceiving another man, which caused not. I said, Mike, the cop might be protected. I said, but look, if he says, oh, you know, no man is protected if he causes harm to another man because of deception. He's like, like he just wanted to watch a man fall on a slippery ice or get bit by a dog, you know, like the old, uh, hey, you know, I got this big black dog standing next to me. And some man walks up to me and says, does your dog bite? And I said, no. And then he touched the dog, and the dog bites him. He said, he said your dog don't bite. No, my dog's at home. I got a white dog at home. This ain't my dog. Oh, you meant this dog. Oh, how the fuck do I know? You can't deceive people. You can't tell people, you know what he meant. He meant, does that black dog standing next to you bite? That's what he meant. He didn't mean to say, does your dog bite? Like, oh, you mean my little white fifi dog at the home? No, no. Oh, you mean this big, black, ugly, mean dog next to me? Oh, I don't know the fuck dogs. I would fight. I'm you. I wouldn't touch it. I don't know. That's what the man meant. You don't have to say, well, it's semantics. No, you knew what that man meant. And you know, you, you knew he meant that big, ugly dog standing on the sidewalk. Is that your dog? Does he bite? No, my dog don't bite. You know, so like I said, you can't just lie to people. And, 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 and say it's okay if they get harmed or injury or they accrue a loss. I said, Mike, you lied to the guy. I know you did. I said, you know what? You don't think I'm going to have my, that guy, my friend with the badge, take the witness stand in front of the jury and flip it out in front of everybody? It's not a detective. I lie my ass off. I lie all the time to pedophiles. I lie all the time to court. I lie all the time. Well, what is the prosecutor going to do? Say, so, so you're telling me you're a detective and you lie. Yes. Well, what's the prosecutor going to say? No, you're not. 
You don't lie. You're a detective. Detectives don't lie. You know how stupid the prosecutor's going to look like in court and say, no, detectives don't lie. And the detective says, yes, I do lie. I lie all the fucking time. You know, so it's going to be, how, how are they going to say? Yeah, the jury's going to say, wow, these guys lie. Yeah, they lie all the time because they're not lying to a man. They're allowed to. So they're, they're all trained at the academy from day one. You can't cause harm or injury to man. You know, you can't cause harm to man or his property. You can't control a man or his property. You can't do anything. Now, let's talk about licensed drivers. Now, let's talk about suspected bank robbers. Now, let's talk about tax evaders. They're told on day one. They can't touch a man. They can't harm a man. They can't take property away from a man. You guys are all crying, when a policeman took my car. Of course he can. When the court, you know, did this. When the, the, dude, did a man do it to you? The policeman, oh, you people, man, you're so stupid. Why are you calling me on the phone wasting my time? Well, no, the policeman, he took my car. Oh, Jesus, would you people quit this? You can't be this stupid. Policeman can't do anything. You mean a man took it who's dressed like a policeman. Well, uh, that's what I meant. Dude, until you can see the obvious, you'll never understand. It's black and white. It's crystal clear. It's a man who did it to you. Not a policeman. So anyway, I, I, we went down three days later. And then we'd come into his back room, and we're talking in the, in the police department and uh, the sheriff's department. And uh, I'm videotaping the guy again. And I can't believe this guy doesn't realize, man, this video camera's everywhere. I'm recording everything. So when we started talking, I said to him, okay, I gave you three days. And I didn't hear you come down there, and Frank's still sitting in jail. Why is Frank still sitting in jail? He said, well, there's very serious charges. I said, yeah, 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 charges. You, you, you have no idea what a charge is. I said, you're going to see charges. I said, uh. You know, eighty-six thousand four hundred dollars a day, a dollar a second. That's going to be a charge. So you want to charge somebody with witch hunt? You know, you charge somebody with witchcraft. You want to charge somebody with uh, tw- um, selling widgets? You know, without a license. You know, you're going to make up charges. What's the make up charges I'm going to come up with? I said I want to make up some funny charges. Something called sixty thousand four hundred dollars a day. You know, a dollar a second. That's a funny charge. Someone's as funny as being charged with an indecent liberty. What the fuck is an indecent liberty? That sounds ridiculous. I said, how about I charge you with uh, $80,000 or $86,400, a dollar a second, because you trespass on my property. How about we do that? How about you come with your charges and I'll come with my charges and we'll see each other in court, okay? I this is getting ridiculous. You're taking, it's like my tool. You're taking my car and you're running this man over. And I said, when, when all said and done, Mike, if my kid made a false charge that my neighbor raped her or touched her or whatever, indecent liberty, whatever the hell that thing is. And you're using my daughter. I said, don't use my daughter to press charges on that man because I don't think she's telling the truth. I think she's full of shit. Or I'm right now, it's 50-50. And until the scale of justice bounces over to 51 to 49, you better not use my car to run over that man. He said, because I'm the one. When that lady comes out and says, whose car is that? Oh, that's Cole's car. Why is Cole's car running over my husband? And that's why I was looking at my mom. That's my child running over her husband. You're using my child to run over him. I said, and I'm telling you, stop using my child to prosecute a man that I don't know if he's guilty or not. And you don't know. I said, he says, well, I, I, you know, he admitted it. I said, Mike, and you also told me on pictures and you told me on video. He said, do you or don't you? He said, well, that's irrelevant now. I said, what do you mean it's irrelevant? You got in the newspaper, he's producing child porn. Don't tell me it's irrelevant. Do you have the video? Do you have the pictures or don't you? Throw the pictures in my face, call me a dumb fuck, and throw me out of your office. Say, here's your fucking pictures. 
you dumb fuck. Now get the hell, get your crew out of here and get the hell out of our office and stop knocking on everybody's damn door in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Throw me your pictures. Oh, uh, oh, they're very disturbing. Oh, disturbing. I'm a fucking daddy. You know what? Why don't you redact them? Take a big black marker and cover, and cover them up. How's that? And then throw those damn pictures in my face and say, here, you want pictures? Here's your pictures, asshole. Now get the fuck out of my office and don't ever come back. Why don't you do that? And they looked down, looked down like a pussy boy. So I said, that's what I told you. You ain't got it. You ain't got shit. I knew you're fucking lying. I knew you're full of crap. How are you going to take this out of the paper now, asshole? How are you going to do it? I said, dude, I said, well, I'm going to go down to the newspaper. I'm explaining the newspaper. Yes, you have freedom of press. Yes, you do. Until you harm a man. You're harming a man. Your freedom of press stopped. I said, we're going to pull your charter. I said, what makes you think that I can't pull the charter of a, of a, of a newspaper? They're printing something that's not true and causing harm to a man. So I got a, I got a, well, the only part of the video, well, it's a damn good 22 minutes of me talking to the newspaper editor down there. Vital was taping it from across the uh, desk in uh, the newspaper office. And I gave the man the right act. I said, do you understand? There is no way. And all first I found out who was the prosecutor. I went to the prosecutor and said, you're the prosecutor of this case? Yeah. My daughter's the victim. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. No, shut up, asshole, and listen to me. How in God's name are you putting 25 charges on a guy at one time? Are you running your effing mind? He's like, what? No, you charge him one charge at a time. One charge at a time. Because if any charges fail, he gets to reverse the charges on you, okay? And whatever you wanted to charge him with, he can reverse the charges. I said, how are you going to carry 25 charges? He's like, um, I'll do it. said, pal. Uh, I said, I'm not trying to keep from getting upset with this guy too much. I said, I, I guarantee you have no idea who I am. And I guarantee you're some stupid civil servant. And you make, what, 30, 40 grand a year? It tops. I said, pal, he's going to run. I said, if he, I said, I'm going to be his counsel. He says, you got a bar card? I said, ha, 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 bar card. I said, let me explain something, sir. I'm going to be moving his court the same time you're moving your court. I said, we're going to meet up. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you want me to actually cite something from the uh, Supreme Court in 1943 that the licensing and issuing and practicing of law cannot be controlled by the state because of the common law right that predates the Magna Carta? Would you like me to bring that up when you try to keep me from being his counsel in court? Would you like to try to tell me I need a freaking bar card? I said, I'm not going to be inside of a legal proceeding. I'm not going to give a shit what's going on with your criminal case. I'm going to be moving a case against you, a claim against you, that you're bringing a false claim into the world. You're bringing a false charge into the world. And you're, you committed a trespass on a man. He's got the right to be let alone, and you won't let him be. I said, I'm going to bring a claim against you, pal. I said, 25 charges, you do one at a time. Because if as each one fails, you won't have to pay for that one charge. How are you going to fucking compensate the guy for 25 minutes? And how the hell, God's name, are you going to fucking get a conviction on production of child pornography. He said, well, he admitted it. I said, oh, Jesus, effing Lord, you've got to be kidding me. You know, as soon as the man says, oh, I lied, I didn't have it, then the judge just got to throw his testimony out. I said, if the man lies, right now you're saying he admitted he did. I said, heaven help you. If he says, no, I lied, I didn't admit it. No, I, I lied, I don't have it. I said, do you understand? The judge is going to throw Frank Russo's whole entire testimony out. You realize that his confession is going to be thrown out because he said, I lied. Because once a liar, always a liar. I mean, how don't you know this golden rule? That you can't accept testimony from somebody if he is found out to be a liar. 
And all Frank has to do in court, if he gets if he had, say, I dropped dead and died, he's got a stupid public defender. I think the public defender is even smart enough to say, hey, Frank, just say you lied when you confessed. What? Just say you lied. Just say you're a fucking liar. Just go to fucking, right there in the judge's face, I fucking lie about everything. I've lied to my mom. I lie. I've been lied since the day I was born. I said, then Mike the cop's got to prove the case, you schmuck. I said, I can't believe you. That's stupid of a fucking prosecutor. How could you be this dumb? Do one charge at a time. I said, oh, you f- you can make this shit last forever. 25 counts. Dude, you can make it last for 100 years. He's 65 years old. What are you, stupid? You can keep arresting him over and over and over and put him through the same shit over and over. No, I said, I know what you're going to do. You're going to hit him with 25 counts, and you're going to drop 23 or 24 and just tell him to accept two. I said, do you understand you can be able to pick those 23 up and reverse the charges on you? I said, no, that's right, because, no, you're thinking he's going to have a stupid attorney, and the attorney's going to work with you, and he's going to say, well, look, you've got to admit to these 22, but you can't use these other 23 against us. And the prosecutor, he'll never get an attorney who knows how to come after you, because you'll say you're cloaked under color of law, and you can't be sued. Of course, you're just doing your job. I said, the only problem, asshole, is he's got me on his side. I said, how's that going to look when daddy is saying, hey, you know what? I'm a little fucking liar. A little fucking lying thief. I said, you want me to fill up this courtroom with her friends at school and family members that see her steal and lie all the time? And then you want me to put Frank up on the stand? If I can find one person on planet Earth that says Frank robbed or stole or by his life. Good luck with that, pal. And so how's that going to go for your case when daddy is in the perpetrator, alleged perpetrator side. How's that going to look? It's going to look pretty ugly. It's going to look pretty stupid. I said, look, I'll explain this to Frank Russo out there, his son. And Frank Russo, his son, went up and bought all the other You're fading in and out a little bit here. Oh, okay. Well, I said, uh, well, I'm sorry, somebody on a chat board uh, is complaining and I'm chatting in and out, but I'm sure I'm doing just fine. But no, what I'm saying is uh, this Frank Russo is his son. And I'm showing Frank Russo, his son, how to make a claim. It's going to be a little three-sentence claim for the trespass. Because Frank Russo, his son, Frankie, is also named Frank. So I said to the, the editor the guy, I said, look, I'll explain this to you. You're going to have 100% sales in the city of Waynesboro. Because my little brother went and he bought every damn newspaper at 5 o'clock in the morning to keep it off the shelves. Because guess what? His name is also Frank Russo. So what is it going to look like when another Frank Russo is walking around town who also lives at the same exact address? And somebody's going to pull up one day and say, hey, you Frank Russo? Yeah, 710 L, you're the, you're the child pornographer guy. How's my brother going to protect his good name? I said, so you better, you better pray that Mike the cop has got video, and he doesn't. And I would have shown, shown my brother how to sue you, the editor, or whoever put that in the paper without proof. I said, there's no way in the world you're ever going to prove it. And I said, now I'm going to see you. I said, instead of taking your newspaper down, all we're going to say is you've got to put a great, big, huge, nice, happy picture of Frank holding his family, all loving. And you're going to say, Mike the cop lied. Frank Russo had no pornography. He had no, he, we cannot produce any pornography. So he goes, watch this. I got Mike on video in the driveway saying, yes, call. I have the pictures. Yes, call. He admitted it. Yes, call. I have the proof. Now I got Mike the cop three days later saying, well, even if I don't have the pictures, he admitted. I said, Mike, you got it? He said, that doesn't matter anymore. I said, see, Mike? I said, I'm going to keep flying, putting this on YouTube over and over and over. First you're saying, yes, you have it. You got to prove it. Then you're saying, it doesn't matter if I have it or not. He admitted it. I said, Mike, it's going to look really bad. Are you lying then or are you lying now? 
I said, I guarantee you were lying on Saturday. I guarantee you're not lying now. I guarantee you don't have shit. Because you did have shit, you and your boss would throw the pictures on my face and I said, now get the fuck out of here. So I said, you guys want to let me sit here for an hour in a police department just beating you up like a slapping around verbally like a little boy. You throw the damn pictures on my face and you talk to all my buddies from Boston and Ohio down here and you, you throw us all out of your building. You say, don't you ever come back. I said, obviously you don't got nothing. So it's even more fun is then... Uh, he, he called when I'm sorry, when I was talking to him, he says to me, he says, well, since it doesn't look like you believe your daughter, I said, I said, I don't believe her. I said, right now it's 50-50. I said, you got to tip the scales of justice one way or the other, and then I'll believe you. I said, but justice in this country is 50-50. I said, 50-50 that he didn't do it, didn't do it. I said, he's innocent until proven guilty. And I said, I don't know what the fuck lynch mob fucking mentality you got, and you want me to throw the torch on the monster. I said, but that's not the way this country works. I said, and the, the really crazy way this fucking country works is that he asks me, the father, to forgive him of his trespass against my daughter. I have to forgive him. I said, that's a really big kick in the head because I'm not a Jew and I'm not part of the judiciary. I'm a Christian. I said, I have Christian standards and beliefs. And if he asks me to forgive him for his trespass, I have to forgive him just as I'd wish to be forgiven if I did something horrible to somebody else. But I have no intention on doing anything to anybody else. But if I'm driving my car and I'm laughing, I'm text messaging like Bruce Jenner did, and he's text messaging one of the next bra he should buy, and he runs over some kid because he's text messaging, you know, you've got to ask for forgiveness, you know, for the trespass. I bet Bruce Jenner hasn't asked. No, what did he do? He said he switched gender so everybody's watching to see why his pocketbook matches his skirt. Instead of the real issue that Bruce Jenner is running from, he killed somebody's, somebody, somebody's, some member of somebody's family for texting and driving, and he wanted to be the poster boy for, see, so you'd be like Bruce Jenner sitting behind bars for seven years for texting and driving and running somebody over. So what does he do? He puts on a skirt and gets a pocketbook and uh, tries to, you know, keep everybody's attention this way when he's really trying to keep his ass from going to jail. But this is what I'm trying to say. It's all misdirection. It's all bullshit. So like I said, I said to the newspaper guy, I said, look, it's sensationalism. I said, this is what you're trying to do. You have any proof that this, he said, it says, it says right here, look, and charged with production of uh, child pornography. Did you ask Mike? Well, I know you did some real investigative thinking and you did some real investigative reporting. And before you put something so inflammatory in there, I said, I know you said to Mike, and you got the proof. Mike, I'm a reporter. Do you mind if I take a look at it real quick before I put it in a paper and destroy this fucking man's name? I'm sure that I'm sure your reporter said to Mike, look, Mike, at least take a look at one of the pictures. And like, yeah, sure, right here. Here you go. I was like, oh, I'll run the story, Mike. Don't you worry about it. You got the pictures, buddy? Yeah, okay. We got this. We got you back. We'll, we'll smash this guy all over the fucking media. We'll destroy this guy in the paper. No problem. That's that's what you that's what a real reporter does. He'll investigate it first before he puts your crazy crap in there. I said, what happened to your newspaper? What happened? What happened if I came to your newspaper desk and I just said, hey, Barack Obama just gave me a blowjob in the back of the alley? Are you going to go out there and say, yeah, man, I saw him do it, man, he did it? Are you, you going to run that story? No. You're going to do a little investigation. I said, well, call. That sounds a little crazy, you know. And before I, you know, besmirch Barack Obama's good name, I think I. Uh, I think I better have some proof. You got a picture of that call? 
well, uh, no, just just run it. Well, why? Because it's some newspapers. I said, are you trying to tell me that this guy said that he has child pornography? Two, you know, two counts of child pornography? And you didn't ask, can I see the video? Can I see the evidence? Can I see a little, little, little hint of it? You just tell me you put it in a paper without taking a look at the evidence, without being an investigator. You just ran with the story because some cop said so. I said, buddy, I said, do you have any idea how much, how you set yourself up lively? I said, whoever owns this newspaper is going to be held liable. I said, and you ain't going to be able to say freedom of the press. I said, the freedom of the press stops when you cause harm to man. And I guarantee you cause harm to that man, his son. You're destroying that man's good name. Guess why? Because Frankie, my brother, is also named Frank Russo. So you destroyed the man's good name. And all he has in this world is his name. And Frank has worked hard his whole effing life. And my little brother, Frankie, is 32 years old. He's never been drunk, never done drugs. He's never been arrested. I don't know. I, I think Frankie got a, I think he got some traffic tickets every now and then because he likes driving fast. But nothing. He's a good kid. You know, he, he's going to welding school. He works at Walmart. You know, he plays the saxophone. He's a good kid. Never been married. Don't got kids. You know, ain't running away from child support. 32 years old. Hangs out on the farm. He's a good kid. Well, good man. He's 32 years old now, but I still look at him as a kid. Because he's my little brother. But like I said, it's like this kid's good name and make him his whole new family. You know, I said, buddy, you better prove your case. I said, I'm telling you, you ain't going to prove shit. I said, I know you're going to try to intimidate Frank by saying, look, we'll drop 24 of the 25 charges, just plead guilty to this, and we'll let you go. And he'll want to do it. I said, the only problem is you guys aren't going to move your court till February. I said, I'm going to show my little brother Frankie how to move his court in 21 days. And Mike better bring those damn pictures to Frank's court, Frankie's court, one day. Because Frankie is going to sue the cop. Not as a cop. He's going to sue Michael Roan as a man for bringing a false claim of child pornography into the open public. So how is Mike going to not have to bring those photos forward? He has to bring them forward because my little brother Frank, he's going to say for every minute, every second that that article is coming, that false claim is there in the world, I'm going to charge you a dollar a second. I already charged him. It was funny because they took my daughter, and uh, my, Mike said, he's, oh, it was funny. I knew they were going to take the kid. I knew it. You know, I said, you know what? They're going to take on the uh, a witness protection program because she's, they're afraid that uh, daddy is going to say to the girl, look, come clean and tell the truth. And tell me. Just talk to me. I mean, she said to me, is there anything you asked? I said, yeah, I asked her one question. The only thing I asked because I don't go near those kids. I'm not stupid. I asked the one simple question. I said, just say, kid, tell me, is it Big Frank or Little Frank? She said it was Grandpa. I said, okay. And that's all I asked about the whole situation. I said, what, go near her and talk to her? I said, buddy, I haven't shook her hand. I haven't patted on her head in 10 years. I haven't hugged her. I haven't kissed her. I haven't sat down and had a sandwich with her alone. What are you, out of your fucking mind? I said, you don't understand the terrorist activity in the society we live in? All that kid has to say is, Daddy, touch me, and I'll be gone for the rest of my life? Are you not stupid enough to go near a child looking like me? Oh, you're out of your fucking mind. Maybe if I look like Michael J. Fox, yeah, but I'm a big, ugly monster. I said, nobody stupid who looks like me is stupid enough to go near a kid. I said, you, you're out of your mind, right? You know, I'm going to talk to her. Talk to her about what? I don't talk to her about shit. I said, I'm not talking until she's 18. 
I was like, no way. I'm not stupid. I tried to stay away until she was 18. I said, five more years, I had to go. Oh, well. I'm back. Oh, well. Maybe it's right and maybe it's wrong. I'm glad I'm back because this crazy shit went down. And I was stroke of God, man. Unbelievable. Because what was funny, what I was going to do is I knew I was going to start something with the, the, the government, like the social service people and my children. I knew what I was going to do. I was going to have Gus come here like in December or January and say, Gus, you got to film this. What? I'm going to walk into the school. I'm going to say, my name is Carl Lentz. I want Colette and I want you know, my, my other two kids. And I'm going to take them out of school. And they're going to say, for how long? I said, it's not your damn business. And they're going to say, what do you mean it's none of my damn business? Is that your property? And they say, well, we just want to know why you're taking the kids. I said, go fuck yourself. I'm taking my property. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And I'm going to take them as long as I fucking want. And then they're going to drop the 911 dime on me. And the next thing I know is cops are going to be in that school building. And they're going to be telling me, what did you just tell us for me? I said, I want my property. I want it now. It's like, buddy, you got to leave. I said, oh, so I'm going to leave without my property, you're telling me. Buddy, you just need to leave now. And then I was going to sue the shit out of everybody because they won't let me take my property. They interfered with me, you know, taking my property to point A, point B. So uh, this worked out even better for me because I went, it was so funny. As soon as they said, Mike said that to me, he says, well, you know what? If uh, I think that she might be in danger because daddy's not taking it serious. I said, oh, daddy's taking it deadly serious. This is all daddy does for a living. Trust me. My mind is going a thousand miles a minute. Which way I should go with this? I said, and let me tell you what. I said, it's so simple for me. But you folks, but you, you guys are so easy to figure out. This, this, isn't, this isn't tough to figure out what you guys are going to do next. I know exactly what you're going to do. So as soon as I got off the phone with them, we went down to uh, social services. And uh, my mom said, well, uh, they said a caseworker's name is Nanita, with an N, Nanita. And I said, I don't want to talk to no lowly social worker. Why? I said, she ain't got no money. I said, who's got that Cadillac out there? I said, I'm sure it's the director. I said, I'm going to this building. I'm going right to the director's office. And they didn't have the kids in custody at that time. I said, I'm going to go find the director because they're going to put the kids in custody. See, this is what I tell you people. You can't wait until they take your kids. You got to go down there before they take your kids. So I went down there. I said, I went in there. I said, uh, is Elizabeth Middleton here? She used to be the director. They're like, no, she got fired. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. She erased all those phone calls and she got busted doing that. Okay, who's the new director? And she said, Anita Harris. I said, okay, who? get her. He's like, you got an appointment? Huh? I got an appointment. I said, you get the director down here. I said, uh, we got something to tell her. So she's like, uh, okay. I said, she's like, just hang on. I said, yeah, just get it down here. So we got the, they got the director, the director, the director, the top guy. And this is what I tell all you clowns all the time. Go to the top guy. So that way they can't fire the, the subordinate. They said, well, the subordinate just didn't know what they were doing. And we fired a bad, uh, it was a bad uh, egg in a barrel, a bad tomato in a barrel, whatever that, you know, phrase is. A rotten apple. There you go. It was a rotten apple. We got rid of the rotten apple. So I went and got the director. The director came out, and then they got the assistant director. I said, oh, this is too good. I got the number one and number two. I said to ladies, I said, ladies, ladies, look, before we get too far into this, you have a legal department. I really think it would be wise for you women to get legal competent counsel sitting here at this table. Oh, I got this videotape, too. I said, please, ladies, go get a lawyer before you hear what I got to say. 
and they were like, uh, yeah, right. Um, we are the super, yeah, we're the director and the assistant director. I don't think we're going to need help here. I think they're very smart women, and you just look like a guy who barely made it out of 10th grade. So I think we're okay. I don't think we could handle anything you've got to say. I'm saying, hmm, like, okay. You think you're ready to handle what I've got to say. I don't think you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying, but him, let's go. I wish of you to take my children. My wish of you to take them because they're my property. I wish of you to take and carry them off if you wish. I wish of you to use my children or take them through a legal seizure. But when you have my property... When you possess my children, I will require compensation of the use and enjoyment of my children or my property. And I only charge a dollar a second until the property is restored, until the property is returned. So take them if you wish. And they just looked at me. And they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to say. And they were just like trying to figure out, like, I, I did he threaten us or something? I could just see they didn't know what to do. Like, is that it? Is that all you want to tell? Yes, that's it. That's it. Yes. I'm like, huh? I said, yes, you have it. And I'll have it in writing for you in a couple of minutes. So I put it down in writing. I said, now here you go. And they're like, okay, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And they were like, huh. And it was so funny. That's that's all I wrote. You know, I said, it's not true. It's just, like I say, it's people, okay. What they understand, right here in my hand, the copy of what I wrote them. Oh, no, that's what I wrote to Michael Rohn. I said, Michael Rohn is on this uh, video I'll record it. I'll stay with you 100%. Absolute proof. Okay. No, I, I, I don't know where I have the thing I wrote to. Okay. Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, I do. Here you go. This is what I wrote them. Real cute, because when I put it in a written form, it's a little different. Oh, and I wrote it to the county commissioner, too. That's right. I said, I, a man called Lance, will require compensation of $1 per second for any and all use of my property in any manner in which it may be common to the county agents or agency's possession by taking and carrying off, which means stealing, two, illegal seizure, which is what they always do, or three, a lawful manner, and I will acquire payment every 24 hours until any and all property is restored. Call Lens. Amen. That's what I actually gave them later on after I told them that. I, I uh, That's right. I didn't hand that paperwork to them. I dropped it off at the front desk. I was done talking to them, and I, I went out, and I wrote it down, and that's right. I dropped it off at the receptionist's desk. I said, here, give this to Anita Harris. I said, I just got them talking a little while ago. I said, she'll, she'll enjoy it. She'll know what it means. And, uh, and Dan, Dan, the next day when we went to talk to Mike at the police department, and I got this all on video. Oh, you guys are going to love this. Remember how I said to you guys, oh, man, when they come and give you an order, just accept it and be happy. Vital recorded this. Uh, his bro- uh, not his brother's video went out. My brother recorded it, and a man from Ohio, and I recorded it. 
they handed me, they came out, I swear to God, because Gus said, so, oh, is Gus on the phone? Yeah, I think Gus is probably on the phone. And Gus said to me, um, uh, so they came out with a court order? He said, yeah, they came out with like court orders telling us what we can and cannot do with our children. And uh, so Gus said they came out with an order. I said, uh, Gus, it was a stack of paperwork they had assigned. He says, how big was it? And then the guy from Ohio, uh, he said to Gus, Gus, two men carried it. Two men carried the paperwork to call. Two men carried the orders. Does that make sense to you, Angela? Two men had to carry the orders. I don't know if anybody's listening. Yeah, I can hear you, Carl. Yeah, Gus, you asked me that, right? Yeah, yeah. You actually asked me, said, you know, so you got the order, and the guy said that it took two guys to carry out all the orders. So I don't think, I don't know if it's registering anybody's brain here on the show what that means, how much orders, how thick they were, how heavy they were, how many they were, because I pissed off the director, and that director, Little Honeycakes, must have said, bury this bastard. He tried to embarrass me in front of this whole damn building. Bury this bastard. They put a mountain of orders. And I said, oh, my God, Mike. And I got this on video. Mike, uh, I mean, just keep giving me the money. Oh, my God. It's still, look at this medium of exchange. I'm going to carry every one of these damn things. Oh, my God. I'm going to make so much effing money. God bless you. I said, I just wish you guys worked for the state. I wish it was the state police doing this to me. I wish it was the state, you know, social services. I wish it was a stupid little... Valley Community Services, how much money do you guys really have? I mean, how much can I really lean on you guys? I said, come on. I said, how much can I really collect? And that's what I say to them. I said, look, let me make it this way. Say it's Miley Cyrus and it's uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And um, and uh, Disney Pixar says they want her to put her in a film. Billy Ray Cyrus is going to say, you could use my daughter in her image and you could use her, but you got to pay daddy a million dollars a day. And Disney and Pixar will do it gladly. They said, now say the cartoon channel comes down and says, we want to use your daughter. Well, who, are you Pixar? Are you Disney? Well, look kind of with a cartoon channel. Say, ah, oh, damn. Uh, give me $80,000, $86,400. Give me a dollar a second and you use my kid. How's that? Yeah, that's all about you guys can afford anyway. And they'll say, okay. I said, so Mike, I said, eh. You guys could probably afford a dollar a second. I said, too bad you weren't the state or like Disney. You could probably afford a hell of a lot more. I said, but you know what? I'll go easy on you guys. I'll just do a dollar a second that you're using my kids and carry them off. And, and that's fine. I said, you know what? You know, I, you know, my kids, you know, they could pull a mule or they could pick cotton or they could sew, you know, clothing or whatever. Eh, you want to exchange a meaning with Or they could do Hannah Montana and they could tap dance and sing. You know, you know, whatever you want to use them for, okay. I guess that'll be fine. I said, I know you guys ain't going to put them in no slave trading ring. I know you're going to have no Jesuit priests, you know, doing some sacrificial sacrificial rites on them. I said, I know they're going to be okay, and whoever, you know, in the, in the county who took them. I said, who took them? Who actually issued the order? He said, Anita Harris. I said, oh, God, this just gets better. The social worker didn't order it. The, the, the lady who takes public transportation didn't order this, did she? No. I said, oh, thank God. The top dog did this, right? She said, he said, yeah, the top dog did it. I said, oh, thank God. Because it's usually a stupid caseworker that does it. And he said, what's that? He said, they just fire the caseworker. And they say, I don't know how she got into this organization. Ah, we forgot to vet her. 
we didn't screen her properly. Uh, and I said, how much can I sue her for? 50 bucks? What, get some of her bus tokens? No. I actually pissed off the director of social services enough that she actually did it herself. I was like, hello, fucking hallelujah, sweet Jesus Lord, Mike, are you kidding me? And I actually pulled this off? He's like, what, I actually got the, I got the actual director of social services? That the top dog, A number one, to physically and, you know, get involved? I don't have to say, well, okay, now I got to tell the caseworker and I got to tell the director, do you understand you have a subordinate that took my, carried off my property, you're failing to train, discipline, and monitor in a proper manner? I, I can miss that whole step and go right to the top dog. Oh, this is sweet. This is great, Mike. And I got this all on fingertip, and Mike's looking at me like I'm crazy. They're not crazy, just like, what are you talking about, Carl? You're supposed to be crying. You're supposed to be saying, we're going to take your kids, and you better not take my kids, and uh, I'll sue you all, and, uh, and, I got, and I know people, and uh, I ain't going to let this happen. And I just laughed. I said, Mike, you have no idea, man. I said, I, man, I, everybody could use money. I said, everybody use a little cash, a little extra cash around the holidays. I said, you have no idea what this is going to bring. And I said, this is fantastic. I said, oh, I said, look, this just keeps getting better and better. Because it's funny, we were in a, a, a sheriff's department before they asked me to assign the paperwork. So it's funny, Vital and them have this incident, me in the sheriff's office. The, the, he said to me, Carl, come in the back with, of the sheriff's office with us, and we need you to sign some paperwork. I said, I ain't walking in the back room with you. I said, what, are you going to say I lunged at you, and you're going to shoot me and kill me, throw a 22 on my feet, and said I had a 22 in my shoe? He says, Carl, we're not going to do that. I said, look, are you lying to me now? Are you lying to me then? You told me you could legally lie. I said, dude, I ain't playing this fucking game. I said, we want to take it outside into the public venue. I said, I'm in a public building now. I'm in the lobby, but I ain't going to no back room of no public building. I said, look, you want to talk to me? Step outside and talk to me like a man. Dude, where everybody could watch, dude, where everybody could film this. So I said, like, come on, Carl. You could, you know, come on in back with us. Come on. It'll be okay. Mike, I ain't fucking ridiculous. I said, I ain't stupid. Said, Mike, I'll see you in a parking lot. Bring all your paperwork out into the parking lot so everybody could crystal clear, get a good video shot what's going on. I'm not walking in there by myself. You're out of your mind. What are you going to say? I lunged at you? And then I wind up with a bullet in my head? I said, well, you're out of your fucking mind. So we did this on the parking lot. And, I was, and we got, like I said, Gus, we got tons of video of this stuff. You know, if this is how you handle an order. When they give you an order, you give the cop a big hug and you say, hallelujah, sweet Jesus. This is great. And I said, it's like I said, uh, uh, these guys were filming this with me. I said, don't you guys understand? You guys got restraining orders in your sock drawer somewhere from 5, 10, 20 years ago. You know you guys got orders from some court somewhere laying around. Why aren't you guys cashing them in? Why are you collecting on them? Why are you just sitting on these fucking orders and not making any money? I said, I'm sure you carried out the orders. Then why aren't you seeking compensation? I said, you guys just can't be this stupid, can you? And I said, because watch what I'm going to do. So then the next day, hey, Gus, you got that um, you got that piece of paper that I took a picture of? And I sent it to you? I got, yeah, the one you sent me as a text message? Yeah, the bulk of them. Why don't you read the first one and then read the second one? The first one is the one I, I sent. I think I read it. Right. I think it was really short. But just read the first one real quick and then read the second one. Because I'm going to take a, yeah, a second. Which part you want me to read? Do the first one, the short, the super short one that I gave them the day before. Like, kind of what you'd say is like a fair warning. If you want to take my property, do as you wish. 
Yeah, I never got that. I got uh, the long the one. one. I have is, is typed out the long one. Yeah. All right, so just read the long one. All right, let me get my glasses on. It's hard to see. It's a little fuzzy. Not your drinking glasses. Hmm? I was messing with you. You said your glasses on. I mean, your drinking glasses? Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> the none. <laughs> There's uh, two Patrick Caulfield and Ada Harris greetings. I, Colin, a man, Carl Wentz, require compensation of $1 per second. $80,400 per 24-hour day for any use of my property in any manner in which it may become in any county agents or agencies' possession, be it by way of, one, a taking and carrying off and or, two, a legal seizure and or, three, a lawful manner, uh, and in parentheses you got contract agreement, verbal transfer, Etc. As of today, November 25, 2015, the agency known as, in quotes, Shenandoah Valley Social Services, unquote, is in possession of my property. Uh, possessions with a capital P. Agency was in with a capital A. So you, you get upper and lower case. I'll skip that stuff. But uh, prop, in possession of my property, uh, two in total, which is in parentheses, which has yeah, been. See, that's what it says. That's funny, Gus. Let me say that real quick. That's funny. They took two kids out of three. And I said to my mom, doesn't this look a little weird that they took two kids but not the third kid? I said, this is supposed to be, like, say, sexual um, nonsense going on. Why did they leave the, you know, the, 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 the boy who's retarded, who barely speaks, behind? If, if somebody was having sex with people here, it's just as easy to have sex with a, a child who's, like, mute and retarded as it is with girls who are little chatterboxes. Now, wouldn't you think it would probably be a good idea to grab all three kids? And they said, well, they were more worried that um, that it was going to be very stressful. He said, stressful? I said, I'm laughing my ass off. I've got everybody in my family laughing their ass off, you know, watching what I'm going to do and watching what they're going to do. And it's like, well, they just figured it would be good to take the girls for a little time out. I said, that's good. They could take the girls for a little time out, and they could pay me $86,400 a day for each kid for properties, and that's when Gus said properties, too. So they took two of my properties. They could have taken two skateboards, and they could have taken two of my cars or two cows, or uh, they've taken two kids. Okay, whatever. You know, that's how much I want when you take my properties. And if you don't understand what the word properties mean, I told these people, I said, it's none of my damn concern. I said, because I believe they're my property, and you don't have to believe they're my property. You could believe they're children. You could believe they're God's little love joys. I, you could believe whatever. You could believe they came from the stalk. I don't give a damn what you believe. Because that's what I say to people all the time. I said, if you want to do not only that, I believe that, but I think, I believe that the United States Supreme Court said in 1943 in West Virginia Board of Education versus Barnett, that no matter how, no matter how petty any officer of the government is, they cannot tell a man what he can and cannot believe, whether it's religious beliefs, political. You cannot tell me what I can believe. So if I believe my child is a pumpkin and I call her, hey, pumpkin, you can't say you can't call your child cupcake. Oh, I call a cupcake. Oh, no, she's not a cupcake. You can't call a cupcake. 
We don't permit that. You can't call a cupcake. Well, how about I call a twinkle sunshine? You can't call a twinkle sunshine. The government won't permit that. They said, I call a property, I call a property. You don't like me calling a property, call pound soul. Go F yourself. Oh, 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 these are the list of names that we allow you to prove to call. You can call them Mary and Sue and Betty, and that's it. You can't call them anything else. Well, what if I want to call a Calicia Lentia Rose Little? They said that's the most ridiculous name we ever heard. You can't call her that. you you, you got to call her this. Well, how about I call a property? You can't do that. That's a very bad thing to do. Uh, and like I care, I call it whatever the hell I want. If you don't like what I'm saying, go pound salt. I'm from New York City. I don't give a shit. That's what we say all the time. Go pound salt. I don't know how you actually pound salt, but I have no idea where that comes from. I guess somebody just Google it me and go pound salt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. sense. But you know what I'm saying. So that's what I just wanted to block you there for a second because when you said um, two properties, why don't they take all three? And that's why I said, and I mean, just be a minute ago, it's like, look, you take two. We'll give you the other one for half price. You know, these two will be 86400 86400 And we'll give you the other one for half price. The other one will give you for, I don't know, 43000 we'll, we'll take half off. You know, take take three for the price of two and a half. You know, so, you know, you don't hear me going, boo-hoo, wah, you know, it's been kids. You know, oh, come on, people, get a grip. Learn how to fucking uh, have fun with this. And as soon as you laugh and joke with these people, man, they, they, they just crumble. They got no idea what to handle when they handle laughter and joy and happiness. They can't handle it. It's like a like a Grinch kind of thing. They only live for misery. And as soon as you fucking turn around and you just come out, it's like, oh, where's all my Christmas presents? Oh, they all got stolen. Eh, who gives a shit? We're still going to fucking just sing Jingle Bells or whatever the hell they sang. We're just going to have a good time. It ain't about the fucking guests. It ain't about that. Who gives a shit? You know, it's going to destroy these people when you're just laughing at, laughing at them. And they're going to be like, no, we're, you know, we're serious people. Look, we're wearing black robes and we're scary. And we took away, until you take whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. You took it and you carried it off. Guess what, asshole? You took it from your fellow man. I'm a high priestess judge. Oh, go fuck yourself. You know, stripped out of that black robe, man. You're a fucking little wimpy fucking old man. Or a little fucking crotchety woman. Oh, go F yourself. I don't give a damn what silly costume you're wearing. You stole property from man. You took something from somebody. Now you got to compensate. Think of a shit. It's been like that since day one on planet Earth. Don't don't go fuck. No, go fuck yourself. So go ahead, Gus. Go from it says just before I said two properties. Go like a sentence before that. So now people know what you mean by properties <clears throat> too. Uh, as of today, November twenty five, two thousand fifteen, the agency known as Shenandoah Valley Social Services is in possession of my property two in total, which has been taken and carried off by way of a legal seizure. Number one case in uh, square corner brackets, you got account number, and then uh, whatever their case number yeah, is. I, what, it is, is what I did is they, they created a case number for the kids. So it's case number, say, JJ013625, whatever. Say JJ1234567. And then the other one says JJ one two three four five six seven. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And that's the case number. So now the account number that I'm billing them under is going to be identical to the case number, except instead of saying case number, it's going to say account number one two three four five six and account number one two three four five six seven. So that way there's like less bookkeeping errors. So go ahead, Gus. Starting on starting upon November twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen, I will tender a bill to your person and agency. These are bullet points. Uh, Commencement of payment due must be within 72 hours. 
not including legal holidays nor weekends. Payment will be accepted by means of one, cash, two, checks, three, UPS money order, uh, USPS money order, number four, uh, Western Union with a uh, with the uh, copyright symbol, credit card, and number six, PayPal with the, with the uh, copyright symbol. And we were joking around yesterday that if you took Bitcoin, you could offer a 10% discount. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to pay, I was going to say seven Bitcoin. I says the coin of the realm of the sovereign citizens, and also known as the, uh, that's what I was going to say, say Bitcoin, the coin of the realm, you know, of the sovereign citizen. Or, and I was going to say, well, number eight, on Valentine's Day, you could pay me in candy grams. But I said, you know what, if we start getting too silly, they might not take this too serious. So, uh, go ahead, Gus. Our next bullet point is please. Feel free to call I, comma, a man, Carl Lentz, at your phone number to be placed on a weekly or monthly payment schedule plan, scheduling plan in order to assist you to help you avoid any accruance of any unforeseen late fees, fines, and penalties. Uh, if there is to be any exception of expectation. a delay. Expectation. Expectation. All right, so there's uh, late fees, fines, and penalties if there is to be any expectation of a delay in the deliverance of payments or return of property. Yeah, okay, just stop you right there. What, what Gus was basically trying to say in a nutshell, he was saying that, um, start the very first sentence again, Gus. Please feel free to call I, a man. Okay, that's what it was. It's like, please, I was trying to say, look, please feel free to call I, a man, call Lance. If there's any expectation of any delivery and any payment delivery, if 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 you if you cannot make the, the payment delivery within the 72 hours, feel free free to call me at this phone number. And if you want to, we can set you. If you think you're going to keep my property for a long period of time, we can set you up on a weekly or monthly fee pay schedule. So that way you could avoid you know having to mail out a check every 72 every 24 hours. We could just put you on a weekly payment plan or a monthly payment plan, and, and to avoid any occurrence or accruance of any late fees, fines, or penalties, please notify me as soon as you can. And or if you want to just return the property, you can just return the property, and I'll stop billing you immediately. But, you know, so you know that's what I'm basically saying is to them. It's like look. We'll set this up on a weekly plan so you can just mail me a check once a week. Or we'll set it up on a monthly plan so you can just mail me a check once a month. You know, I don't want to start, you know, having you people accrue any fines, penalties, late fees, because I will if you don't pay me what you owe me. Obviously, we're going to have court costs, and I'm going to have to drag you to court, and I'm going to file liens against you people and do garnishments, and I don't want to do all that nonsense. So I'll be willing to work with you. So you can either pay me by check every 24 hours, or you do this weekly, or you do this monthly. However you want to do it. You keep it for as long as you want. Just let me know. You know, I don't want, I don't want to get into a battle with you people over, uh, well, I'm sorry, you know, the check was late because it was a weekend of holidays. It's like, look, if I know, I know. It's, it's sometimes they're late. You know, you, you know, the clerk or the, the finance department guy got sick. He couldn't put the Why don't we just set up a, an account where you just transfer the funds over, and we just do it on a weekly and monthly basis? And just call me immediately as soon as you want to return the property so I could, you know, stop billing you. So, you know, once you send the money to me, I don't have to give it back. That's what I was basically saying to them really nicely. 
So go ahead, Gus. You can finish the last uh, sentence. The last one is, uh, may I add to, may I add, it is my pleasure to provide to you and your county the use and or enjoyment of my property uh, with a two at the end in parentheses. And then you signed it. And then I signed it. So I said, yeah, may I add, it's been a pleasure to service you and your you and your county, and I hope you enjoy the use and enjoyment of, I hope you take good use or make good use and use and enjoyment of my property. So there you go. I said, so there you go. It's been a pleasure doing business with you people. Look, people, it's all about money. It's all about business. This has actually nothing to do with right or wrong. There's no reason for yeah, me to go it's tell nothing, people, look. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. <laughs> nothing personal. Absolutely not. I'm not communicating a threat. Yeah, read that last sentence again, Gus. I mean, I'm trying to remember that exactly how it went like that. Oh, I said, may I add? Yeah, that's what I may I add. It's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, may I, uh, may I add, it is my pleasure to provide to you and your county the use and or enjoyment of my property. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. May I add, it's been a pleasure. So how are they going to say, Paul, that's threatening? What do you mean it's threatening? I said, it's been my pleasure to provide to you and your county the use and enjoyment of my property. You know, have a, have a lovely day. And people always say, <laughs> the, uh, what's that? If the property proves to be defective, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll exchange it for <laughs> yeah. something better. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if my neighbor's got a couple of kids he can send over. <laughs> he, I think my neighbor's, I, I said, honestly, I think my neighbor's kids are a little bit better at providing services at the <laughs> You know, you know, I might as well try to get what I can while I can, you know, until they're 18, and then, you know, I, there's no more money to be made on them. You know, the money don't go to daddy. The money goes stays with them. You know, so I said, it's Bailey Ray Cyrus, man, selling his kid out to fucking Disney for a million dollars a day. You know, what's the difference? And they'll be saying he's the bad guy. I'm sure he wrote a contract just like that. It's been a pleasure to work with Disney and Pixar all these years. I'm sure, you know, somebody said, oh, my God, I can't believe Billy Ray let his daughter do that, you know, singing and all that damn dancing. You know, the horror. Oh, please. That's ridiculous. They're using and enjoying that kid. Just they said, look, they're using my kid to move their case. It's like, it's like they're using their kid to move their Disney products. You know, they're using Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter to move Disney cartoons. Whatever. So they're going to use my daughter to move their case because 25 charges, that county's going to get a lot of money. They're taking those charges, and they're taking those charges, and they're, they're making money on those charges. They're going to be obtaining, you know, loans, and they're going to say, oh, wow, how much was that charge worth? Oh, that charge alone is worth 50 grand. Holy cow, how many of those do we got? 25. Oh, wow. So how many judgments are those we going to get? Well, you got to figure out if we dismiss 23, the charges are still on the books. The charges didn't go away. They've not been discharged. So look at all these charges we got on the book still. They're like, oh, wow, 25 charges? This is fantastic. Like, Mike the cop, you're a hero to the county. Look at it. It's like, Frank, why don't you ask him to put 100, 200 more charges on you? Who cares? You'll be a town hero. Look at all the money you'll help the town uh, or the county be able to fucking make claim for. Look at all the charges on the books. It's just like Macy's or anybody at Walmart. Look at how many people charged here. Oh wow, ten million people charged this week. Wow, we're going to be we're making some money now. Do your civic duty, Frank, and ask for a couple hundred more charges. Let them dismiss them all. The government's just going to use those charges to accrue final financial uh, uh, credit. They're just going to say, "Look at all these charges we got." It's like, oh wow, 
you guys are going to be able to collect on those? Yeah, you know, we're working on it. You know, the, the what's the, you know, the actuaries are going to say, well, we usually get a good uh, 33 to 45% uh, uh, payment on these. Oh, wow, okay, so uh, let, this is how much credit we can give you people. That's right. I said, dude, it's all about money. And as long as you play the game with them, you stop saying, oh, it's about the safety and the welfare of children. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They took my kid out of school a week or two ago. Didn't tell me. Didn't tell my mom. Then my mom found out. Uh, didn't tell grandma. Grandma found out when... Uh, grandma found out when um, she went to the school to pick up the kids to try to give us help around the farm to try to round up some of the chickens that busted loose. My mom went down to the school and said, hey, you know, I need, I need these kids, my grandkids, out of school to help me round up some of these chickens. And he said, well, one of the kids is gone. I said, what do you mean one of the kids is gone? Oh, one of the kids got taken uh, away by the police. My mom said, what? What did she do, like a finger gesture? Like uh, she threatened to shoot somebody? She drew a picture of a, a gun or somebody shooting somebody with a gun? Because that's the one that's a little, that's the girl that's like a tomboy kind of thing. So my mom was like, oh, no, what did she do? Did she do the finger gesture or somebody? Like make believe she was pointing a, a finger like a letter L, like a gun at the teacher? He's like, did she get in trouble? And the lady's like, look, I don't know why she's gone, but she's just gone. So uh, my mom got worried that the kid was, like, under arrest. So uh, my mom didn't find out that the kid was being, like, investigated, you know, for this, like, child sex thing. You know, she found out by accident. So like I say to people, how could they, if they think the kid is really in danger, how in the world could they just do an investigation and let the kid go home? You know, why don't they take the kid into custody, you know, immediately if all this stuff is supposed to be true? It, it just didn't make any sense to me. So, uh, you know, if they're so afraid of Grandpa, why don't they get restraining orders on him immediately or take the kid into custody immediately? It just didn't make any sense. It's like, oh, this is just all bullshit. I said they were really afraid of Grandpa. They would have yanked that kid out of the house so fast. You know, they wouldn't have let the kid get back on the, you know, get back on the bus and go home. You know, they live at the house for another three weeks before they arrested Grandpa. That's ridiculous. If Grandpa's supposed to be some sort of porn guy, how in the world do you justify letting a kid stay at the house for three more weeks? You see what I'm saying, Gus? Does that make any sense? Oh, absolutely. they got a duty and a responsibility to, 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 to protect. Right, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense to let a kid go back home to grandma and grandpa for three more weeks. Before you no, it's ridiculous. How do you know grandma wasn't the one holding the video camera while grandpa was taping? You know, come on. If you really, if they really believe that this was what was going on, how stupid can you possibly be to let the, the, the grandkid go back when now grandma knows? Grandma now knows that the kid's like, oh, the kid's been talking to the police. Uh-oh, grandma and grandpa are going down. Uh-oh, we better get rid of the kid. How could you let some, how irresponsible is that to let the kid walk back into that if you really believe what was going on was true? And then how could you leave a Downs boy who could barely speak He's certainly not going to be able to describe what the hell happened. He had behind. I said to my mom, this is just bull. This is just ridiculous. I said, if I was them, I'm really afraid of those kids. I would have taken that kid the very first day she said something. And then I would have taken the other girl the very first day. And I would have taken a boy. 
the very first day. I want to let all these people still live there three weeks and then do something. And what if something happened in between? I thought they were out there to fucking protect the safety of the children. That's bull. Total bull. If Grandpa thought he was going down three weeks ago, I said to my mom, I said, when did you find out about this? She said, oh, I guess about, uh, like, uh, I think she was sorry, like November 4th or 5th or something like that. I said, and they just been letting you and Grandpa hang around, the grandkids? Well, they told Grandpa it would probably be a good idea if you don't go home. I said, okay, great. Now, one time Grandpa said, you know what? I'm going to go down. I rate, I rate this kid hundreds of times. I got tons of video porn on this kid. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to destroy my camera, destroy my phone, destroy my computer. He didn't destroy his camera. He didn't destroy his phone. He didn't destroy his computer. Three weeks ago, they told him that he's, he, that he's been being under investigation now. Did Grandma stop doing anything? Did she start destroying cameras? No. Did Grandpa say, you know what? Oh, granddaughter had a terrible accident. We went down to a garbage dump the other day and dropped off some trash, and she snapped the neck accidentally when she stepped out of my truck. I mean, how ridiculous is that to leave a kid in that kind of danger if you think this guy's really some sort of porn producer? I said, it's, it's a, this, I said dude, I said, this case just stinks to high heaven. I said, you ain't got nothing. This is the most ridiculous shit. I said, because you had something, you would have shown me by now. And if you really thought this kid was in danger three weeks ago, and you told Grandpa, don't come back, it would be a good idea if you just stay on the road. Because Mike actually asked me that. He said to me, he said, Carl, uh, how long has it been since you've seen Frank around here? I said, honestly, it has been for a couple of weekends. I said, he usually comes home on Friday and Saturday. i got to drive around his truck all the time. It's a pain in the ass. I drive around his truck all the time when he pulls it in the yard. I said, nope. I said, it's been two weekends, man, that I haven't had to drive around his truck. So I said, I don't know, at least two weekends. I said, I don't know how many days that makes, but it's been two weekends. And he's like, okay. So like I said, and I found out later, they told him to stay away. It was like three weeks ago. They told him, look, stay away. Don't come home, you know, on weekends no more. So he actually didn't come home. But like I said, what if he's like, uh-oh, this little kid is going to put me in a box for the rest of my life. I better go home and destroy all that porn off the phone and camera, and I better destroy the computer. So when they seized all this stuff, the guy had three weeks. He could have called my mom and said, hey, you know what, Pat? You, know what? you better get rid of all these cell phones, and you better get rid of the cameras, and you better get rid of the computers because, you know what, I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life. No, they just start scrambling. They just start saying, oh, you know what, you know, uh, where's the granddaughter? Oh, she wanted to go visit relatives in, uh, in North Korea. You know, she's gone for a while. No, they just start pulling stupid stunts. They just went on with their normal life. Like, this is the most ridiculous shit I ever heard. She just pissed off at me because I uh, yelled at her in front of a boyfriend on Halloween. She's really humiliated now. And all Frank said to me, he's like, look, she's going to give me the silent treatment for a while. And I believed him. I said, okay, that sounds about right. She's a little, uh, you know, prima donna. She thinks she says shit don't stink. She knows she's cute as a button. She's no, she knows she can get away with murder. She's not dumb. And then my little brother Frankie said, man, she took her fucking clothes off and started doing some hoochie fucking dance on first Christmas she was here. After they just gave her back, I said, oh, oh, oh. oh man. I said, Frankie, I said, I'm kind of glad you didn't tell me until like seven years later. Because I probably was still close enough to Alabama back then. I probably would have went back there and done something then. I said, now I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll catch this guy. Something happened to him. Oh, and it's so funny. My mom said, hey, you know your, your attorney who helped you all those years? I said, yeah, what about him? She said, I clicked on, uh, somebody sent me a Facebook link. His uh, name is Tom Convoy. I said, yeah. 
Yeah, I know that guy. He was a neurosurgeon. And then he became a lawyer. She said, you know what he does now? She said, no. She said he works at Applebee's as a waiter. I said, what? He said, yeah, right. I said, you sure that's him? He said, yeah. He said, I used to be a lawyer, but I didn't find that life fulfilling, so now I'm a waiter at Applebee's. I said, holy cow, like everybody that I ever dealt with, man, and they're getting busted, you know, because I gave a list of like 72 names of the people who knew exactly what was going on. And I can't believe that this guy just decided out of the blue to just say, you know what, my life wasn't fulfilling as a lawyer or a neurosurgeon, so I became a waiter at at, at, uh, Applebee's. And this guy is, uh, shit, he's got to be 60... 60-something years old now. So don't tell me he wanted to leave his cushy life as a as an attorney and as a neurosurgeon to become a, a to become a waiter at, at, at Applebee's. I said to mom, you've got to be kidding me. She says, no. It actually says that he didn't find his life fulfilling as a as a as a and he had no moral compass whatsoever. So I don't want to hear like well call. He probably was, you know, realized what he did to you and your kids all these years, and he was so guilty, getting ridden with guilt. No, they probably stripped him of his bar card. Because he's the he's is the attorney that was at the last trial, and the judge looked at him. And he says, "Are you going to help this man file an appeal when I make a ruling against him today?" And he said, "Absolutely not, Judge. I like my job. I'm not going to be disbarred." He said, "You think I'm crazy enough to go against the state and get disbarred?" He says, "No way." So the judge said, "Okay, call. Meet me out in the hallway, and I'll help you." So that statement that he said in front of that judge probably got him disbarred. Because when an attorney takes a case, he's got to take it on to the very end of the United States Supreme Court. He's got to take it to the bitter end. So not only did he say he wasn't going to help me, he said, there's no way I'm going to help call. I don't want to be disbarred. I am not crazy enough to go up against the state. So right there, he's saying, look, you're throwing your client under the bridge. You're not willing to fight for your client because the state is the aggressor, because the state is the prosecutor. I'm not going to, oh, hell no. Hell no, and go against what the state wants? Oh, no, there ain't no damn way. I'm going to fight for this guy. Oh, no way. I like my job. So I said to my mom, yeah, that little statement in court probably really, you know, pissed off that judge, saying, fine, I'll do your fucking job, asshole. Call, meet me out in the hallway. I'll show you how to do it. So that was the judge at William Owings who met me out in the hallway. And it was funny because I'm a big, goofy-looking dude, and he's a... He's a, just an average height guy, like 5'7", average size weight kind of guy. He must be a normal Joe because he drives a Jeep wagon here. He don't drive a Cadillac. And as we were walking down the hallway at the, the biggest, uh, like, child uh, family court thing down in, in Alabama, all the uh, people were like, wow, that's William Owings. Wow, that's Judge Owings. Wow, that's Judge Owings. And a couple of them stepped between me and Judge Owings as we walked down the hallway to protect the judge. He said, Judge, are you okay? Is this man, you know, like kidnapping you? Like saying, give him back your kids or you're going to die, like get in a car? He's like, no. This man's not threatening me. Get out of my way. I'm talking to this man. And as we were walking through the hallway, attorneys, I'd say, you know, three quarters of them just said hello and looked at me and looked at the judge like, what the hell combination is that? And then one quarter of them jumped between me and the judge and said, Judge, I've got you. Are you okay? Do you need any help? And the judge was like, no, get, a, get away from me. I'm talking to this man. And that's the judge, like I said, who's, you know, who, who's uh, explained to me, you know, how to get the uh, state to turn over the evidence to me. And like I said, the same thing with this guy with Frank and uh, Frankie, my little brother. Now we've got to go against the uh, newspapers and basically saying to the newspapers, I said to little Frankie, I said, look, you're going to have a lawsuit 
in uh, court uh, on Monday. And I said, you're going to have Mike, the cop, as the man who's doing you wrong. They're saying he's destroying your good name. Your name is Frank Russo. And you guys have built a hell of a reputation as hard workers and honest, straight-dealing people. They said, now you're going to go up to Mike as the man who trespassed upon your property. And you say, see Exhibit A. And you can just put the newspaper in there as Exhibit A. And then you say you require compensation to, restore, to the restoration of your, of your name. And you say you want the same, you know, front page story saying that Michael Rohn lies, he admits he's a liar, and he'll lie to get a conviction if, he, if that's what he needs to do. And there is no child pornography. So I would say that that's what you want. We'll go for a shitload of money. I don't care. I want to say, you know, until the, the newspaper redacts the story, you want a dollar a second for every uh, second until the newspaper puts a front-page article in it saying Michael Rowan's a liar. You can put that in there, too. Make it short and sweet. It's going to be two, three sentences. Frankie, that's all it's going to be. Nothing that you really got to study. Nothing that you really got to learn. Nothing you got to watch thousands of hours of my YouTube videos. And uh, my little sister Mary's going to do one, too. And my mom wants to do one, too. She could do one, too. And then I'm going to do have to do one, too. And I would say Michael Rohn is using my daughter to move his case in which he knows he does not have the proof or evidence yet he said he did so while he's using my child my daughter my property to move his case or move his wagon or move his shopping cart or move a pile of leaves daddy requires compensation because daddy can't use and enjoy her while Mike's using and enjoy her and Mike's using and enjoy her at the end of pointing out a gun at me so I'm going to move my case against him. I said, and I asked him, man, it's so funny. I got videotape of this. I said, Mike, look, I want to settle this with you in the private. And that's when, like, like Frankie said, you know, he just looked down at the ground, the cop, when I was telling us this. He said, look, Mike, I just want to settle this in the private. I don't want to put this in the public. I don't want to have it say, call Lentz, claim it, Michael wrong, wrongdoer, and then have him explain. I said, Mike, I honestly think you're a pretty good guy. Honestly, I tell people all the time, he's the best code enforcement officer I've ever met in my life. I said, but Mike, you can't lie and hurt innocent people. I said, yes, you could lie and hurt a pedophile. Yes, I understand that you're protected fully to lying against pedophiles, drunk drivers, you know, you know, embezzlers, you know, you know, you know, all that kind of crap. But you can't lie about a man. He's a man. I'm a man. You're a man. How would you like it if I said it about you doing it to my kid? What, what would you do, Mike? You'd want everybody to hang you, Mike, just because my kids said it? Or would you want to see some proof? I said, look, Mike, nobody's ever seen any, you know, bruises on this kid. You know, I said, when the last time you said it had happened was the 4th of July weekend. It was raining out. Everybody, everybody, everybody was stuck inside that house that weekend. Everybody. My mom had her brothers and sisters over. There's only three rooms in that house. You tell me, three bedrooms in that house. You tell me. If this kid got, you know, attacked again on on uh, 4th of July weekend, are you tell me my mom, her brother, sister, uh, my brother, you know, and the other boys and girls there, nobody heard anything? Really? I said, imagine that. I said, oh, maybe on a 4th of July weekend, she probably got yelled again in front of my relatives, and she got embarrassed. That's what probably happened on 4th of July weekend. And you're saying that that's abuse. I said, uh-huh. She probably got yelled at Frank, and she got embarrassed again. 
that's just how you're going to throw the guy in jail for the rest of his life was she got embarrassed and now this is revenge. I said, Mike, you don't, you know, you, you, I said, and I said, and I had to talk to him for hours. I said, because you got to know the whole story. She was taken away from me and she wasn't returned to me until she was five, six years old. I said, I have no idea what the hell they were doing to her for all those years in foster care. I don't know if she's damaged goods. I honestly don't know. That's why my little brother ran in the house for a year and locked the door and didn't come back out. He had to run in and out to work. He said he didn't talk to my mom, didn't talk to his dad, didn't talk to nobody for a year. He was, he was like, uh-oh, this kid is damaged goods. Uh-uh, I don't want part of this. He said, Cole, I, you know, I lived here, but holy cow, Cole, I, I didn't talk to him. I said, Cole, I didn't talk to him. I didn't talk to mom for a year. And I lived in the same damn house with her. She cooks for me, cleans for me, takes care of my clothes, takes care of my room. I didn't talk to her. He says, I don't, I don't care what, what those people thought, why I wasn't talking to him, I told him, wasn't talking to him. I said, Carl, scared shitless of your kid. Not the other two. He said, that one, I was scared. I said, kid, I don't blame <laughs> So, like I said, I said to Mike, isn't that amazing that he did it to one girl and not two girls? Really? So, hmm. I said, and you don't understand she's damaged goods. You don't understand that, do you? And how are you going to like it when my mom, my brother, my sister-in-law, my sister, my brothers and sisters, and her grandkids are going to come and say the very first Christmas Colette was there. She took off all the clothes and started running around Christmas tree naked, shaking her ass a, a month or two after she got out of social services, out of foster care. How are you going to like that? How is she going to like that when she hears that, that you gave us back damaged goods? So how are you going to like that, Mike? When the jury hears that, it's like, yeah, how do you explain that behavior, Mike? How is that going to look in front of the jury? And ask the little girl, did you do that? Or is your mom lying? Grandma lying? All your aunts and uncles lying? Is, is everybody fucking lying? And you're the only telling the truth, 14-year-old girl, that you didn't do that? Are you telling me my little brother's lying that he said he ran in and out of the house as fast as he could because he was afraid of you? Because he had no idea what the hell what the hell you were doing? And he's a... 30-something-year-old man, or back then he's 25 or whatever, year old man. He's like, oh, hell no, go man. Uh-huh, this kid is cracked. This guy is a kid is wackadoo. He's like, uh-huh, I ain't getting part of this. I don't know what the hell that old about. This guy, I ain't never seen nothing like that. Yeah, I saw that kid doing that higgy-boo dance, man, in foster care when she was like three, four, five. I said, who's teaching my kid how to bump and grind like that? You ain't even got like a no black family or something like that, do you, where they're just watching like Soul Train or something like that, do you? I bet you got him like some white people. Who, what, what, what white guy dances like that? I said, I never seen a white guy make moves like that. Who's teaching her how to do that? Where, where is she getting that from? And they said, oh, honey, don't do that. Don't, don't dance like that. You know, daddy don't like that. I said, daddy don't like that. Daddy's outraged. I said, now you want to show me my kids tap dancing or something. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Oh, you know, she's doing some Irish jig. Oh, all right, that's fine. I said, what the hell is with this grinding crap? Oh, it's funky, whatever the hell is called to say. Who's teaching my kid to act like this? And they're like, oh, this show some kids do. I said, not my fucking kids. I said, hey, I'm fucking like, uh, back then, like 40-something years old. I said, I'm 40 years old. I don't dance. Nobody can fucking say that. They've ever seen me fucking dance. I said, I don't dance. Don't don't even go there. That That's normal behavior. I, I, no, that ain't normal. That's some creepy shit, seeing a little kid dancing like that. I said, you got a stripping pole in there in her bedroom or something? I said, now I used to run a strip club, and I've seen strippers do shit like that, but uh, 
Well, if you, I don't want to be seeing my three, four-year-old girl doing those moves. So, like I said, so I wanted everybody to read the story. And that's why I told Gus, no, don't hide the story. Promote it. Say, call Lance, children taken, pornography and indecent liberties or child molesting involved. I said, sensationalize it, Gus. Get this all over. And then when people actually say it, like, holy cow. You know, like, finally, call. We nailed this bastard. Finally, yeah, he was too good to be true. Yeah, yeah, hooray. Look, call lens, child pornography, children taken away. Oh, my God, finally. This guy's fucking met his fucking day. Yay, finally. We could go back to believing the cops now. Yay, we can finally believe that there is no good people. Call us as a piece of shit. Hooray, hallelujah. No, I just did that to the ghost, man. Sensationalize it and let people read into what they want. They say, call lens, stop. Kids taken by social services, stop. Uh, child pornography alleged, you know, stop. Kitty porn, stop, you know. <laughs> you see what I was doing? I put, a, uh, I put an ad out on uh, Skype. It said, due to confessions, in quotes, of sexual misconduct by Frank Russo, Carl Lentz, I don't want you to say Frank Russo. I just want to make them believe it was me who did it. Oh. But, but that's okay. That's okay. Get rid of Frank Russo. I want people to think I did it. To show people, look, if you don't read into this stuff, it could appear to be anything they want it to be. See? I'm trying to show people. You better read it really closely. Is that what you think? Just call Lance. Children taken from him by social services. Uh, child pornography, um, child molesting, and see, he would be nice trying to save my good name. And I actually want it the other way. I want people to say, oh, my God, Cole got arrested, uh, child porn, and, you know, da, 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 da. It's like, well, no, let, you didn't read the whole story. You guys are jumping to conclusions, and that's what I want people to do. I, want pe- I like messing with people. I like people jumping to conclusions and saying, oh, because I'm trying to get people who hate me Who's half you? Uh, half the people who listen to me love me. The other half, I hope, hate me. I hope I have a fifty-fifty split because it's always a lot of fun. You know, I was like, if everybody loved me, that'd be kind of freaking boring. I said, that's why God made evil because he's so bored with just watching Adam walking around. He made woman, then he threw a snake in the mix, and it's like, hey, this is spicing it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a lot more fun. You know, just watching Adam walking around it must have been pretty damn fucking boring. Oh, what's Adam going to do today? I don't know. Look, now he's going he's gonna to look at a leaf. Oh, how long is he going to look at a leaf? Oh, I usually he does for three or four hours. He's like, that's it. i got to put a woman in this guy's life. i got to mix it up. This is boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, then after a while, while, how much straight sex can this guy watch? And then he's like, you know what, let's throw a snake in the mix. Let's see what they do with that. I'm sure they're going to fuck that up somehow. I'm going to tell them don't do it, and they're going to do it anyway. Let's let's watch how this is going to work for them. And also, just, he just likes having a lot of fun. So I said to people, man, you can't make this shit up, what I'm going through. You know, people who were down here, and the cops came flying up to the house, like six, seven cops. And then it was funny. The other day, uh, um, uh, uh, I was I always leave my laptop just sitting on a kitchen counter. What's, well, it's in the bedroom now. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. I leave it on a kitchen counter, and I go out and do whatever I want. I, and I have no passwords on my computer. You hit one on my computer, boom, hit the screen, boom, it comes on. There's no login password. I don't have a, I don't have a password to log into my computer. 
well, I don't worry about it. So then I came home, and it's like, uh, I said, holy shit, where's the computer? There was like six, seven cops out there. It's like, oh, no, man. They're going to put kitty porn on my computer. That's what I actually thought. I said, holy shit, where's my computer? And I forgot that um, me and the guy from Ohio, when I left here, obviously I was worried or scared. You know, like, holy cow, they're charging Frank with kitty porn. Maybe they're going to charge my mom with the guy who was holding a video camera while Frank was, you know, in the axe. Because when I got home, Frank, you know, Frank was arrested a couple of days before, but my mom was gone, the kids was gone, my little brother was gone. I seen like six cops in the driveway before that. I was like, oh, man, they arrested, they arrested everybody. I said, they're going to say my mom is charged with, uh, you know, also uh, being a kingpin with a kitty porn ring, and, you know, she was the one holding the video camera. Because Frank's got no bail, no bond. When you get charged with this stuff, there's no bail, no bond. You know, so he, you know, he doesn't, like I said, it didn't matter if he wouldn't talk to the bail bondsman, because when you're charged uh, indecent liberties to a child, there's no bail, no bond. And his first, hear- his first hearing is February. And then they said it usually takes five months before you could even think about going to a trial. So for five months, the guy has to sit there for five months. And I know what they're doing. They're making him sit there for five months. And when they said, look, Frank, we're going to drop 23 of the 24 charges on you. We're only going to run with one charge. You've been here for five months. If you if you play your cards, it was funny. So it's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember what um, what he called told me. Uh, Sean told me. He said like a mother and a daughter came in and said their son or their brother was in jail. And that... Um, this has been going on for six years with kitty porn on his computer, and he only owned the computer for like six months, like a six-year-old, six-year-old computer. But he only had it for three months, and then there was, somehow there was kitty porn on there, so the son's been arrested. I, I don't know how long they said the son was in jail for, for a computer he only owned for three months, but he said something about there was, it was the, the mom and, uh, like me, I bought some kid's computer. It's, uh, the guy, kid's name is Zach, and my computer took a dump the other day because there was a hurricane came through when this guy helped me lay the concrete slab. So I thought it was a smart idea to wrap my uh, computer up with a whole bunch of towels and stick it in the dryer. You know, that dryer wasn't plugged in just to keep it safe, you know, from all the humidity that was in the air. I mean, this place was a, a mud pit with 14 inches of rain fell. So I said, oh, where could I find a nice, dry, humid-free place in my house? And I said, well, maybe I could put it in a freezer, or maybe I could, hey, I got, I got an old clothes dryer that I don't use no more. I said, let me stick it in there and wrap it up in a whole bunch of blankets and towels and jam it in there. Well, don't do that because, it, you know, there must be the static electricity still in your dryer, even if you didn't plug it in for years, and it just destroyed the uh, uh, motherboard. The hard drive was okay, but the motherboard, it just totally took a, you know, took a dump. So then I got I went online to Craigslist and I found a kid's uh, computer for a hundred bucks and I met him at a whatever chicken joint someplace you know not Bojangles something like that some redneck chicken joint and uh, we switched we gave him a hundred bucks and he gave me a computer and uh, this guy even though he looked like a squeaky clean college kid I couldn't really find anything on his computer hey wait a second I don't know what I could do turn it on and there's something on there in the music section something about you know, the N-word. So it's like, oh, even though he's a squeaky clean kid that goes to, like, Liberty College, a Christian college, he doesn't like black people. So somebody took this computer from me right now, and they went to the music thing, 
he's just got some songs on there that not very nice towards uh, people who start with the letter N. <laughs> so people might think that I put that on there. And uh, I just ain't got the ball to take off, look for his crap to see what crap he's got on this thing and taking it off. I don't care. I got time for this shit. You know, I, don't even, I got thousands of emails I'm behind. I'm going to go around through some kids. Kids got on here or not. But, uh, that's what I said. When I couldn't find my computer here, uh, the guy and uh, I forgot that we hit it. And I, I forgot that we hit it in the, in the house because I don't find my stuff. But I hid my stuff. You know, that's like the first time. I don't hide stuff. This is my freaking house. I don't have no passwords. My doors are never, Gus will tell you. My doors are never locked, are they, Gus? Never. Yeah, I don't even know if I had a tumbler to stick a key in, in my doors. I don't know. Oh, your, uh, your, car, your car keys were always just sitting on a dashboard. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So when I got home, I totally freaked out that I couldn't find um my laptop. I forgot. I, I, I'm, I'm sure I told uh, Sean. Hey, man, just throw it in a drawer over there or something. I threw it in a drawer. But I couldn't believe it. I came home, and my laptop wasn't where I put it every damn day, you know, my whole life. It's like, you know, since I have a computer, it's right there on top of a counter somewhere. And I couldn't find it. I said, oh, no, the cops were just down here a little while ago. Oh, damn, all the dogs are running loose. I was like, oh, damn. I said, man, they're going to take it and put kitty porn on it. Oh, man, I am so effing screwed. The very first thing I did, man, is I called the U.S. Marshals down in Roanoke, and I said, I said, I, I said, I said, I, I called them up, and uh, and I said, look, I said, um, you know, I said, he said, look, we're almost closed now. It's five to five. I said, look, man, my name is Paul Lance. Put my name in a computer. Look, you know, I, I you know, um, I'm looking for this agent, and he said, well, he's not here. I said, look, I said, I need your help. You know, he said, we don't provide that kind of service to the general public, sir. Um, like, is this like a prank phone call? I was like, hey, like, like, can you just stop and just put my TAM name in a computer and you'll see who I am? And he's like, sir, I got it. He says, it's almost 5 o'clock. That means I got to log back on. I said, oh, sweet Jesus. I said, can you just log in and put my name in that computer and find out who the hell I am? He's like, well, who are you? I said, sir, I don't have time for this. I said, can you just log in? And then Mike, the cop, started to call me. He said, oh, geez. I said, the guy, hang on. I said, the guy that I want you to come help me, he's calling me. Oh, geez. He said, sir, we don't provide these services. Are you sure you're in this building? What floor were you on? I said, oh, would you stop? And I started describing the floor, the rooms. He said, okay, fine. And you work here. But we don't do, you know, we don't do interviews here. I said, you interviewed me? Not you personally. He said, sir, this is not where we take people. He said, no, I came to you. He's like, oh, he said, he says, I'll log in, fine. So it's funny. I talked to Mike the cop, and Mike says, I said, look, Mike, you got to do this quick. Where's my mom? Did you lock her up? Where's Where's Frankie? He says, no, she's still in social services. They, they're wanting to take the kids. I said, yeah, that's fine, I'm fine. I said, but the only problem is, Mike, you told me that you could lie. I said, are you lying to me now and saying my mom's really under arrest? I, I, Mike, I can't trust you no more. I thought we had a pretty good thing going. I said, I tell people, I tell people on a radio show all the time. Look, some of these cops ain't bad. You know, some of these cops, like Mike, they, they, you know, they do their job. You know, he said exactly what happened that day on the traffic stop. I said, but now, Mike, you're telling people you can lie. I said, Mike, I said, I used to brag about what a good guy you are. I said, now, now i got to tell people, well, he can lie sometimes to you people? I said, look, Mike, I'm trying to make people 
calm down on my show because they want to fucking burn you people down. They really want to light you clowns up. I said, you're one of the good guys, Mike. You've got to look deep and hard. Are you really one of the good guys now or are you one of the bad guys? Are these people on my show who are, I think, a bunch of wackos? Are they telling me the truth? I said, do we got to be afraid of the cops because they're going to lie and stick us in jail now for the rest of our lives because we're just doing our fucking job? I said, Mike, what are you trying to accomplish here with doing this to this guy? I said, yes, you're going to have 25 quick felony convictions. You're going to have 25 arrests. You're going to send with your super cop like your supper coat. But you're getting a 65-year-old man who's got Parkinson's. He shakes like a fucking leaf. And you, you, you got the kingpin of the fucking child pornography ring. You're going to make front-page news with this guy? What are you, out of your fucking mind? I said, are you the good guy anymore, Mike, or are you the bad guy now? Who's the good guy? Frank's never been arrested in his life. He could fill his courtroom up with grandchildren and children and his wife. He, he's never been slapped, smacked, or hit by this guy. And I could fill the same room up with kids from her school said, yeah, she's a lying little fucking thief. She and her kid kept her family. So, yeah, the first Christmas, she stripped down buck naked and started doing some Humpty Dumpty grind running around the Christmas tree naked. How many six-year-old kids do that? None. Something's with that kid. I said, and, and Mike, I said, Mike, you got to say yourself. you got to let this go. I said, Mike, just let the guy go. I said, he'll get back on the road. He'll never come back. I said, if you want me to, I'll put the kid in Catholic school. I'll, I'll, I'll take the, let the nuns take over. Maybe they could do something with her. I said, but this is ridiculous. I said, you got to just let it go, Mike. Go get somebody else. Don't, don't lie about somebody else if you got it. I said, but you can't do this, Mike. You can't use my kid to hurt an innocent man. I can't let you do it, Mike. Because I put that into the court. I put that into the court. I said, you got 72 hours to prove your case. Or stop using my kid to move your case. Now, Mike, that's your case. That's your car. That's your donkey. That's your tobacco field. Stop using my kid to pick your tobacco. Stop. Well, I got the gun. I know you got the gun. Stop using my kid to move your case. Go get somebody else's kid. Stop using mine. Well, then it looks like she's in danger. I said, Mike, I said, hello, is this phone still working? Hello, did you just say something to me? No, you must have said that to somebody in the background. Say that again, Mike. Well, if you're not cooperating, it looks like, you, you know, your child's in danger. I said, hello. Mike, you just did not fucking say that again. Say that again, Mike. Come on, say that again. I want to make sure I got it crystal clear. I recorded. Just tell me, Mike. Tell me again. He said, well, you know, I'm just worried about the safety of your child. I said, Mike, that's my fucking job. You have no vested interest in it. The state has no vested interest in my child. This is solely mine. I said, if, he, he said, if Frank did do it, I said, Mike, he did it in a private. He did it on private property. This is under the domestic authority doctrine. I don't care if Saddam, I don't care if the the, the, the king of Syria is raping and killing his children. Hillary Clinton wishes he could go in there and spank him, but she knows she, under the domestic authority doctrine, she can't invade somebody else's border. She can't cross the threshold. Everybody knows that in England. The wind might come through the windows, the rain might come through the roof, but the king and his horsemen cannot cross the threshold. What makes you fucking think if that kid was being raped in that fucking house, the state has a vested interest or any authority to control what's going on inside of a man's house. It doesn't exist. I said, what makes you think if the kid was being raped? I couldn't just tell these people, hey, use the domestic authority doctrine. Was the kid raped in public? No. Was the public exposed to this? No. Did the public have any knowledge of this? No. Does anybody have third first-hand knowledge of this? Third-party impartial witness? No. The state has no vested interest, Mike. You're using Mike Child to move your pony cart, your career, 
your tobacco fields, your whatever the fuck you want to call it. You got no interest. You gave me no money. You gave me nothing in the rearing and upbringing of that fucking child. You gave me nothing for that car or that tractor. You don't take my tractor and plow your fields with it. You don't move something without my consent. And if you do going to fucking move it, fine. We're going to work on some sort of payment scheduling plan that compensates me for using my tractor or my kid. You're making money. I want to make money. Disney's making money. Billy Ray Cyrus should make money. So they say, oh, Billy, does anybody say Billy Ray Cyrus shouldn't make money? No. They say, no, of course. You know, they're using his kid. His kid's gone on the holidays now. My kid's gone on Thanksgiving. Billy Ray's kid's gone on, the, on holidays. So what? Billy Ray's sitting back collecting the checks. So what? What do the Indians say? I'm of my mother for my father. What's the word for my father mean? For. It means a benefit. For means a benefit. Of means within. So, yeah, men have children so they can help them work on the fields, work on the farms, work around the house. And then when dad gets old, dad needs somebody to uh, help him up the stairs or drive him to the store. That's where we got kids. And then I take care of the kids when they're zero until they're 18. And then the kids take care of me for when I'm 80 until I'm 100. And that's it. That's how the world works for the last 10 billion years. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry you don't like the new doctrine that children shouldn't have to help their parents. Oh, well, too bad. I like it the old-fashioned way. It works just fine by me. But, yeah, I'll start loading up. I'll send the, my mom's got high-speed internet. And then we'll just start loading up the um, videos. And uh, Gus could watch how you handle an order when you're talking to the police officers inside of their uh, office building. This is what you should or should not say to them when uh, you're alone in a room with them. <laughs> you know, you know. this is how you should leave the building immediately. <laughs> see, what I wanted to do is a uh, Speedy Gonzalez guy over here. He wanted to see, he, he didn't like, he, I said to him, I said, I said, I said, let's get outside in the parking lot. And then when we got out of the parking lot, I said, oh, no, no, get me out of the parking lot. Get me out of here. Get me back to my land. And he's like, well, uh, you know, they'll probably just pull us over. I said, just get me, let them serve me on my land. Instead of serving me in public, let them serve me on my land. And he's like, uh, I don't know. No, the guy wanted to see me, how I was going to handle taking orders. Like, well, it's called really going to put up a shut up. How's Carl really going to handle us? Wait a second. Is Carl just going to run to his house and hide under the blanket? I think that's what he was thinking. Like, no, no, Carl, I want to see what you want to do. So he rolls out of the parking lot like one mile an hour. And you and Beans walk at the speed of two miles an hour. So obviously it took the cop 43 seconds to catch the car. I said, yeah, thanks a lot here, Speedy. He's like, what? I said, I wanted to videotape me being served on my land and having the cops come onto my land without a warrant without an invitation, and I could hold them there indefinitely because now they're under my control. I could say to the cops, what are you doing on my land? You got a warrant? No. Are you invited? Uh, lay on the ground. What? You're under arrest. Lay down. You're trespassers. Lay down. No, we'll leave. Call. No, I just say leave. I said, you're going to stay right there. Don't move. You're under my control. You're in my jurisdiction. You cross the threshold, buddy. Where did the private start and the public end? Right there. You're my guest now. You stay right there. Don't move. He's like, oh, wow. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, that would have been a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Watching how Carl handles guests, unwanted guests, come onto his land without a warrant, without a bond, without being invited. I said, no, but we lost that golden video opportunity, and I got five fucking guys here with video cameras 
We could have showed the world how to handle that. But no, Speedy Gonzalez, you wanted to see me accept orders in the public because you're like, well, I want to see Carlos with an order. I said, I got it even better. Let me accept orders on my land. I said, get me back to my land and let them follow me to my land and let them serve me on my land. And he's like, I don't know about this. I said, get this fucking car in gear and roll. And he saw roll one mile an hour. I was like, ah, oh, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. He said, well, honestly, call you. I didn't want to see you get served. I want to see how you handle it. I said, but do you understand being served on land, how much better that is to be served on my land in my country, like have Hillary Clinton walk into Syria and try to fucking talk to the king of who's king of Syria in his backyard? Well, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm here to serve you some paper. Uh, honey, where was the border? It was it's right back over there. Yeah, back over there. Uh, how do you think you're going to get back? I'm just going to arrest you and Drake. Oh, really? You know where you stand now. You're, you're on my land. You understand? You cross the threshold, you tom fuck. You understand? You're, you're in my world now. You're in my kingdom. You know the castle doctrine. You know the fucking domestic authority doctrine. You know where you stand. You weren't going to be crazy enough to actually cross that fucking threshold and think nothing was going to happen. Not that I was going to hurt the cops or anything. Just I was going to, you know, like, you know, beam it to them. You understand. You don't know the law, do you? And you people thinking you could just stop kicking in doors, crossing over gates, putting down people's driveways because you get done. So we've been able to show people on video, like when the cops came to my sister's house, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. And I said, you know your jurisdiction, your authority, stop. When you cross the left that public road and enter into the land of a, of a private man, I'm a man. You cross the threshold. I hope you got a bond because you bend the blade of grass. It's going to come out of your pocket. Not whoever issued that warrant. It's going to come out of your pocket. He says, "Okay, we'll leave." And then that's when I tossed the old box of matches at him. I said, "Yeah, when you come back with a bond, burn a house down on the ground because that bond's better be worth a million bucks, and you ain't getting a penny of it back. So you might as well tell the guy who issued the bond." Hey, at least you got a million dollars worth. Look, we got to watch the guy's house burn down to the ground. And that cop loved me to death. You know, after, you know, four or five minutes, he's like, oh, is that how we're going to play this? Is that how we're going to play this? Said, That's exactly how we're going to do this. You come back onto my land, you might as well just burn it down to the ground. That's because if you come back with that bond, I'm keeping every damn penny. You're not going to get a damn dime back. Said, so if you're stupid enough to hand a man a bond, and you think you're going to get a bond, you're going to get a dime back, you're crazy. So he's like, oh, so I thought you going to play it. So I said, hey, I know law. He said, exactly how I'm going to play it. He says, so, you know, I said, oh, yeah, by the way, you got a judgment against my sister? Oh, yeah. How much is it for? 3500 <clears throat> She owes me that, times that by a million. She'll never pay me back in three lifetimes. Oh, now you got a judgment? You got it? Yeah, hand it to me. What? Hand it to me. You know the law, first in line, first in time. you got to give me the you got to give me the judgment. He's like, what? No. I said, yes, you do. I said, if you got a judgment, it'll help me collect my payments, the, 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 my a debt that she's got, that I got her outstanding debt that I claim against her. I said, you, that judgment is just going to help me even more. And he wouldn't give me the judgment. He was like, oh, so you think you know law? I said, enough to know law that you're a trespasser. Enough to know law that you ain't got a bond. Enough to know law that, that you got a judgment on somebody who has an outstanding debt that way exceeds the judgment that you hold in your hand, and that judgment is now mine. So tell the guy who ever wasted his time in court I got that judgment against her. Thank you for helping me try to collect the debt, thy brother. You know, so it was a lot of fun. So then I sort of went around and around with the officer for a little while. He says, so, uh, so is that your word? You know, where do you help? He said to first, he said to me, where do you have this, uh, 
lean against your sister's, you know, recorded. I said, right here, and I pointed to my brain. And I said, I'll utter it into any open court you wish me to verify it in. I said, can the guy who owes, believes my sister owes him a debt now, can he do that? Can he stand in open court as a man and verify it with his open mouth and say she owes me a debt? No, he can't do it, but I can. He says, oh, so you think you know the law? I said, sir, I know enough to know the law, but you're a guest, and you have to act accordingly. And I said, and you're not acting like a proper guest. And it was just funny that the guy finally said to me, he says, so is that your word? Is that your word? He said, sir, that's my, my, my word is my bond. I said, I'll never remove it, and I'll never change it. If you summons me to appear in any court, I'll just say it like a broken record till the day I die. And then he grabbed me by the shoulders. He said, God bless you, sir. I, I, he grabbed me by the shoulders. I don't know what to think. I thought he was going to headbutt me. Because he was on my face the whole time, like spitting at me, turning red, yelling at me. I was just calm as a cucumber. He said, God bless you, sir. He said, what? He says, Hi, you really think I wanted to go in your sister's house and take a socks and her underwear and if she got a parakeet and pots and pans. I said, you really think we came here to clean out the house? You think that's what I became a, a deputy for, is to clean out some old lady's house and take all the crap? I said, why can't you just, just pay a damn debt? I said, look, sir, what's it for? He said, Macy's, okay, look, she, she has tons of credit cards. She just moved about four or five months ago. She probably forgot to give them the mailing address, so they gave it to a third-party debt collector. She's got tons of money in the bank. She's got like four hundred grand. She can pay thirty five hundred dollars, you know, in the back of her hand. She's fine. She's covered. But she didn't realize that she was summoned to court because Macy's probably didn't know what a new address was. They probably sent it over to my mom's farm. He said, "Where did they send it to?" Yeah, seven ten. I said, "That's my mom's place. My sister moved out of there a couple of months ago. My mom and my sister hate each other now. So my mom's not going to transfer the paperwork over or tell anybody. She's probably just threw it in a dumpster." Like, oh, yeah, my sister's not a deadbeat. He's like, oh, then we better go run down to her school and tell the tow truck company uh, not to tow her car to the parking lot. I said, you're going to tow a brand-new $35,000 Mustang convertible out of a parking lot for a $3,500 debt? He's like, yeah, and the funny thing is it would have been auctioned off in about 15 minutes for about $12.16, and she still would have owed $34,000 on that debt. I said, you guys are just all flavors are fucking wrong. Well, she should just pay her damn debt and we won't have to be here. He says, well, he says, since we're not going to be able to collect judgment today, uh, on a judgment today, he said, uh, what do you propose? I said, well, what's the name of the lawyer? What's the third-party debt collector? And I'll start working payment plans. So, uh, and a debt collector. I said, you got his business card? He said, yeah. I said, good. I know how to make payments on a debt. I said, don't you worry about it. He says, if she don't call me up by 5 o'clock this afternoon, he said, you know what's going to happen tomorrow when I have to turn this paperwork in so that I couldn't collect on the debt? I said, yeah, you're going to go get Deputy Rocco and Rock, uh, Deputy Bubba. And Doc, <laughs> Deputy Rocco and Bubba are going to come here and collect the damn debt. I don't care if I'm standing here and I'm preaching the law to them. They're going to tase me, light me up, and they tase my sister, and she's going to shit her pants. And you're going to come, Bubba and Rocco, Deputy, you're going to come in and collect the debt. He says, yeah, you know why Bubba and Rocco get the next go around and not somebody like me who knows the law? They're like, yeah, because if you don't collect on a judgment, you don't collect on it. The sheriff is in cahoots with my sister, and then they're going to bring the state police down to the sheriff's house, and they're going to strip the sheriff out of all his possessions because he's covering for my sister. He says, yeah, you actually do know the chain of command. You actually do know how to collect on a debt. Oh, yeah, I know exactly how to execute a debt, a warrant for a debt. I know exactly how to collect on a judgment. I said, that's exactly what you people want. He said, well, thank God bless you know the law. But this is going to make it a lot easier. He says, look, just tell, just call your sister. 
I said, no, I'm going to drive down there and explain to them what the hell's going on. I'm going to go to a school and I'm going to sit down and explain to them, this is serious. You, whatever the fuck you've got going on in school right now, you better stop. Because these guys are going to come through your door tomorrow morning and they're going to light you up. So she took me serious and we made an agreement with the, the payment people. And like I said, I could have been $3.50 for the next, yeah. you know, thousand years, you know. But I said, I said, let's be honorable about this. So it was $350 a month for uh, 10 months. But could have I played the 35 cents a year for the next 35 million or 10 million years? Yeah, sure. But I don't want to do that shit. I want to keep my sister honest. I didn't want her to think that she could pay a credit card debt at one penny a year for the next 3,500 years because then she would have got more credit cards and felt this, you know, five or six storage units up with crap. You probably know she's got three storage units now filled with crap that she hasn't gone in in years. The last thing that a woman needs is an unlimited credit line so she could fill up 20, 30, you know, storage units with crap and go see this crap maybe once every, you know, 10, 20 years. You know, they just got a buying ticket. I mean, they got a fucking credit card. They just got to have it. And if they think they don't have to pay them, like I said, her husband had money, so, you know, let, you know, husband, daddy pay the debt. She didn't care. You know, she was just a mom. Said all the kids need this, the kids need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure they did. Three, three storage units worth of crap. Yeah, sure they did. <laughs> they just can't live without it. Yeah, the quality of life would be, you know, suffering. But yeah, I'm glad I was able to talk about that, man. You know what was going on. And like I said, I'll get all the videos up to Gus as soon as I can and uh, let him. Uh, you know, see what he thinks is worthy of uh, loading up onto YouTube. Because there's a lot of good stuff. How to go handle a, 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 a newspaper. How to go handle a police in the police department. How to go handle a police when they're in your driveway. When they're investigating you. How to handle a police in your driveway when they're, when they're taking a relative away. Because I said to Frank, I said, Frank, Frank. And I, you heard when I said that to Frank on, on, on a video class, right? Where I said, um, ask him if this is an order. Ask him if this is an order to get in a car, to get in a police car. Ask him. Yep. And he said, and he said to Mike the cop, is this an order? And Mike the cop said, yes, it is. And I said, well, that was the most expensive order ever issued from a public servant in a Commonwealth history. I said, because, Mike, if you can't prove your case and you ordered him about and you ordered a man about, not a pedophile about, you ordered a man, he has every right to collect on carrying out your order. And you did it under the threat of a gun. And you did it while he was shackled and chained. You shackled and chained an innocent man. So, you could try to say you were a policeman just doing your job. Mike, two seconds later, I asked you, you got proof of all this before you start doing what you're doing. Do you realize what you're stepping into, Mike? I hope you got photos. I hope you got the video. He said, yeah, I do. I said, you got the proof? He said, yes. See, so now in legal talk, in legal jargon, he could say, when I say to him, do you got the proof? He said, yeah, I got the proof. And proof in legal land might mean a bowling ball. So if he tries to say, well, call in, in, in legalese, and I was acting as a cop, you understood, misunderstood the word, I have proof of videos and I have proof of pictures because in legal land, uh, proof really means apples and oranges and uh, video and uh, pictures actually means a ham sandwich and a croissant. It's like, look, man, that's why we drag you before the people of the common cause, the normal people, Joe Schmo, the jury, 
So you can't hide behind your judge buddy who says, look, call. he's speaking legalese. He was acting as a legal actor. We can't hold him liable as a legal actor. Call, I'm a judge. I'm acting as a legal actor right now. You can't hold me liable either. That's why that incident, you, incident, you have to bring forth the common people. That's why you have to evoke the jury. And if Mike tries to bring in a, an attorney to help him, you've got to knock that attorney out because the attorneys will explain to the jury, well, look, he was acting as a police officer. And when he says proof, proof doesn't mean what it means to everybody else. And when he says he says photos and video of child pornography, that's not, child pornography doesn't actually mean children having sex in legalese. It really means, you know, um, we think that maybe something happened, but we can't prove it and we're not sure, but we just want to destroy a man and have charges on him so we could actually obtain funding and extend our line of credit. So we just actually pile on tons of charges with people we know that have they didn't do anything, but we just say they did things so we can make a shitload of money. And then people in the church say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why you get all these charges and nothing ever comes of them. That's why you drop 23 out of 24 charges all the time. Now that makes sense. You don't drop them. You just dismiss them. You don't discharge them. You leave them on the books. Then the jury will stick their head and say, look, jury, let me make you a flow chart. This is when you get a charge. This is how the charge flows through the system. This is what you get. It's like I'm a bill on Capitol Hill. I, you show them like a flow chart. Oh, this is when somebody, you know, uh, wants to have a bill, you know, voted on by Congress. This is how they initiate the whole process, and this is how it becomes public law, and this is how it gets enrolled in Congress, and this is how it gets unrolled and how it gets codified, and this is how it becomes a code, and this is how it gets enforced as a code, and this is how it becomes a, a rule, and, uh, and this is how it becomes an opinion. And, you know, you can just do a whole flow chart. That's how a bill gets created. Okay, now this is how a bill gets created. Okay, now this is how a charge gets created. And this is what you do with a charge. This is what you do with a bill. You people just like, oh, I thought it was just a bill. Yeah, well, there's a lot more to it. Well, I thought it was just a charge. Yeah, well, it's just a charge, but there's a lot more to it. So if he wants to charge me with indecent liberties, I could charge him with $80,000. I could charge him $80 gazillion, $80 quadruple dollars, if there's even such a number. Why? Because I believe in that charge, and I believe it's true, and I'm going to lay a charge on you. And so what? I think it's ridiculous. Well, I think your charges on me of witchcraft is ridiculous. But guess what? You got a gun, and you're going to throw me in a cage if I don't uh, admit to it, right? Well, I guess you're going to have to admit that you owe me this much money. Well, uh, you know, you can't do that to me. Why? You did it to me. Well, I didn't do it to you. Yeah, I told you I was a man. I didn't tell you I was a pedophile. I didn't tell you I was an alleged pedophile. I told you, hey, dude, are you saying that I'm a pedophile? Who do you think you're looking at here? You know you're talking to a man, right? She was somewhere like Frank didn't know how to say that to the cop. Are you talking to me as a man? Is this man a man? Are you talking to me as what you think I'm an alleged pedophile? Is that what you're talking to? Or alleged, uh, uh, you know, molester? Are you alleging me of molesting? Or are you talking to me as a man? Two people don't know how to do that simple shit. Say, hello, Mike. Is this microphone on, Mike? Mike, hello. Is the camera on? Hey, hello, Mike. Are you talking to somebody background? I know you're not talking to a man like that. You want to try that again, Mike? Try it again. Say that again to me. Oh, I think your child's in danger and she might need my help. Hello? Hello? You know you're talking to a man here. Hello? Now you're talking to somebody else, Mike. You would never say that to another man about trespassing on his property and taking his property. You wouldn't say something to a man like that, would you, Mike? Well, you know, I, I know if we have to come in. Oh, if we have to come in. Oh, hello? Hello? You're talking to a man, Mike? Hello? Hello? 
And that's why I kept saying I'm on the phone. Hello? Is this microphone on? Hello? I think I got a bad connection. I don't think you threatened the man on the phone, Mike. I don't think you're that fucking crazy, Mike. Hello? Who do you think you're talking to, Mike? Hello? And that's all Frank had to keep doing, saying him, hello? Hello? Are you talking to me about indecent liberties? Hello? What are you saying now? Hello? Hello? Are you talking to a man now? Hello? Child pornography on a camera. Hello? You know, he, 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 people don't do that. They actually just talk to a cop like a cop is like you're talking to a man. He's, the cop's not talking to a man. He's talking to a, a driver or a uh, drunk or a pedophile. So the cops get away with talking like that because he's not talking to a fucking man. You can't talk to a man like that. That shit used to lead to fucking duels. That shit used to lead to blows. That shit used to lead to wars. You can't talk to a man like that. A man's got his good name. A man's got to stand up for his good name. A man's got honor. No man's going to let you talk trash like that to him and think you're going to get away with it. Like Aaron Burke, I killed uh, Alexander Hamilton because he's made a crack about the guy's wife. Like, that hat makes your wife look fat. It's like, that's it. Do left on. That's it. I'll meet you across the river. Hudson River. That's it. I'll meet you in Jersey. That's it. Nobody calls my wife fat. And Secretary of State dies because the vice president kills him. That's insane. So we realize that in this country, you can't go around insulting people's good name and their honor. You can't do it, Mike. We used to kill each other for that. You can't just walk around and talk trash about people. You simply can't put it in a paper. What if this kid wants satisfaction now? What are you going to do? Be a little pussy and say, well, he shouldn't claim that if he wants to, he can sue me, but I'm cloaked under color of law. And the Supreme Court has made rulings that yes that his son can't seek satisfaction. Oh, really? Oh, really? And how long do you think you people are going to be able to get away with that? I said, people are going to have it up to here. I said, look, Mike, I'm trying to talk reason and sense to these people on these shows, man. These people want to burn you fucking people down to the ground. They had enough of you fuckers with your silly jargon, your silly mumble-jumble bullshit. I'm trying to teach people, look, let's keep it to simple words. Let's keep it from getting, you know, into any form of action. And let's see if we just work with these guys. Because they got wives and kids, too. And there's somebody's wife and kid, too. And there's somebody's children, too. Let's see if we can make them understand that, you know, they're a man and we're, I'm a man. And we're going to start respecting each other if we're going to make it through this crazy world in one piece. And, and you know, somehow we're going to do this. I said, Mike, you got to stop this silly shit. You just got to let them go. I said, what makes you think, Mike? I said, you know, I said Mike, I said, the other thing that's odd and weird the way I'm saying what I'm saying, it says, I've got, you know, you're not used to dealing with a man. So you say, well, why are you used defending the pedophile guy? Why are you defending the, the, the alleged, uh, you know, whatever they call them, alleged uh, molester? I said, Mike, I said, and I said that to the sergeant guy. I said, sergeant guy, if you threw a picture across that desk, you'd say, this is, this is Frank having sex with your daughter. And you accidentally threw a picture of you having sex with my daughter. I'd jump over that desk and I'd be ripping out your throat. And I know Mike would be shooting my, me in the back and killing me. But at least I know when I died, you died, because your throat was sitting in my hands as Mike was blowing my brains out of the back of my head. I said, what makes you think I'd tolerate anybody fucking hurting my family? I said, this is an honor thing now. I said, you guys aren't used to dealing with a man anymore, a man who understands honor. Like Aaron Burr and, and Alexander Hamilton understood honor. They shot and killed you. They tried to kill each other. The one guy actually did. He killed the Secretary of State. 
Overstating the what? Wife's hot makes you look fat. He he made something a disparaging remark about the guy's wife. I don't know exactly what your hat makes you look fat, but it said something about a disparaging comment about his wife or his wife's fidelity or something like that. And that's it. I'm going to meet you across the Jersey uh, Hudson River. That's it. Dual at dawn. That's it. Hey, I'm the vice president. You're secretary of state. It don't matter. That's it, buddy. I'm a man and you're a man, and that's it. Nobody talks trash like that about my family. Nobody says something about my wife's good name. That's it. And I said, now you're talking trash about this kid's good, good name. His, his name just happens to be Frank Russo as well. I said, how do you think he's going to fucking handle this shit? I said, the kid's fucking devastated. I'm pumping the kid up, and now he's laughing his ass off. He's like, holy shit, Carl, I see what you're saying now. This is crystal clear. I said, that's right. You can seek satisfaction. And now satisfaction, we do it with paper, pen, and ink. We don't do satisfaction anymore with dueling swords or sabers or, or battle axes or pistols or 20 paces. No, we do it with paper, pen, and ink. I said, so now you're going to seek satisfaction because he besmirched your good name. And he's got no proof of that your dad's a key porn producer. I said, that's how you're going to take this fucking guy, and this is how you're going to take him to court. And I told Mike, I warned him in the police department. I said, you don't understand exactly what's going to happen. But what's going to happen is you're going to seek out legal competent counsel. You're going to ask for your police department to give you a lawyer. First of all, the lawyer can't fucking appear in the claim of, you know, they're going to make against you. And two, when they find out you're acting on the color, outside of the color of law and you're lying, they're going to say, well, Mike, we can't support your activities because that's honestly, that's criminal. And honestly, there's laws against that. It's called extortion. If you look up Virginia Code of 1950, you threaten a man to take him to court. That's extortion. And I guarantee you, you told Frank, if you don't plead guilty right now, you're going to get arrested and we're going to, take you, and we're going to put you on trial. So if you threaten him to take him to trial, that's extortion. And the supervisor guy, his sergeant guy, fucking jumped up and says, I know Mike and he's a good man. And what you're saying is... is, is it's a very horrible thing that you're saying. I said, buddy, I'm sure you said it to millions of people as well. You know, I guarantee you had plenty of people, you know, scared shit. Listen, you said, look, if you don't give me a driver's license, I'm going to lock you up, and you're going to be put on trial, you're going to go to jail. I said, I guarantee you said that many times. If you didn't get what you wanted from these people, you threaten them. And you can't threaten a man. You can't do it. I said, that's why you guys are finding loopholes and calling them drivers. I, I, you know, I told the driver to exit his vehicle. No, you told the fucking man, asshole. I asked you a hundred times. I said, hey, are you talking to a man like that? Or you talk, you think I'm a driver? What do you think you're looking at? You think you're looking at a, a drunk? Or you think you're looking at a man? What do you think you're looking at? Yes, they could talk to a drunk like you're a piece of shit. Yes, they could tase and fucking beat up a drunk. They can't beat up a man. Man can't hit another man. I don't give a damn what uniform you're wearing. Oh, well, he violated a code. Oh, Jesus effing Lord, you can't fucking possibly believe that you're going to be protected because he violated a code, so you hurt this man. I said, Mike, I said, go read Rayleigh versus Reigns and see how Alabama threw a cop under the bus because he was acting outside of the color of law. And the guy was like, no, 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 man, I had a badge, I had a gun on, I had every right to stop that vehicle, I had every right. He's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you did, until you shot that man. You shot the man in the back. A cop can't shoot a guy in the back. He's got to be posing a menace and a threat to you. And they got him on video at a gas station shooting a guy in the back. And the guy was reaching for his wallet, and he had no fucking gun. And the cop tried to say, well, he had a gun, and he was reaching for it. And the video showed, no, the guy had a wallet in his hand. 
and ain't a cop going to get out of that one. So he said, well, he said to the police department, wow, this is going to cost me $100,000, $200,000, and, uh, you know, thank God I'm a cop. I don't have to pay for a lawyer. They said, oh, you better believe you got to pay for a lawyer. Why? We're not defending you. What? We're not giving you a lawyer. What? You're going to throw me under the bus? Yeah, pal, you're going under the bus. This guy's widow's going to take you for everything you've got. Well, no, 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 we've got insurance. So if cops shoot somebody, no, no, not you, buddy. No, you shot the guy in the back. You can't shoot people in the back. Well, I thought he was menacing. And I thought, dude, he had a wallet in his hand. Well, uh, it looked like a gun. Yeah, right, great. It looked like a gun. Whatever, we can't defend you. Sorry. We're not going to pay for your court costs or your legal fees. Sorry. I said, Mike, sometimes I'm talking to the boss. I said, the pace. I said, look what happened in Canada. The giving out all the but the boss, the crown said, you know, there's no no more. So, we're going to pay for this. You know, you guys issue orders for the man. Hey, Carl, you're breaking up. No, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm not all bought up about it. <clears throat> Do I really sound broke up? Do I really sound upset to you? You just got muted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sound devastated, don't I? Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Good golly, gumdrops! I didn't see my kids again for another Thanksgiving. Oh, oh dear golly, gee Willikers! I'm so broke up. I don't know how I ate that that, that third helping of turkey this evening. I don't know how I was able to get it down, but I managed it. That's what I did. I eat because I'm a sad. That's it. That's why. I, I swallow my. Uh, <laughs> I swallow my. Uh, I graduate. I swallow a lot of turkey too. <laughs> So, yeah, that's funny. Like I said, my mom, oh, it's so funny because, man, I walked, I, I needed a printer. My printer took a dump, and I wanted to go get something into the court the other day. And I said, I know where I could go. I go to the public library. I hadn't been there in 20 years, but I know there's one in town somewhere, so I went to the public library. Lo and behold, my mom was there in the parking lot. And we walked past the van, and she didn't open the window, beat the horn. I figured she was inside. So I whipped around to uh, open the door for Vital's brother. I saw my man, my mom sitting in a van, and she didn't open the van window. And like, Carl, come over here. I want to tell you what happened today. She just left the window open. Like, I hope Carl doesn't see me. So I walked side of the car, by the side of the van, and my mom rolled down the window. I said, Mom, don't you even think about it. She said, What? I said, Mom, you didn't beat the horn. You didn't roll down the window. Say, Carl, I'm over here. Mom, don't even think about it. She said, what am I thinking about? I said, you're thinking about divorcing Frank. You're thinking about divorcing him, aren't you? To make it seem like you're going to do what social services want you to do. You're going to throw that man who's behind you for 35 years, never touched you in anger one time ever. You're going to throw him under the bus. I said, get the grandkids. I said, fuck my kids, Mom. Let them sit there and rot. I said, Frank's a damn good man, and you know it. My kids will be 18 years old soon enough. They'll get married and go on in three or four years. They'll be fine. You don't fucking turn your back on your husband. Don't you even fucking think about it. So it's so funny. My mom's like, I'm not, I'm not, why, why? And I'm just sitting here talking on the phone. I said, yeah, right. So a couple of hours later, I called my little sister, Mary. I said, Mary, um, did mom see that I was sitting, she saw I was sitting in a library parking lot? I just happened to go down that road, Gus. I haven't been down that road like in 20 years. And then she said, yeah. 
I said, well, what was my mom talking about? What was mom talking about on her phone? She was talking about divorcing Frank. You, you know, I said, I knew it. I knew it. I just could tell. It must be spinning in her mind. She must say to herself, I got to work with the government. I've got to help them prosecute this guy. Or they're going to start coming after me. I said, Mom, if you run in fear, they will come after you. You have to stand up to these fuckers. I said, you were thinking the way out is to divorcing Frank. It's like, and that way, when they go to trial, they can say, well, his ex-wife, because once she found out that you're a pedophile, she divorced you. I said, Mom, they're going to fucking eat this guy alive. I said, you better not fucking divorce him. I said, it's better or worse. You better fucking go down with the ship. I said, you better not fucking do what you're thinking about doing to him. He said, I'm not thinking about doing anything. I said, oh, I, said, I know my mom. I know you for 50 years. You were an IRS agent. I know exactly what you're thinking. Self-preservation. I said, don't even think about it. I said, you're going to stick with this guy to the bitter end, and you're going to go down in flames. If he goes down, we're all going down. I said, that's what family does. I said, we're the fucking Marines. We're the U.S. You got a U.S. citizen over there? We're coming in. You got a Russo citizen? You got a Lutlen citizen? We're coming in. We all drag everybody out. We all come together. I said, we all start it. We all come out. We all leave. I said, that's the way fucking citizens do. Members of family, that's what we do. We're damn proud Americans, and that's what we do. We don't leave nobody fucking behind. They're not going to sit there and be tortured and raped and murdered in some hellhole jail. We're going to get that fucker out. So a lot of people have been... Something else, people don't know what the fuck... You're, just, you're breaking up, Carl. Yeah, people don't know what I've been doing since last Thursday. So a lot of people try to call me, I guess, and ask me for shit. And I'm like, look, people, i got a lot on my plate right now. I can't really get involved. And your people's, well, you know, I got jaywalking, and um, they would give me a $12 fine. And, you know, how do I tell them, you know, I'm a, you know, I got some shit in fan over here. I mean, I'm fucking flying down the road 100 miles an hour. They put my mom together with the U.S. Marshals on one phone and the Sheriff's Department on the other phone. It's ridiculous. And like I said, thank God to be telling these guys are here. They're like, yeah, Carl, I, I never believe your life is this fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So always fun. Always always, always something fucking going on. So they're like, holy shit. You're like, you can't make this crap up. Oh, no. Front day page on the newspaper? Oh, no. You can't make this shit up. So, like I said, it's it's just uh, you got to laugh about it. Like my mom, she was actually getting depressed about it. She made she not bought a half a turkey because the guy from Ohio was here, like a not the drumsticks part, you know, but the breast I guess part. She made a Thanksgiving dinner. I had it with my son Cole and uh, and the man from Ohio. We helped take care of the ponies and the chickens and everything else today. You know, threw some hay out there, you know, took care of the dogs. So I'm sure my mom was out there raking, feeling better, you know, starting to get back in the groove. And not uh, trying to boost her up, you know, instead of just being a crying, whining, you know, baby about this. It's like, look, mom, you got to get in there. You got to fight. You just got to keep fighting. You don't let these bastards drag you down. I said, mom, they can put them a bullet in my head tomorrow. I said, you know, somebody who's a Vital said that to me. He said, Carl, you really got to take care of that limb on a tree because every time you drive by in your truck, it's going to scratch it. I said, Vital, I love my life when I'm when I got nothing better to do than to worry when my truck gets scratched for the tree. I said, I'll be so fucking happy when I could just worry about stupid shit like that. I said, instead of saying, uh, you know, well, let me call the U.S. Marshals real quick and see if they could help me. 
and Vital saying, well, you should really do something about that limb on our tree. You know, it, it's going to really scratch, put, you know, put some scratches on your truck. I said, oh, Jesus, F. I said, dude, I'm worried about getting a shot in the head and being found on a ditch here somewhere. I said, Vital and Light is so funny. We went flying. We spoke. Well, man, we, you know, I walked through somebody's pasture, somebody's field to get to my house. It's like I wasn't sure who was in the driveway. It was, it was, it was, it was like, you know, Vital's brother was walking through the cow pasture with me, too, like to get to my house. Vital jumped over the fence by the Jehovah Witness Church to get in my backyard. I said, yeah, it's just like, yeah, are you guys having fun yet? Are you enjoying my life? <laughs> I said, like, this is fucking crazy. I said, yeah. Not, and I don't get dull moments like this. I said, believe me, when I get a dull moment, I can actually worry about pruning back a tree so it don't scratch my vehicle. So I said, hallelujah, Jesus Christ. I said, I'll, I'll be a normal guy. I said, dude, I got way too much shit going on. So like I said, uh, it's funny. They got like another uh, hearing from uh, the kids on Wednesday. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there. Obviously, I want to already have a claim filed against the lady like Wednesday morning across the street because I know she ain't going to fucking pay me. And as soon as they come in and they start, they want to hear about the kids again. It's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 kids, yeah. Uh, you want to give the kids back? Should I stop the payment plan? You don't want to go on a monthly monthly payment plan? You decided to give the kids back? No, we're not going to give it back. Oh, okay, well, then here's your bills. But I dropped them off at the county's uh, finance department all weekend long in the Dropbox, but I haven't gotten any response from people, so I'm going to hand you the bills quickly. You've had my kids now for six days. There you go. Six days time, general. $80,000 is what for. Why can't I expect payment? And the judge would say, you're crazy. Hello, are you, are you telling me? You 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 have my kids? Who's got my kids? No, I'm talking about Anita Harris. You and Anita Harris? No, I'm not expecting payment. If you're not expecting payment from she's the one who issued the order. You witnessed the order, right? You signed the order, right? Yeah, you didn't issue it, right? She did. Why, you, you want to you pay for her orders? Or you want to just admit that you just uh, witnessed the order? No, Anita, Anita issued it, correct, Judge? Or did you order it? Tell me, Judge, did you order it? I'll, 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 I'll say I'm sorry to Anita. Anita, you ordered these. Did you order these in custody? Judge, did you order my kids into custody? Who ordered my kids? Who took my property and walked away with it? Well, we're not the property. Well, sometimes I call them sunshine, cupcake, and rainbow. But now I'm calling them property. Don't worry what I call. I can believe whatever I wish. Sunshine, rainbow, I could call her anything I wish. I said, I'm a man. I said, if you don't understand the, 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 the meaning behind that, go read West Virginia Board of Education versus Bonnet. Oh, as a matter of fact, here's a notice that specifically outlines that no officer, no matter how petty, can tell a man what he can believe. So I believe you're an officer of this court. Don't tell I as a man what I can and cannot believe. If you don't like that I call her sunshine, cupcake, or property, it's none of your business. None of your business what I call her. None of your business what I believe the word property means. It's none of your business. Okay? And I just want to know who created, issued, 
created. Ishu created. It's basically the same word. Creator, the issuer. Who issuer? Who's the creator of this order? Was it you, Judge, or was it Miss Harris? Am I giving the, am I giving the bill to the wrong person? Why did she just call me up and say, I didn't issue that order? Judge the cupcake over here did. Oh, she issued the order. She created it. Oh, she's going to say, yeah, I just recommended to her that she creates the order. Now, it was totally up to the Susie Cupcake judge whether or not she was. Oh, so she issued an order for the legal person, Colette, or did she issue the order for the pickup of the flesh and blood, Colette, the woman, Colette? Or did she issue the order for the legal person to be taken in? Or did she issue the order for the flesh and blood to come in? Where did she got control over another man? I'd like to see where that authority arrives from, because I don't see it. So they're going to have a lot of fun with me when I go to court on, like, Wednesday, just come up Wednesday. I'm going to have lots of good shit written for them. And like I said, i got to write a letter like that saying, well, if Anita Harris is not the one who created or issued the order, I'm sorry I sent all the bills to her, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll redirect the bills to the proper uh, issue of the order. So that's what's good, you know, that I can find out who's the actual one who issued it. But I asked Mike the cop. I said I was led to believe by Michael the cop that Anita Harris was the one who issued the orders. And I got it on video. That's right. I thank God. You know what? I'm going to give that. That's what I'm going to do. Put it on a CD disc or DVD disc and hand it in on Wednesday. I said, Mike Rome in the parking lot where he handed me those two great big stacks of orders. And two cops, and they, they took two cops to carry out all those freaking orders out. Now, you think it was funny when you said that to me, Gus, before you thought they gave me an order. And you probably thought it was like one page, maybe two, three-page staples. Yeah, right. You should see the mountain of paper that we got. <laughs> and I was just laughing about it. So this is too funny. This, you know, like I said, because like I said, I pissed off the director, and she just was going to inundate me with a mountain of crap thinking that, oh, my God, this guy's going to fucking, you know, shit a pickle when he sees, you know, you know, eight, nine inches of paperwork coming at him in uh, 24 hours. And I just laughed. I said, oh, Mike, man, you just keep giving me presents, man. Oh, my God, this is too good. I said, it's going to take me years to fucking collect on all these orders. I said, I, I said, man, I couldn't ask for more orders if I tried. I said, man, I, I said, I know I'm good at tripping people's triggers. I said, but holy cow. This is fantastic. Look at this stack. I said, this is great. <laughs> He's just looking at me like, Carl, you're supposed to be nervous and scared and crying. You're supposed to be trembling and shaking. I said, no, Mike. I know how this game works. I know what an order is. And I'm going to collect on them. I said, I'm going to get the full judgments. I said, I'm going to sell for pennies on a dollar. That's why I need to make sure it's going to be a couple of billion dollars. Because if it's a billion dollars, Mike, I'll be able to sell for a penny on a dollar. So, obviously, I'm only going to walk away with about $10 million on a billion-dollar judgment. It might look stupid that's a billion-dollar judgment. I'm asking for a billion, but, you know, I'll be able to sell it for a penny on a dollar, maybe a penny and a half. He's like, what? I said, go online. Say, Google WeBuyJudgments.com. Just say WeBuyJudgments. And they'll tell you that well, they'll buy any judgment, basically, for a penny, penny and a half, maybe two pennies tops. Maybe. If it's like Coca-Cola or General Motors, they'll give you three cents on a uh, three cents on a dollar. They don't care. They're going to turn around and they're going to use it to establish credit. They're going to turn around and sell it to maybe another county, 
they'll turn around and sell like my billion dollar judgment from Rockbridge, uh, whatever county, Augusta County, to another county or to whatever. It's like, oh boy, we got a judgment. Yeah, now you got the billion dollars on the books, a line of credit. And there, there you go. This is a fun world, the paper world, the trillion dollar economies. It was like trillion dollars or whatever we got now, a hundred trillion dollar economy. Because it's just paper being moved around. There's not actual, there's not like actual green dollars running around, and that stuff doesn't actually symbolize green dollars. It's it's just a fun game. And all these Glenn Becks are jumping up and down. But now, look, we got, we're got a quadrillion dollars in debt. No one, dude, would you just stop? Because Alan Greenspan got fired. He got removed from the Federal Reserve. When I was watching on PBS, I couldn't believe he actually said it. And everybody was saying, I think it was uh, Trauma, that nice guy who was the interviewer, the guy who died of a heart attack right there, uh, NBC guy. He was a great guy. Meet the press guy. I really liked him. Little uh, little Irish guy. Little little tough bastard. I, oh, he wasn't little. He was a big Irish guy. But anyway, he uh, sat down on Greenspan. Ain't you worried about uh, the U.S. economy going into a trillion dollar or whatever trillion dollar debt? He says, dude, I could push a button, reset it, and it all goes back to zero in, in a couple of seconds. He said, no. What debt? You really believe there's a debt? You really believe that's like money and like real numbers? You really believe it means something? Oh, when he said that, man, poof. Alan Greenspan was gone so fast. And that's what I keep telling you people. Oh, debt? What debt? What are you talking about? You mean a piece of paper? You mean all these zeros and ones? You think this really symbolizes something other than it's a piece of paper with a whole bunch of t- chicken tap dancing on it? You really believe it's true and it's real? Oh, Really? So like I said, you guys should Google that. I'm sure you can find it, Gus. Alan Greenspan says he can wipe out the national debt in a minute. I'm trying to remember the Meet the Press guy, the PBS guy that he was talking to. You just you just see him sitting at like a round, normal-looking like table that these guys do with these uh, TV morning shows. And he's just talking to a guy. He says, what? What debt? I push a button. It's gone. He's like, what? I push a button. What do you mean national debt? You, you, you really think, What? What, what are you talking about? I push a button and reset it, and it all goes back to zero, and we do it over again. And, man, he was gone so fast because he told the people, I said, holy shit, when I heard him say that, I said, man, I knew I had a feeling about this shit. I knew it was all bullshit. And this is the most, what they say, like a powerful man in the country, Alan Greenspan, and he gets to determine uh, interest rates and loans and everything else, and he makes the United States uh, government jump when he fought and says, I'm going to raise it up a quarter percent or drop it down a half a percent. Everybody shits pickles. He says, I'll push a button, reset it. No big deal. No whoop. Nobody's going to get harmed. Nobody's going to get hungry. Nobody's going to get sick. Nobody's going to starve. It'll be fine. I'll push the button. We'll go back to zero. We'll start it all over again. No big deal. <laughs> he was just so flippant about it like I am. Like, and? And he's like, no, it's real. Call us for real. That's a real policeman. That's a man acting like a policeman. Oh, he did this thing. He didn't do shit. You people get a fucking grip. And like Alan Greenspan, so I was trying to tell her, basically the same flipping attitude I got. Like, oh, would you get a grip? Oh, we're near a trillion dollar debt now. How are we going to recover from that? Watch me. I'll push a fucking button. We'll go back to zero. Oh, no. The world's going to end and the communist takeover in China is going to own us. Dude, I'll push a button. We'll be okay. Oh, it can't be that easy. It's that easy. What, you really thought that was for real? Yeah, oh, jeez. They really did a number on you fucking people, didn't they? You're a fucking man. Get a grip. It ain't real. Well, call, oh, it's got to be real, Al. It's got to be real, Call. Oh, come on, would you stop? 
You know, so like I said, I'm just trying to help people understand. You got to get a grip. You got to, you know, you got to look at these people and say, look, you know, you, you got something called honor. You got something called satisfaction. You got your good name and your word. And everybody's got this crazy belief that you could, um, and it starts when you're real young when people do the stupid, um, well, you could give white lies. White lies are okay. No, they're not. White lies aren't okay. If somebody asks you something and you think you got a white lie, just say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable about talking about that at this time. I just don't feel comfortable. You know, and I, and I know you don't want me to feel uncomfortable. So, you know what, I just, I just rather not talk about it. It's like what I, I it just you know I it just you know the best I can say to you, lady, right now it, it's interesting. You got a very interesting look going on, and other than that, I, I'm smart enough to keep my mouth shut and just keep my opinions to myself. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. You know, so like me, I was I'm horrible. I'm horrible at it. It's funny. My sister uh, realized I need a pair of glasses because I'm kind of like night blind, and she saw me watching TV at night. Funny, but when she turned the lights on. I could sit back and watch TV, and then when she turned the lights off, I had to, like, get right in front of the screen, and she turned the lights on, I could sit back. She's like, yeah, night blind, dude. I said, no, I see fine. She said, yeah, until I shut off the lights. I said, well, everybody can't see it in the dark. I said, she said, it's not that dark. I said, well, it is. I said, yeah, night blind. So I wouldn't guess she got me to get a pair of glasses. Was this when I was doing all that low studying, just watching, like, computer screens for, like, hours and hours and hours and on days on end? And I destroyed my eyesight. And uh, the optometrist lady, she got me the glasses and she put it on me. And I looked and I was like, look, she was like, let me fit them on. He said, no, ma'am, I got this. I don't need nobody fitting my glasses. I know how to stretch them into shape. She said, let me just do my job. Let me put them on you. So the lady put the glasses on my face. And I looked at the lady and said, oh, my God, you're a lot older than I thought you were. And she said, excuse me? I said, um, 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 uh, you got some posters behind you. And I can see those posters are good. And those women, those posters are a lot older than I thought they were. And my sister said, that's not a save. And I said, yes, that's a save. I saved it. That I saved. She said, no, it's not. That lady heard you clear as a bell. She said, I can't take you anywhere, can I? You just got to tell the truth. You just got to call it as you see it. You just can't shut the fuck up and just not embarrass the shit out of me wherever we go. It's like I'm one of these, like, little three-year-olds. I just... See it, I say it. I don't do the white light bullshit. I don't know why uh, just, like, it's like, oh, geez, shit, I guess I got to learn to control myself. Just don't call out what I see. But I can't white lie it. I just wasn't taught that way. My dad never taught me. Just tell me exactly what the hell's going on. I didn't try to embellish it or white lie it or cover it up. And you tried to do it, he'd kick the crap out of you. So you just learn to just tell him, hey, this is the way it is. Because my dad told me, he says, look, man, when you get in front of a judge one day, you better get your story straight. It better be short, simple, and it better be straight. And, you, and you, when you say it, you better get it right the first time because he's going to ask you two or three times. And if you change your story just by one damn word, he said, do you think I beat the crap out of you because you changed your story by one word? You change your story by one word, that judge is going to take away everything you ever hoped for, wished for, dreamed for. He's going to stick you in such a damn dark fucking empty hole. He says, you think me kicking your ass to get you to learn how to talk like a man is, is bad? Oh, you wait until you talk in front of a judge and you say something that's not true. You just go ahead and say something to a judge and you just keep saying something and you say it different to a judge. Watch what he's going to do to you. So like I said, your dad's going to teach you that. My dad did. He said, you better keep it sweet and simple. 
Say as little as possible. Just get the hell in and get the hell out. Keep your mouth shut if you can. Because he's going to take every damn, he's got the power to take every damn thing you've ever hoped, wished, and dreamed for. You ain't going to see sunshine for a long time. So daddy's kicking your ass right now because, well, you told me this and it was really that. Well, you're lucky it's just daddy doing it to you and not a judge. So, like I said, I remember that long, you know, I remember that for long, I still remember it for a long time, man. You know, it's been really stuck in my head. Keep it short and sweet and simple. That's how a man is raised. Keep it short, sweet, and simple. Don't go on and on and on and on because you're just going to dig yourself into a hole and you ain't getting out. So that's why I said to my mom and Frankie about these lawsuits. I said, look, I'm going to Frankie write a lawsuit. Give me two, three sentences. That's it. That's all it's going to be. Frankie ain't got to study shit. We ain't got to fucking code. We ain't got to do uh, rules and opinions of Supreme Court. We ain't got to worry about any of this shit. It's like you're going to seek satisfaction because a man committed a trespass and you have every right to preserve your good name. It's, just, it's simple. How simple is that? And they're going to say, what the hell kind of shit is this? I say, hey, look, dude, it's ancient shit that we've been doing for thousands of years. He seeks satisfaction and he wishes to preserve his good name. What the fuck's wrong with that? We don't see that anywhere in a book. Is that considered robbery or theft or, or, or what? What do you mean, robbery, theft, what? We don't, we don't got that in our books, you know, the preservation of my good name. Well, so what? And, well, how do we file this? <laughs> file it on the trespass. That's how you file it. The right to be let alone. You know, it's, it's, it's what he's doing. He has to be let alone. He's let the right to have, you know, keep his good name. You took his name. He just fucking smashed over with Cole's child. His Cole's car. using Cole's car. Went over this guy's dad. You're destroying this man. You're destroying this man. For what purpose? The state has no interest in this. If, even if the child was raped, even if he wasn't kitty porn, it's in a private. There's nothing you could do. What are you going to do? Do a wake over here and come your tanks and fucking burn the kids and everybody down with some flamethrowers? What? Well, the kids are being uh, kids are being molested in there. We, we got to go and uh, arm and tanks, and we got to burn the women and children and the men down to the ground. Well, how's that going to solve anything? I think I'd rather have children being molested, and run them over, and the ones that they don't run over, well, we'll just light them up to save the children. That's, what kind of fucking pretzel logic is that? <laughs> so, I'll put the videos up there, Gus, and. Uh, I don't know. Did you want to ask me about anything that I said in something to you, David, too, oh, and maybe it's different, or maybe it's, uh, you want to ask no, me no, about I, something? I think you covered pretty much everything. I, uh, it, it's been a great call. I'm, uh, I really, I, I really think you covered everything. Yeah, well, like I said, what I'm going to do on my show, I'm probably going to give people, like, um, the phone number. This is why I feel it was a good idea. Give the phone number to the Sheriff's Department. And give the phone number to the judge. Give the phone number and email addresses and have the people who hate me. Up, I mean, you're breaking up again, Carl. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Up. Find the people who hate me. There's a lot of people out there who hate me, who just want to show that I'm I'm full of shit. So I was going to give them the cop's phone number or the email address of the cop and say, look, call saying that you don't have pictures and you're full of shit as a cop. 
and that, you know, they should be able to be compensated for you doing it dirty to him and his family. You got the pictures. Can we show call the pictures? Can you show the, the people, redact the pictures, like put, make them black tape on them? And can we shut this guy call up once and for all on the radio? Can we get this guy off the air? Can you help us get this guy off the air? I'm sure there's people in the legal community that is like lawyers listening to these shows. Why don't you call up uh, the governor's office? I'll, I'll, I'll give the numbers to the governor's attorney general's office on my show. My mom and my sister are writing all those numbers up. I said, why don't you find out in the newspaper, and, and to all the people that hate me, or even the people that like me, they could call up and say, hey, what's the real story? Is called bullshitting me? Is this call full of shit? You know, just, just, and, and see what they, you know, see what the, they say. You know, see what the cop says. No, no, you know, he'll probably say, well, I can't talk about the case right now. So, would you really have pictures or call full of shit? Are you full of shit, cop? You know, because, you know what? We don't know to believe call anymore. We don't know if to believe the cops anymore. Who should we believe? We want to believe the cops or we want to believe call. So, I figured on my show, man, I, I said to my mom and my sister, they're getting fax numbers and email addresses. And obviously, not for the door catcher or the, the county sewage guy. I mean, for the guys, for the people, actual people involved, the people, the Anita Harris, the lady who actually took the children from me, um, call her up. Say, did call really come down there and say to you, please take my property and carry it off? Please, if it's your wish, you know, use, destroy my property. But remember, you're going to, I'm going to seek compensation. Just remember, before you do it. See, because now if I walk into the social services building, they're going to fucking have like a restraining order of me not to go in the building. See, but when I first walked in, I was the victim's father. So they were looking at me like, oh, he's the victim's father. He's going to say, oh, can you help me provide services for my little victimized girl? She's a victim of a violent crime. And can social services, can we all hug each other and sing Kumbaya? So when I flipped it around and I said, hey, you know what? I asked you people. 14 freaking years ago. Can you get me a copy of that case file? Because I know you got a copy of it. You got a copy, right? Yeah. Can you look into that case file? Can you tell me why they took my kid? They said, well, Alabama sent it up here because uh, they thought you want to run up here with the kid. So they let us know that, you know, they gave us a copy. So can you tell me why they took the kid? And they said, for, for all those years, they said, no, on a professional courtesy, we were told not to disclose anything that's in that case file. I said, can you just look at it? They said, yeah, we can look at it. Right. Can you tell me why they can Is the money charge if you the same contract, the safety plan? They said, we can't disclose anything to you. I said, stop. Tell me. And I just want to know, how do we defend What do we use to try to get them back? I said, we were told not to tell you anything, and we're not going to tell you anything. So I said to the ladies that the other day, I said, for 14 years, I was asking you people for help. 14 freaking years. And now you want me to help you run that guy's, that lady, mom's husband, to the ground with a ledge? You know, can liberty? So Charles said, oh, you people out of your minds. So you think I want to help you? I said, for 14 years, I was begging you to belong. Until we got back, it was, it was six years. And then still after that, it was another two years before they actually showed me the contract. So it was nine years altogether. Okay, so Breaking up again, Carol. It's fucking easy. Hey, Carl, you're hanging. You're breaking up. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying, it was six years that they had the kid, 
And two years after they gave the kid back, I finally found out why they had the kid. So honestly, it was eight years it took to find out why. But I was asking social services down here to help me, you know, like get the contract, get the copy of the contract, uh, key file, and uh, help me, uh, you know, find out what the hell, what's going on. And every time I asked them, they told me, no, they can't help me. No, they can't help me. I said, this is just, nobody will give me a copy of the case file. They said, well, I said, look, I see it right there. I said, I can grab it from you people and run. And I could get a copy of the damn case file that way, but I don't want to do it. I'm going to just grab a copy, that your copy, and run and try to figure this out. Why would you people tell me? They said, we were told not to. I said, fuck what you're told. I said, I'm a man and I need help. And you're not going to reach out to your fellow man and just tell me what the hell do you see? Do you see anything that stinks in there? Do you see anything that makes any sense? Am I abusing or neglecting? What do they say? They said, we can't disclose the contents of this case. I said, this is like it's between the public servants, and we can't disclose it to you. I said, but I'm the victim of this case. My children are victimized by this case. What's going on? And they wouldn't help me. So believe me, I told the lady I had no problem handing you a bill for all those years that you people could have helped me, and don't tell me, well, I'm, I'm different. No, you're not. You're all the same. I said, so believe me, I got no problem handing you people a bill and collecting on that bill. I got no problem getting a judgment against you people. I got no problem whatsoever. I said, you people have no problem with me walking out of this building for years. And you people ask you, people, can you help me? And you people just turned your back on me and my whole family, turned your back on my kids. Well, they're safe where they are, called. Don't worry about it. And, you know, you should just go on with your life and go marry another woman and go have more kids. I said, no, I ain't doing it. So why should you do it to those kids too? No, I ain't doing it. You wouldn't tell me why. No, sorry, Carl, I can't help you. Oh, Augusta County, you can't help me. Hmm. So there you go, people. You can call them up and say, it's Carl full of shit. They're asking people for help, and, and you told them to go on school. You know, that's what I'm saying. I love, love it. I love it that, you know, I have half as many people love me as they hate me. So hopefully the people go out there and call me on it, and they'll call up all these fucking newspapers and call everybody and say, hey, it's Carl full of shit or what? So, yeah, Gus, let me... uh. I'm going to uh, hang up, I guess, because I want to log on to, this, uh, to the uh, chat board. Okay. Because uh, I my phone doesn't work. My phone doesn't get internet service and, well, it does one or the other. So okay. let me hang up and log on the, uh, onto the chat board. And uh, I guess you could talk a little bit if you want. But I'll do a show on Saturday. And uh, hopefully I have a hell of a lot more videos for you to upload. Uh, to wherever you're uploading, you tell people how click onto that Google thing. What do I, what do I use? Uh, Google? Yeah, the, uh, Google? I think you should upload them to the Google Drive so I can uh, just sh- share the link. My internet over here is so slow. I've been uploading a video since 8.30 this morning and it's still only 13%. Yeah, usually what you do, man, is, is how far away is your local McDonald's or something? That's even slower. Wow, like Starbucks and everything else like that is slow? Yeah, I'm, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, the, uh, the best thing really is to throw it up on Google Drive, and uh, and uh, from there I can download them and yeah. and, and then reload them to uh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, but like people, man, you know, like if you take your kid, first thing in the world you could do is show fear. And that's what I'm trying to show people, man. You got to laugh at it. I'm like, I'm one of these guys when the Titanic is going down, 
oh, you know, I'm I'm playing a banjo. You know, like, you know, do the, do the, you know, do it, the boat's going down. Huh? What are we going to do about it anyway? You might as well enjoy it. What the hell? You know, it's, it's going to happen. It's rain, you're going to get wet. In no sense running and crying about it. You know, it's, it's just going to happen. What are you going to do? You take a layer, man. So I'm trying to show people, like, stop crying to me. Oh, my baby's taking all day. Stop. Send them a bill. Just do like that little Mexican lady did on episode 81 around the 40-minute mark. She threatened to give him a bill for a dollar a second, and the judge said, give her back a property immediately. They don't want to get hit with a bill. They're a legal society. They're a society. They're a club. They don't get hit by a bill. You know, so when they realize they're going to get hit by a bill, and it's going to come out of their pocket, it's like, who issued that bill? A man. A man issued a bill. Holy crap. We, we, can't, we have no authority and control over a man. If man tells us to jump, we better jump. We're just a legal society. It's like, say, the Ku Klux Klan society. You know, if the, if the people of the community say, we want that Ku Klux Klan community, of, you know, Ku Klux Klan uh, clubhouse fucking stopped, and we want that KKK off that front door, the, the county or the city, whatever, sort of take that damn KKK off that front door and say, no, you can't act as an organization in our, in our home, in our neighborhoods. You can't do it. You got to go. So the same thing with the legal society. If people get wake up and say, wait a second, what's the difference between an Islamic militant Sharia law society that is like, oh, law, and look what they do to the women, and look what they do to the children. Look at how evil they are. Okay, so we live under a legal society. And so instead of a Sharia law society, we live under a legal society. And now look what they're doing to some guy named Frank Russo. You know, look what they're doing to his women and his children. Look what they're doing to my kids. They're attempting to these people. But yet they have no problem just saying, you know what, we're going to take your kids because they need a timeout. Because things at the house, are, uh, we're sure everybody's upset with everybody and everybody's yelling and screaming at each other. No, we're laughing our asses off about running up bills and how we're going to get compensation because you walked off with our property and you, just, you took this guy's good name. We had Thanksgiving dinner tonight. Oh, I guarantee you, a week ago when the kids, you know, when my mom, you know, when I first went through this, there was, she probably wanted to kill herself. But tonight she was laughing and joking. I mean, of course she's still upset, but I'm trying to explain to her, man, we're, we're going to do okay. I wrote a hell of a letter for her to give the jailer to say, look, Frank is a man and he expects certain combinations. I said, look, 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 listen, listen, my mom didn't really understand how it works. I said, Frankie. You know the jail's up here, right? He said, you have friends that work in a jail, right? He said, yeah. And what do the boxes of food say? He said, not fit for human consumption. That's right, Mom. They're feeding these fucking prisoners food that actually says right aside, not fit for human consumption. And my mom said, that's horrible. I said, no, it's not. Because they're not human. They're prisoners. It's not fit for human consumption, but it's fit for prisoner consumption. You're not letting him know that he's not a prisoner. You're not letting him know that he's a man. Tell him he's a fucking man, and he better treat him like a freaking man, like Jake in Canada. Tell him. Tell him he's a freaking man. And like I said, my mom was afraid to give him that letter, she said, because it looked like I was in collusion with the, 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 the predator, whatever they call him, a molester. I said, Mom, would you stop that? I said, you got to stick by, you know, stick by whoever you, you know, Whoever you came to the dance with, you leave with. I said, you know better than that. 
You don't throw him under the bus. I said, even if they show proof, you still got to put it in your mind. Honestly, I mean, he's my husband, and I can't imagine him doing something like that. You know, in your mind, you might say, yeah, I think he did it. But in the rest of the world to know, you got to back up that guy and just say, look, man, I'm his wife. What do you want me to do? One of the bothers. You know better than that. I can't do that. I can't stand because I'm option. I took it the better or the worst, the death horse part to see, is he dead? Am I dead? No. What, what makes you think I get the left hand can turn on the right hand and not both armed hands be armed? So, yeah, let me hang it up a little bit, Gus, and let you talk for a little bit, man. Let me see if I get chat board. And, yeah, you can tell people I'll do a show on Saturday, man. I'll show people right. how to start collecting. I'll show people how to start collecting on these orders. You know, when they see what I'm doing, this is like uh, how I just wrote that letter today, and then I'm going to write another letter tomorrow, and I'm going to start sending bills. I could just go to the county uh, window and start dropping at the drop box where everybody drops off a submission of payments. I'm going to drop off the submission of my bills. Oh, I videotaped all this good stuff. Oh, you know what I wrote on the envelopes, man? You don't think it's funny? Did I send you that? No, I you said, told me about it. Yeah, in the one envelope to the one lady I wrote, Happy Thanksgiving, you know, and I'm going to have a happy Thanksgiving because she took my kids. And I put a big happy face and a big smiley face on it, on the envelope. And the other guy I wrote, uh, to you and yours, have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy my family because you gave a happy Thanksgiving. You know, enjoy my family. It was pretty funny. It's like, you know, I hope you and your family enjoy Thanksgiving. And while you have my family, I hope they have a happy Thanksgiving. So, right, and I hey, hey, Carl, hey, Carl, I don't, uh, I don't know if you'll be able to come back after because uh, Angela, I don't know if Angela is listening or not. I don't know if she'll be able to unmute you if you come back oh. in. If, if I have to do it, then just call me up and just add me to your uh, okay phone and just do it that <laughs> way. Or somebody, or somebody else could call me up. I don't care. You know, whoever call everybody does my freaking phone number. So, right. you know. It's, and we'll just try it that way. So let me hang up real quick. Okay. All right. Take care, man. Hey, what time do you want to do the show Saturday? Uh, let's figure about uh, 6, 7 o'clock. Eastern time? Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Let me get it going, man. And, uh, I'll say hey to people on my show a little easier than, you know, than this show. All right. So. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon enough, man. Sounds good. All right, thanks, man. Yep, take care. Uh, Angela, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, Vital's on the call, and I'm sure he witnessed a lot of stuff over the last few days. If uh, if you can unmute him, that would be awesome. I'd like to hear uh, like to hear the the same stuff from a different point of view. Patel was there with his brother, and uh, Sean was there from Ohio. There's uh, the article that Carl was talking about. Somebody just sent it to me, John uh, from Minnesota. The article is called No Chance of Default, U.S. Can Print Money uh, by Greenspan. And it's uh, it's uh, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.cnbc.com forward slash ID forward slash 44051683. And 
that'll take you right to it. It says, uh, former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan on Saturday ruled out the chance of a U.S. default following S&P's decision to downgrade America's credit rating. <clears throat> and it goes on to describe the rest of the stuff that's uh, to be talked about. Uh, Carl's website is uh, broadmind.org. And I don't know why, but people seem to have a hard time finding Carl's notices. Uh, if you go to broadmind.org and then you look at the top and you click the little tab where it says documents, it'll drop down a menu. And on that, uh, at the bottom of that documents tab, or at the bottom of that web page, you can download the first uh, 15 of Carl's notices in that case. Angela's also got uh, on her website, I'm pretty sure she's got the same stuff there on the uh, link for guests for Carl. My website is um, redressfordummies.org, and I have uh, some basic stuff there, mostly about language, about words, about punctuation. But it's a great place to to go just to get familiar and to get in touch with people. Carl's uh, talks you is listed there on the talk show tab. Mike does a show on Wednesdays, and his uh, his is also listed there. Actually, I'll get here. Carl's going to do a show on Saturday night, hopefully at 7 o'clock. I'm going to shoot for that. And his talk show number is 127469. And on Monday nights, uh, Mike just went through some stuff. I don't know if he's got his computer back, but uh, I think somebody stole his computer. I see Mike was on here tonight, so he uh, he may have access to the internet again. But his talk is on Monday night, and it's 133802. That's his talk show number. And my talk show is called uh, Common Law Word Nerds, and that's on Wednesday nights. ID number 134084. You can listen to the archives. I'm not planning on doing another show till at least the end of the year. I might do one uh, right before Christmas. I might not. Depends where I'm at and, and what else is going on. But uh, if I do one, then it's going to be kind of short. It's just going to be to say hi to everybody. Otherwise, I'm planning on picking back up sometime in January or February. Um, you know, I've got some other things I want to do. I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to learn how to speak Spanish. So there's there's some other things on my agenda. Um, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of information out there. Let's see. Karen, uh, oh, my sister is just sending me phone. Yeah, Karen, um, Karen just got a hold of me about a half, well, she, I got back to her about 15 minutes ago. She got a hold of me about an hour ago. Uh, she wanted to get on the call and, and listen to what was going on. I don't know if she made it on or not. <laughs> yeah, I got to learn English first. Yeah, my uh, my my uh, parents are speaking Spanish now, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I want to learn that. Uh, I'm just reading the chat board. There's uh, a lot of people that uh, are interested in property restoration. 
And now uh, you guys need to form some groups. There's a Skype group you can form, you know, you, you can get together in. You know, there's, there's already existing groups. Mike's got a group called Call Minois, and I've got a group called Word Nerds, and then there's and Mike's, Mike's set up a whole bunch of other groups. I don't have time to keep track of that. I moderate just mine. We talk about Carl and what he does with Common Law, and basically anybody that gets off track, I just boot. I don't really give any warnings. You either stick to uh, what we're talking about or you, or you go away because I ain't got time to babysit. But... Uh, you putting your phone number up there, Carl? There is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can get a hold of me on Skype at Gus.Breton, G-U-S dot B-R-E-T-O-N. I'm the guy with the cowboy hat on. And then uh, Mike has his Skype, Calm in Law, C-A-L-M-I-N-L-A-W. And if you get a hold of either one of us, or uh, Vital, what's your uh, Skype? Are you still on here? Hey, Vital, put your uh, Skype on here. I can give it out to people. But there's um, there's different people you can get a hold of, hook up with different groups regarding property taxes or or your your, your kids or you know, whatever else you happen to be, to be dealing with. Uh, please don't call me about traffic tickets. <laughs> Go to the archives and learn learn how to deal with that stuff. And the other thing is, uh, if you haven't heard, um, you know, 50 or 60 hours of, of audio, uh, you're not going to understand anything I'm telling you anyway. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to understand what any of us are talking about. And uh, you're going to want to pound down at least 10 or 10 or a dozen audios from Carl's archives, uh, you know, before you even consider doing anything, even... Even if we have a conversation, it's not going to do you any good. Yeah, anybody can give you the football, but you know, to learn how to run down to the end and, and score a touchdown, you're going to have to do some serious work. Hey, Angela, I see you. Okay. Anita Harris at dss.virginia.gov. I'm sorry, that was Anita. A-N-I-T-A dot Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, at D-S-S dot Virginia dot gov. It's the woman who issued, created the order. Um, Okay. There's a phone number, 540-245-5800. What uh Hey Angela, you're back. Hey hey Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. How was dinner? Oh, oh it's delicious. Even if I say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was yummy. I love candy dams. But anyway, how was uh the conversation? It was awesome. It's a great call. Where's you know, Carl? Uh, he uh, he 
he needed to he wanted to get on the board so he could uh oh, I put see. some okay. messages out there. He can't be on the call and do messages at the same time. Oh, I see. Hey, can you um un- can you unmute Vital? I'd like to Sure. Where is he? Oh, Let's see here. Uh oh there you are. I'd like to go. hear what he's got to say. Okay. <clears throat> and unmuted. Okay. A G O is uh Mark R. Heron. Phone number is eight zero four seven eight six two zero seven one. A G O is uh okay, that's the Attorney General's office. Mark R. Heron, eight zero four seven eight six two zero seven one. Um Carl, what's the uh what kind of information should uh, we be looking for from the Attorney General's office? And the Governor's office is uh, Terry McAuliffe at 804-786-2211. Uh, I'm going to wait for uh, Stuart Curl. He's, he's given out this information because he wanted us to follow up and see if... Uh, yeah, you know, if any of this stuff really happened, and what's going on with Frank? Do they have the uh, the video? Do they have the photos? You know, why are they holding him in if they don't have if they don't have anything? Um, tell them to show the done or the damn photos or let Frank go. Yeah, I was ready to kill that guy just by looking at him in the paper and what they said. See yeah, how that bro. works. <laughs> It's always like that. It's all about the hype and the media. And, yeah, uh, they create the hate and all that. Yeah. Although I have this thing, you know, I don't like any child molesters. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's funny. Likes them. <laughs> funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Vital, you there? Vital, you here with us? He's unmuted. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's unmuted is... both. Chat. Hey, good evening, everyone. I'm there here. he is. Hey. So good to see 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 everyone. Time. Happy Thanksgiving and thanks takings. And, uh, Happy Thanksgiving, you too. I'm a little bit ago for my family. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, listen, I want to go uh, be with my son. So uh, do you need me for anything? You guys can continue on if you like or... What do you want to do? Yeah, we should be we should be fine. Only got, uh, only got fifty minutes left of the recording. Okay, did you want me to unmute anybody else or? Um, who's yelling? There are many people on the phone. There's a lot of people on the phone. Well, there's oh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And, uh, there's twelve of us. A, you can unmute Aquila and. Uh, okay. And Mike, um, uh, dot 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 I. Yeah, dot 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 I. Hopefully that's Mike. Is that you, Mike? <laughs> I think it is. Well, Anybody someone... else? No, it is not Mike. This is Pakistani man. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> not Mike. Anybody else? Anybody else wants to be muted? Press star eight. I'm gonna be leaving in a minute here. So you guys can have the floor. I'm going to go sit with my son because he's alone. And um, everybody have a wonderful weekend. 
I'll do my ta-da now because the call is over. <laughs> Four hours, What's 11 up? minutes has gone by. But uh, I'm not going to be here when it ends. So goodbye, everybody. Jolly. Have a happy Thanksgiving and all like that. And I'll talk to you next Thursday. I'll tell you wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you. Well, Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. I, do, Bye-bye. Don't I need to stay on? Do I have to I don't need to. If I close every, if I close myself out, is that going to end the call? Nope. I don't think so. Okay, so I. But the call will end automatically on its own, right? Yeah, the call. The call is definitely going to end automatically on its own unless people start calling in. What Carl says, unmute, unmute, unmute. Oh, unmute me. Is he Carl? You're not called in. You're not muted. No, but he's oh. not on his. Uh, uh, New is it Northwest New York, Northern Virginia? Is that it? No. Uh, Northern Virginia. Carl, no. you're not showing up here. Your phone's not not showing up. Call back he, in. He or probably forgot. He probably forgot how he called back in. I don't know. Northern Virginia might be uh, the uh, Quilla's friend, Shay. There's one here that says, Carl touched me. There's nobody on that one. No, that's all right. I'm going to call. There he is. There he is. Okay. I just unmuted him. Okay, you guys. Have fun. All right. Love y'all. Make sure Carl's uh, talking before you walk away. Okay. Carl's still muted. Oh, he is? He's got his hand up, yeah. Oh, shoot. I thought I unmuted him. Oh. Maybe you hit it twice. I did unmute him, but what he did uh, was he muted himself back in, out, or whatever. All right. Everybody good? I'm good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Adios. Yeah, Frank's, yeah, Frank's a real good guy, Angela. Angela, believe me, I wouldn't be sticking up for this guy if he was a piece of shit. That oh, you know, I heard that. That's what I'm saying. You know, I heard you speaking up for him, and I wanted to ask you, though, did you touch, talk to your daughter? Yeah. And like I said, uh, if you listen to the show, you'll see a lot about about my daughter. Like I said, uh, uh, I heard the whole show except for up to the last hour. But did you hear when I said my brother told me that when she first got back from uh, yeah, that she care, took her clothes off and she was humping around and whatever. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so she's insane. Maybe foster care did a number on her head. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you you can't expect a kid that that does stuff like that to be able to tell the truth. I mean, she, she doesn't know right from wrong. I mean, you take the dad out of her life and Excuse you just me. Let... No, don't say that, Carl. I'm a woman. I'm a female. Yeah. Okay. Somebody needs to talk to that little girl. You can't just take it for granted that the old man didn't do anything. Okay. I mean, I would oh. love to hear you say that. Yeah, you know for a fact he didn't touch her. But you need to talk to the little girl. You need to find out from her. Look her in the eye and tell her to be straight with you and see what she says. And whatever she says that uh, Grandpa didn't do it, then what? If she says Grandpa did not do it? Yeah, then what? Well, then she just fortified your beliefs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, what does it matter in court? Just because the little girl tells me now, Dad, no, I lied. I don't understand about the court at this point in time. I just don't want you sticking up for a man if he's really guilty. 
and you're okay. not checking. You're just taking his word for it because he's a guy. He's your father, your stepfather. It's because you raised him, right? Look, this is not a lynch mob mentality. It's 50-50 in this country. It's innocent to prove guilty. Just because somebody yeah. said Angela did something, we don't hang Angela. Right. It's 50-50. Right. I agree. I, I'm so not disagreeing with you. Right. 50% of me says he didn't do it because he said he didn't. And 50% of me says he did do it because she said she did it. So it's 50-50 in this country. We can't just start saying, well, we got to hang the guy because you're no, 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 I'm not kid. saying that, but you sounded like you were, you're hanging the girl. Okay? You can't You've already made the all these presumptions. You can't, you can't put the man in jail. Man, you, well, no, okay, I'm not right saying now, you should, you're supposed to investigate it. Angela, you're supposed to investigate it. Right. And they're not investigating it. They're just throwing a man in jail and destroying everything he ever worked for for 65 years. They didn't, they're not investigating it. They're just saying we're going to take it's a 50-50 split in this country. Mm-hmm. This is the way this works. We're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, they're not investigating. Right they're just saying he did it, and now we're going to hang him. And it's not right. You don't do that in this country. Like you said, the majority of the girls don't lie. The majority I'm not of the saying women... you should do that. I'm saying you should get a fair trial, whatever. He should get justice. Well, what do you mean so fair you trial? Why, why, is the, why, is the guy, why is the guy in jail until the day of the trial? Why is he going to be sitting in jail for... Why is he going to be sitting in jail for four? Why is he going to be sitting in jail for four or five years until the state of trial? Four or five years, is he? He's only What's in that? jail a week, right? No, they, Angela. You know, no, no, if they can't prove that this guy did it, they're going to keep him in jail, and they're just going to have a delay, a delay, a delay, a delay until he admits they're going to help that he did. Him, right? I, I have full oh. confidence that you're going to get him out of the situation. Yeah, but what I'm saying, any man, they only say. The majority, I just think they say, get him out, you know, lock, stock, and barrel free if he really I mean, is guilty of something. What, you know, I don't want to see him you know, doing they, anything to your daughter. That's your daughter. Ma'am, you know? it, does, ma'am, it, ma'am. You. If they, it, ma'am it doesn't matter if it's you. It doesn't matter who's you. It doesn't matter whose daughter it is. I'm just making it simple, crystal clear. If, if they say the majority of the women don't lie, there's only a majority, minority that do. If a 10,000 men are charged with this crime and 5,001 are true, what happens to the 4,999 that aren't true? What happens to these men? How do, how do they I, make these I men? agree that everybody that well, should be well, the person me. go free, even if they're guilty, if it allows others that are not guilty to go free. So I don't have a problem with so that. How, how do you repay these men? How do you get all these men's lives back together after this woman destroyed it? How do you get his life back together? How should we, how should we get together as a community and get this man back on track? How should we do it? I don't know. Why don't you ask your okay, daughter? Okay, now, do you understand? If my daughter lied and they want him to be in jail for 20 years, do you understand I'm going to say to the prosecutor, put my daughter in jail for 30 years? That's fine. I don't right. have a problem she's with that. Jail for 30 years. Right. If she, she lies, if she's, she's going guilty, to jail for 30 years. Then she needs to get punished, you know. Exactly what she wanted to happen to him is exactly what should happen to her. Right. She can okay. get 30 years to life. I don't have a problem with that. Right. So this is what I'm trying to say, but how many times has a woman actually spent 10, 20 years in jail because she lied about some guy molesting her. I have no idea. I have no never. idea. It has never happened in the history of this country. No woman has ever spent 10, 20 years in jail for committing perjury. 
It's never happened. So, okay, so I love what we do. I can't even hear you. You're cutting out. When when women lie about something this horrible, they just say, oh, well, so I lied. And nothing happens to them. Nothing. No, tell that to all the women that are sitting in prison. Okay, they're sitting in prison because they committed perjury instead of daddy touched them when daddy didn't touch them? I don't know. I'm sure there's a variety of reasons why women are sitting in jail. You came on so strong about your daughter being a little... Go ahead. Whatever. Well, all you guys, all you guys were on me. That's you the way you made her sound. Thing. That's the way you all made you her sound. Like she was all, all her guys, fault. You know, all I'm you guys sorry. Are unmuted. All you guys are unmuted. Tell Angela one woman that you heard of in the history of the world who got punished for lying about saying Daddy touched her. Go ahead. Tell me. All you guys tell Angela. Instead of me doing this round around with Angela, you guys have half a backbone. And tell Angela that you know of a case that a woman got punished for lying in court and committing okay, perjury. But we're talking about your daughter here. Uh, ma'am, it's your daughter. It's all the other women daughter. in ma'am, prison. It's everybody's Carl. daughter. Every man. Black, you white, may not have yellow, much of a relationship with everybody's your daughter. daughter. Ma'am, you're looking at ma'am, it's, you're making a press, ma'am. ma'am this ma'am, is not my ma'am? daughter. Everybody has a daughter. It doesn't matter whose daughter it is. It doesn't matter if it's my daughter. It doesn't matter whose daughter it is. You should everybody's daughter. She's everybody's daughter. When this happens to anybody, you see, you just say, my daughter. If I heard about this about anybody's daughter, it's the same damn thing. you got to use the man. To your daughter, and everybody on this call can't go talk to your daughter. You seem to be the only one oh, local to her. I asked her who it was, her. and she said it was grandpa. Okay. She said it was grandpa. She, she said it was grandpa. She just smiled. Well, she said it was just, she, I asked her who it was. Was it Grandpa or was it, it, was it was it Big Frank or Little Frank? And she said it was Grandpa, and she just smiled and skipped away. She knows what she's doing. I can see some... Angela, if you heard me, I saw my mom sitting in the van. I didn't have to say a word to her. I walked up to her and I said, don't you dare do it. What, don't, don't do what? Don't divorce Frank. What makes you think I'm thinking that? I said, I know you're thinking it. Don't even think about it. She didn't say to me that she was going to divorce Frank. I could read people from a mile away. I said, don't even think about it. And then a couple hours later, my little sister called and said, yeah, mom said you saw her in the parking lot. What was she thinking? Of? What was she talking about? She was talking about a lawyer about divorcing dad. I said, yeah, that's what I thought she was doing. Because she looked very, uh, like, weird at me. She was like, she got caught, like, eating her hand in a cookie jar. I said, are you thinking about divorcing Frank? Don't even do it. She said, I'm not thinking about it. I said, don't do it. Don't do it. And she's like, what makes you think I'm thinking? It's don't do it. And I was dead. Uh, Vital, Vital, did I say that to her? Yes, Vital. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about, the, about my, mam, my mom and the van. Go ahead, tell them. Oh, she was just sitting there, saw you guys walking up to the library, didn't even call out or say anything, and we thought she was still up at the courthouse. And what did I do when I walked over to my mom's van? Well, I, wa- I wasn't there, actually, at that time. It was only you and my brother. But, uh, you know, from what you told me is it, what you're saying. What did, I tell you, what did I tell you my mom was doing? She was on the phone, right? What did I tell my brother? You better find that phone number with the last person she called and find out if it's a freaking lawyer. Was an attorney, yeah. And the lawyer, my mom wants me to come in and make a statement for the divorce, right? That's what I said, right? Yep. Yeah, then why don't you tell, Fatal, you've got such a big mouth, and you talk every five freaking seconds of everybody's freaking life, and you don't want to say nothing now? 
I'm not going to say something when I wasn't there. I wasn't there when you first watched it. I was there in the library with pal. And what did I say what my mom was doing? She was on the phone with uh, an attorney, probably. Yeah, right. That's what I said. And what did I say she was on at 24? You you can't shut your mouth for half the time, and you don't want to talk now? You suspect that she was talking to an attorney about divorce. Yeah. See, Angela, I got a feeling. When I'm thinking my mom was... with anything? No, I doesn't have anything to do with what I was saying, Carl. Right, because I said I should tell my my kid. I asked my kid, was it Big Frank or Little Frank? And she said, oh, it's Grandpa. And she just skipped away like she's eating a lollipop. I said, oh. Well, maybe it's the truth. What? Angela, when when I know my mom, my mom said she wasn't doing My mom, look, man, look, Angela. My mom said she wasn't doing anything. She said, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here talking on the phone. I said, Mom, you're doing it dirty. I know what you're doing, Mom. I know you. I know when you're doing something wrong and you're trying to hide it. Mom, I know what you're doing. You're doing it dirty. You're going to throw him under the bus, ain't you? You're talking to a lawyer. You're going to divorce him, ain't you? I can tell, Mom. And she's like, no, what are you, crazy? What are you talking about? Two hours later, my listener assistant calls. She said, yeah, Mom said uh, you saw her in the parking lot. Yeah, and she was talking to an attorney about getting a divorce. I said, I knew it. I just knew it. I could tell. Just the way she was not reacting towards me. She didn't roll down the window. She didn't beep the one. She was like, hi to me. She was talking to somebody on the phone. I knew what she was doing. She was thinking about throwing this guy under the bus. She never talked to me one time about divorcing the guy. Not one time did she ever say it in her life. And I just had that feeling. When I seen that kid, I asked the kid, hey, who did it? It was a grandpa. It was a big Frank or little Frank. She said, oh, it's grandpa. And she like, la, 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 skipped and smiled about it. I said, oh, that little devil. Ha, oh, ha, God's going to get her. Child. Do you expect what? her to act like an adult? Grandpa did it? What, are you trying to tell me that she's supposed to laugh about it? I'm sorry, what? She laughed That's... she's supposed to laugh about it and smile about it? She's supposed you know, to be devastated. Little kids react in different ways. You never know. She's not a little kid. She's a teenager. I thought she was 12. She's 13 years old. They got that wrong. I paid for two. Okay, so she, well. No, so they said 13, she was 12. 13? I mean, well, you know, yeah. She knows right from wrong. Okay, look, I don't want to tell everything that everything that she's been doing around this farm, okay? It's none of your people's really damn business what she's been doing, bizarre shit. Okay, it's not really a business. When Cole says something, I'm here, I'm telling you. This thing stinks to high heaven. If I thought Frank was a bad man, if I ever seen him lay his hands on my mom, if I ever seen him touch any of his children, he's got four children, he's never spanked them. And the sexual aggression and sexual abuse is not because of sex, it's because of anger. I've never seen this man touch anybody in anger in his life. So if I've known this man for 35 fucking years and calls him a pretty damn good judge of character, and I can tell you, my mom is thinking about divorcing her just by looking at her through a window of a van. I said, oh, I know what my mom's doing. I'm going to fucking give her the right act right now. They said, what's she doing? Oh, she's throwing a lawyer. I know what she's doing. What? Oh, she's thinking about throwing this guy to the bus. She's like, I'm not doing what? What? Not me. What? No, that's crazy. What are you talking about? No, no, I'm just talking on the phone. I said, I know what you're doing, You mom. know what, Carl? It's always someone that they've known 30. Look at Sandusky. Wasn't that that coach guy? I mean, look, or, or what was yeah. the other guy's name? I mean, you look at, at priests, even. I mean, Jesus, there's people that know these people their whole lives and would die for them on the cross saying that they were innocent. 
And guess what? Yeah. I, ain't been, I, I know I'm not wrong with people. When I see people for the first time, so I'm getting a creepy feeling. Okay? So I, I don't trust this guy. Right, right Gus? Right. Is Gus still on? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I muted myself. Uh, I was running a, I was running a blender. No, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm in total agreement with Carl. Okay, when I got divorced, my four daughters, uh, my, my ex-wife started. Well, she, I believe she was hooked up with the guy next door before I ever left. But uh, after I left, my kids, their personalities changed. All sorts of things changed. You can tell when a kid's gone through stuff because. Mm-hmm. They they have a totally different outlook on life. Um, everything. Sometimes they act does, out. They do things. They become they, they become suspicious of everything. They they lose their joy. They lose everything. You know they mm-hmm. they just they don't know where to turn. They don't know who to trust. And if if she if his daughter just said, you know, it was grandpa and just strolled away like no big deal, she she didn't you know she's not feeling anything. There's nothing there. There's nobody home. Uh, and as far as Charles is concerned, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, it, no, no, no. I said Grandpa got punished. Grandpa punished her. Okay, I said let me t- let you take a wild guess. This let me tell. Let me see. The report came into the social services right after Halloween when she got embarrassed. She said she was humiliated by Grandpa because he yelled at me in front of my boyfriend just because we were chasing chickens. Okay, so next where day, boom. Next day, Grandpa gets fingered, okay, for fucking being a molester. Not sex, not sex. She didn't say sex because his dick can't get hard, okay? So he didn't rape her. But looking at that newspaper article, it looks like this guy's having sex with this kid. It looks like he might have fondled her genitalia. Oh, God, oh, something like that. Let's just say, for shits and giggles, let's just say, for shits and giggles, this kid is built like olive oil. What in holy hell did he fondle? I don't know. And that means that he, let's just say he did fondle something. I don't know what he fondled. I don't don't know. know. There are men that do it. A little two-year-old children. Let's just say he did it. Well, what say he did it. Let's say he did it. I'm saying he did it. I'm saying he did it. I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm agreeing with you. This guy fondled my kid. What did he actually do? He fondled. What does fondle mean? He stuck his finger in her? Is that what you're trying to imply? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Angela, watch it. Angela, watch this. Watch this, Angela. Watch this. Grandpa, watch this. Grandpa stuck his finger up in my kid. Watch this. Grandpa kept sticking his finger in my kid. Watch this, Angela. I'm going to say it to make you happy. I know. I know Grandpa stuck fingers in my kid's whatever. Pussy, ass, whatever. He stuck fingers in. What the hell does that have to do with destroying his life? Well, you're okay with that. You're okay well, no, with that? What does the hell does this do? No. What business of you or anybody else in society, what he's doing to my kid, that's between me and my kid. No, that's, no, if that's between me and my kid and him, who the fuck are you to step between me and him when I want to decide if I caught this guy sticking his finger in my kid's pussy, I want to cut it off. Who the fuck are you to tell me not to? While well, society puts stand, him in jail for 20 years. Fucking 22 years. Maybe your daughter needs someone to stand up for her, Carl. That's right. If I believe that he molested her, I'd fucking be ripping this guy apart. That's what That's I thought. That's what I fucking... I thought, oh, if I thought really he did it, I'd be fucking tearing him apart. 
Angel, if you touch my kid, I'll tear you apart. You tell anybody this goddamn show. If you don't think they're touching my family, I'll kill you. Yeah, I agree. I feel right. the same way you do. Right. That's right. That's what they said in court. They said, do you feel safe with calling home? They said, yeah, unless you're touching his kid or fucking with his family, he'll come over this bed, you know, rip you in half. I had to pull my sister and my mom Nobody's across talking the about parents. you, Carl. Nobody's what? talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You guys are saying, look, if I fucking tell you people, don't why the fuck you people listen to me with my judgment or my opinion on any damn thing else. If my opinion, my judgment sucks that so much, no, 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 when it comes oh, you to can tell I do. I got a, no, I got a great opinion of people. And Gus will tell you, I'd have a trend trusted feet towel. I couldn't trust them from a mile away. But you can tell Gus. Gus, did I have a trust feet towel? No. Carl's always afraid to bring my feet towel to his house. I don't know what this guy's all about. You know what? He found his own way to my fucking house. How did he find my way to his, my house? Why did he Google my house? How did he get to my house? I never gave him damn directions. Feet towel, how'd you get to my house? That's, oh, that's right. Easy. Who told you? Who told you? Who told you where I live? You did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Where did I, where did I tell you I lived? You tell everybody. You tell everybody. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell you where I lived. Oh, yeah? How the guy from Australia find your house? He did it. He called me up from McDonald's, fought him out of the payphone. I told him to stay right there. You're fucking no, you liar. And was, I never trusted no, you. I never you trusted you because everything you say is bullshit. Ask Gus. Gus will tell you a million uh, times. No, Carl never trusted you if you tell Your stepfather, your daughter, and you. How does Vital come into the conversation now? That's what I'm saying. But you're saying I'm not a good judge of character. And Gus will oh, tell I you. No, I never that. trusted Vital. Well, I never trusted him. In this case, in my case, you're a very wrong judge of character. Good. Because I told you to tell people what you saw in that library parking lot. And you're like, oh, I don't know, Carl. I wasn't there. You got a fucking opinion about every damn thing else anybody ever wants to talk to you about. But no. What do you want, no, you what do you want me to lie? You didn't like to be told. I said, what did you see in that parking lot? What did I talk to you when I walked into the library? What did I say that my mom was doing? What did I tell my little brother in Taco Bell? You when we were sitting me, at Taco you, Bell, what did, no, when we were me, sitting at Taco you, Bell, what did I tell my little brother to do? I said, you better what find you, out if you my mean, mom, if your fucking mom is trying to divorce your dad because he's going to kill himself in fucking jail when he finds out that mom is fucking divorcing him. And there's no proof that he's done anything wrong. He's going to kill himself. And my daughter wow, is going to be the me, one who fucking kills him. My daughter's allegations, my daughter's charges is going to kill an innocent man. And I can't be a party to this. Where is I'm she at have right to now? With Angela, you can sleep at night. I can't no. sleep at night because my daughter's putting an innocent man in jail. Okay, let me if tell that you man something. dies, if you that man no dies in jail, if that man dies in jail because my kid lies, I've got to live with that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay? You don't. Right. You can sleep. You can sleep at night. I can't. Okay? If my daughter lies and this poor bastard fucking dies in jail, he kills himself or dies in fucking jail, I'm going to pay for this family for the rest of my life. I'm stuck taking care of them forever. Because they lost a daddy because my kid fucking lied. My kid's going to come to me one day and say, oh, daddy, I lied about grandpa. Sorry. Oh, great kid. Now you know what I got to fucking do. I'm a slave to that fucking family. I'm bound to take care of that family for the rest of my life because my property, my child fucking lied. 
So did they return the kids, or are the kids still with children's services? It doesn't matter what they tell my kids. I'm, debt. I'm in debt for the rest of my life to that family. She does as she likes. I'm fucking on a hook for the rest of my life. So oh, the kid please. had a horrible day or two. Whatever the fuck she went through, you know I'm for the rest of my life. If she lies, if she lies, then you people don't get it. You people don't understand. You're stuck for the rest of your life for the actions your children do. You are a slave to the other family for the rest of your life. If your kid well, went out drinking and driving, no. If your kid, if your kid went out, if your kid went, if your kid went out drinking and driving, if your kid went, if your kid went out drinking and driving, I want to do that. If your kid went out drinking and driving and killed somebody, if your kid went out drank and drove and killed somebody, you are a slave to that other family forever. Not insurance policies cover the other people. No, you have to provide for that other family for the rest of their lives. Because your son killed somebody, their daddy or their mommy. I take this shit very seriously. If somebody, if my child kills somebody's family, I got to take care of their daddy for the rest of life. My friend and I was riding a motorcycle. He fell off his motorcycle. I said, holy Jesus effing Christ. I got to take on his wife and his two kids until she decides to marry somebody else. Why? Because at 18 years old, I knew the rules. I'm riding motorcycles with him. I'm just as liable. You know, we were doing stupid shit, doing 100 miles an hour. Now I got to take on his wife and his two kids until she gets fucking married. I don't want to take care of his wife and two kids, but I'm honor bound. That's what I do. I'm a fucking man. And everybody's forgetting what it means to be a man. You got to take on the liability and responsibility of the people that you hurt around you. Not paying them off with cash. You're stuck with them. We're not Who said that? My Who said paying I, everybody off with cash? Where'd that come from now? That's what I'm saying. You can't just say the insurance company will take care of them or the government will write them a welfare check or give them disability for the rest of their lives. I gotta fucking work for these people for the rest of my life. That's why I told the Mike the cop. I'm just as deep in this shit as you. If my kid fuck. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.